streaming. Yeah, context. Uh, either of you guys ever heard of? Well, any of I don't think Fortier has, but um, heard of Patrick Willems? No. He's um, from what I've heard, he's someone who really loved the Last Jedi. Who? Uh, and so. So that that's the kind of person we're dealing with, huh? Wait, this guy here did? Yeah, the one we're going to be responding to, and. Well, you'd have to. Why do you? How do you think you can? try and justify saying just stop it you'd have to only a last jedi lover would be somebody who makes a video about stop talking about plot holes <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was just I, I was just like oh he loves the last jedi and he's made a video saying stop talking about plot holes <laughs> like, that's that's gotta be pretty coincidental but he doesn't even he already brings it up for like a minor point i think and the rest of it is like a bunch of other films that Funnily enough, me and Wolf watched A Quiet Place last night, and we're refreshed on that film, so... Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> I was gonna say, I need to get the URL for my actual stream. How do I how do, I do that? <laughs> Embarrassingly try to figure this out? Are you doing it, like, stream now, or events? Uh, actually, I got it. We all good. I'm just gonna post it in my Discord so that everyone knows just what the stuff's going on. Um, Rags, out of curiosity, have you seen the Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay? It, ju just a few, just a, about a minute's worth or so. Yeah, I've only got like 10, 15-ish minutes. I'm liking it so far, but I, I want to see more. Everyone wants to see more. <laughs> well... Everyone's wanted to see him more for the past like eight years when they first announced that, is, that they were that is making true. it. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? Don't worry, precious people in chat, you've not missed anything just yet. Actually, we're at the point where it would be great if you could just tell me if, if audio is, is good. Wolf's a bit quiet. Is he on full? Oh, he's not. Okay. Let's turn these people up. Fix your damn yeah. sound. You made I'm... me quiet last time, too. What is wrong with you? Well, let's get everyone tested for uh for these diseases. I'm putting them up. So, so Wolf, can do you want to just up the gate if I need to? I'll just have to look at OBS. So you you are just under yellow, which is should be fine. Rags, say something. Something. All right, you could go up a little bit. Somewhere. Well, Tia, uh... say something controversial. Something controversial. Oh, you're way too quiet. Try again. Something controversialism? Yeah, you're too quiet and I can't fix it. Is there any way you can make yourself louder? Um like this? Oh there's a fan, right? I'll I'll get I'll turn my fan off too. I will roast for you. I my hope goodness. we have some fans in here. Oh, that's an excellent ah. joke. Alright, so that's done. Yeah, we don't have fans. Especially um, not me. Three. Yeah, so, Fortia, say one more thing. One more thing. I mean, that should be okay. <laughs> you guys able yes. to hear everything, sort of? I hope so. Um, I hope so, too. We should I be don't. okay. I'm sure that uh, volume-wise will be fine, because I can just use that. I'm browser. sure that now they can hear me. Can uh, you hear me now, everyone? Come on. Stop it. <laughs> Frodo. I'm calling him Oh, yeah, they're already asking for Jared videos. 
What the fuck is the fourth guy? See, it's been so long since you've been on a stream for Sierra, they've forgotten who you are. Oh man. This is the Swedish one who likes to... What's your thing? You like farm pigs or something? Uh, and dragons. Farms dragons and pigs, there you go. That's his thing. That's what he does in his YouTube. Which are more dangerous? Uh, mice. Potholes don't mean crap. Exactly. Educational. So is everyone ready to see this incredible video? Alright everybody, we're watching Victor. I'm a renegade. Visual video. No, Prepare not... to be demonetized. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, man, All audio that. for this video All recorded the with the Sennheiser G4 wireless microphone system. So this is promotional then. I guess. Neat. Fun. I already don't like it. It's okay, guys, stylish. We gotta talk about that. You know, from that already, I was like, oh, this is going to be a popular channel because he's got he's got the style thing that Mark Brown's got as well. They, they just they know how to present to make it look good, whatever they're saying. Thing that only existed in super nerdy movie conversations. Like, hey, how did Indiana Jones survive clinging to the outside of that submarine? Why is it that it's super nerdy to discuss a film instead of it's like, what should we be discussing politics? See how well that goes these days. No, that's nerdy too. anything. Anything you can just call something nerdy, and that means it's not okay to to talk about it. It's the same. Um, oh, too quiet. I'll I'll boost. I'll boost it. Don't worry. But uh, the, yeah, it's the same logic to me as um, you know, like you you are too angry at this. It's the same as like, oh, would you like to tell me how angry I should be? Would you like to tell me what subjects I should talk about? Would you like to tell uh, me, Mahler. This has nothing to do with the video, but the chat on the the stream, it's like off center. Like there, there's a lot being cut off on the actual screen. That's just that's just a nitpick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wolf, that's your opinion that you're seeing that. Also, yeah, everybody, I'm sorry, I can't turn everybody in the actual thing up. By the way, people, you're gonna have to deal with with what we have. But according to OBS, I'm no louder than you guys, or at least the. Uh, Turn up your volume, people. Come on. Pump up the volume. Yeah, you guys need to use the volume booster thing that I got. Yeah, <laughs> you've got them on your computers, too. It's your fault. Turn, Turn your knob on your computer on. box. <laughs> Plot holes everywhere on this stream. Please do a so, Jay yeah. Nichols video. We've been asked to cover here a couple of times, even in the, um, uh, the video. Yeah, I know the, the, okay, Who? let's go back a bit, see if this video's improved in sound. Yeah, thought holes. Subscribe! Owls used to be this thing that only existed in super nerd- Is that good enough, folks? Or do you need it to be louder? Because, I mean, if I go louder, I was going to boost my own you ears. Have the, you have the extension thing, right? Yeah, I know, but I've I already yeah. boosted it, so I'm hoping it's uh, good enough now. Oh, yeah, then it should be, it should be plenty <laughs> More Jared. <laughs> Much better. Okay, good. This, this isn't Jared Genesis? <laughs> <laughs> this is his new video after he got subscribers. He's like, I gotta improve. <laughs> he lost a lot of weight real quick. His room is behind and the hey, paper there. He bought shades as well. Shades. All right, here we go. Pretty movie conversations. Like, hey, how did Indiana Jones survive clinging to the outside of that submarine? But over the past 15 years, they've become pervasive, spreading through online movie conversations. Pervasive. I wonder if it's because every movie now has serious plot holes, 
because writers suck at Hollywood. Yeah, I was going to say. It's, it's almost like people want to have the story be secondary to some kind of something else that they want to push instead. Does anybody disagree that writing has gone downhill over time overall in general? Because I, I don't know about you guys, but feel, what, what, what are we, me and Wolf are talking about it. Like this year, there's been a staggering amount of horrible movies that came out that were mainstream, like high budget sort of thing. At the point, I can bring up that list again. Yeah, and, and it's Go gone to it. the point where, and I say this as a fan of the MCU, Infinity War is one of the best films for writing that came out this year. That's Yeah, okay. Here's all the movies, all the bad movies that came out this year. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Black Panther. Uh, I haven't heard a whole lot of good about Incredibles 2. Personally, I haven't watched I it. I Ant-Man but... and the Wasp. Oh, I heard a I mean, lot of bad about that. Oh, I think it was average. Oh, okay. Well, we can ignore those two then. Black Panther, The Meg. Uh... Venom has no chance in hell of being good. Jurassic <laughs> World Fallen Kingdom. Ocean's 8. Uh, a Quiet Place. Aquaman has no way in hell of being good. Solo. Annihilation. Slenderman. Ready Player One. Um, the Predator has no way of being people, good. People are going to get angry time, that you, get angry that you said Quiet Place. They well, shouldn't. <laughs> I'm going to be making. I'm going to be making another video about it because they're yeah. wrong for liking it. Tomb Raider. Well, actually, I heard some I, good things I, I about Tomb Raider. It. I liked it. You can I heard like some it. Good things about it. But it's just like it makes me. It makes me want to like. But, uh, well, a lot of people aren't like me. They can't be like, oh, I can like it, and it also could be a bad movie. I was gonna say, yeah. you can uh, like Pacific it. Rim Uprising. Be nice to them. Uh, well. Rampage. Tag wasn't a good movie, but I liked it. Transcendental argument for God. What? Um. Anyway, <laughs> the 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 thing you should take away from what Wolf just said is a hell of a lot of those are reboots and sequels, and their original franchises have good writing. As in, the Pred Predator was was a, was a well constructed film. It's probably not going to be in its conclusion. Um. Then you've got the, the Jurassic World comes from Jurassic Park, which is way better. You got. Um, oh yeah. I, I, I guess Black Panther doesn't really follow that formula, but it's it was still bad and it was still this year. But there's plot, I'm sure there's plenty of good films that did come out. I'm talking about like high budget stuff. This year has been yeah, quite shocking. Like uh, I don't know. I, I don't know all, the, all of the years off by heart, but yeah, I would say that the conversation about issues in writing might be becoming more prevalent because films are starting to get really lazy and a lot of yeah, writing is taking a backseat now. Yeah, it's like what Mueller said. Um, Infinity War and um, fuck, what was that? Tom best Cruise friends movie that just came out. Oh, Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah, Mission Impossible. Those are like the two best movies of the year. Yeah, I keep forgetting about Best Friends. That was a good movie, though. Yeah, it's just you know I'm not going to say any of this stuff without doing more research definitively. But the idea that plot holes is coming up as a subject is like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Oh, Sicario too. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Sicario 1 is a fucking glorious film. Oh, Sicario 2 was it like... It didn't even show up on the list. It's a mess. I fucking hated it because I love the first one. It's this sequelitis, man. Oh yeah, what um, about porn movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I can't get a definitive uh, assessment of this. I'm just trying to account for why, perhaps, conversations of plot holes has come up more and more. And I don't see how you don't talk about that with A Quiet Place because it's just... The whole film relies on its rules not being broken. Isn't that the whole point? Like, you... You go in to watch it because you're like, ooh, this looks cool. It's going to be a film where they have to be quiet. And then they bring in all these extra things that completely ruin that. So it's like, oh, okay. Don't think about it, I guess. And again, you can like it and you can have fun with it, but oof. Oof. 
sound design was yeah someone pointed out in the chat it's like it's just infinity war deadpool 2 mission impossible those are the best three movies and best friends those are the four (laughs) best movies best friends definitely the best need to i need to see more movies and then and then we can be sure about this we'll uh we'll keep it going everywhere you turn people are complaining about Biggest plot holes. Plot holes. Plot holes. All the plot holes. Plot holes. I collected a montage of people saying the word plot hole. <laughs> yeah, but are they wrong? <laughs> exactly. It's context. It's like so neat. Yeah, I can't wait for him to straw man every single one of these people. Yeah, I'm sure every single person in this in, in that montage will have their arguments addressed. Because he's got or Infinity War there. And I can actually name maybe not a plot hole but inconsistencies in, in infinity war myself so i wonder how many pe- these people were valid or not you know never mind so full of plot holes plot hole. naruto plot hole. so many plot holes plot holes and maybe plot holes do you think do you think he avoided <laughs> you on purpose i was i was sad that i didn't pop up to be honest i was like come on come on ah oh, there's what you a- know he was thinking you know he was thinking it I mean, I'm in, I'm in his in comment April. section. Like people have mentioned oh, me. Oh God! Oh God! Yep. Oh God! <laughs> we already opened. Don't, with... t- don't tell me, Mahler. Don't what? you dare tell me that he is going to defend this piece of shit movie. It's not just that he's going to defend it. He's going to give an, a, a just the, the argument he gives in defense of this film is why I wanted to respond to it. It's so funny. I am. I'm going to be really mad in this video <laughs> because I hate this. I mean, obviously, you already know how much I hate this movie because I was shitting on it the whole time we were watching it yesterday. I'm making another video on it just because of how much I hate it. Also, just to clarify, you guys know just as well as I do, right, that there's more than you can criticize in a film, more than just plot holes. But, like, they're a definite thing you can criticize. Like, it's it's pretending, like, oh, that's all criticism is these days, plot holes. And it's like, even in me and Wolf's, like, Jurassic World videos... Uh, we point out plot holes, sure, but there's plenty of just like, uh, it, how do I categorize just these things? Blatantly retarded shit that happens throughout that entire movie. Yeah, like and inconsistencies that don't actually have to be considered a strict plot hole, I guess I should say. Yeah, um, a lot of the times those pop up in the form of character decisions. Yeah, which he's actually going to cover as well. But then you know you get editing uh, comments, you get um, like just just. What would you call it when they say you can get raptor blood from a T-Rex? That was just the most like, um... Can you? Now? I Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's, it's I like would, you I could... I not have assumed that. We can accept it within the, the film's rules of biology or whatever, but you could, you could absolutely point out it's just like, wow, that was convenient. Yeah, not a plot hole. Super, convenient. Super, super convenience. And, Which uh, is basically the Harry potter <laughs> we, we gotta keep a voorhees back and he said i love wolf rags and mola but fuck you for tea <laughs> he's moved hey, on now. he didn't say he fuck you to me this time at least have him say something before you and uh uh upgrade was good from frederick godzilla mention i've not seen I what's upgrade I, I don't even know who's new oh, yeah i'm guessing some... is it like a liam neeson one or is this someone else at the helm I always assume it's Liam Neeson when you have a one weird title for an action movie these days. <laughs> like, <laughs> they stole his handbag. Uh, what was the last one? He was on a train. That was a real crocodile handbag. <laughs> Let me see. And, um, Liam Neeson, Tran. Crocodiles don't grow on trees. 
I met Jenny Nicholson. Jenny Nichols in person. She's a tard. A lot of people want me to 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 um <laughs> talk about her. We can cover a video from her um eventually if you guys really want us to. But like, yeah, she's a little bit overrated for, for as far as I'm concerned. Then we've got um that sad face made me feel bad. I take it back for tear. But thank you all for donations, and we will um try and read them out in in the sort of like spaces between trying to respond to the video. Otherwise, we'll never get through it. <laughs> and um yes, all right, here we go. Defensive no, the commuter. Place. That's what it was. Oh, the commuter. Yeah. A quiet place opened. My Twitter and Facebook feeds were filled with people complaining about all the plot holes. I saw one guy say he'd made a list of forty-one plot holes in that movie. Forty-one. That's weak sauce. <laughs> me and nowhere near as many as there are. Yeah, me and Wolf. There was barely a second to stop talking about the conflicting rules and the characters making decisions that are so ridiculous. But uh. Fair enough. Forty-one's a good, good, good attempt. I play that's, that it's guy. a lot. It, it, it is indicative thing. of a trend. No one seems to actually more than know there what a plot be. hole is. Oh, oh, oh. okay. All right, oh, all right. No, wait, stop. We'll, we'll, we'll go oh. with who wants to go first and define what okay. plot hole is without looking look, online. What is a plot hole? Look, look here, you bean-headed fuck. <laughs> <laughs> a, a plot hole is when shit doesn't make any goddamn sense and is completely inconsistent with the story it's trying to tell. I know you like to pretend like you're intelligent, however, you're not. I love the uh, the assumption that, you know, like you open an argument and you just go, you guys don't know the definitions of words, so I've already won, but let's dismantle the argument anyway. And it's just like, oh, that, that was cheap, but okay. <laughs> you didn't need to say that. Um, if I was, if I yeah, if I was gonna tell somebody what, what a plot hole is, to be simple and brief, I would say that it's a story being inconsistent with its own rules. Uh, for, for me, it's when I would say it's. I think I go through it in my TLJ thing. So I, I actually wanted to make sure I pulled up the definition. It's something like when when something's established. No, uh, so when a character knows something when they have no reference for it, or when they don't know something when they did have a reference for it, is is one of the most like baseline plot holes uh, you can get or yeah it's, it's basically something happening when the, the the rules of the universe have told you that it can't happen it's just like a base contradiction but a base contradiction would be a good way to say it a, a contradiction within an established um character or rule of the universe or the lore and this is the thing uh if we had a scene in star wars where there were no sounds from the explosions and stuff we would be like huh weird they always usually have sounds, but it would be if you called that a plot hole, it'd be like, well, I, I suppose it's a, an inconsistency, but it doesn't matter whatsoever. But then if you have, it doesn't, it doesn't affect the plot unless somebody is saying, oh, I can't hear it, so therefore I can take this action. Yeah, but yeah. then if you have a character like Finn saying they tracked us through light speed, that's impossible. And then a scene later says, I know about the hyperspace tracker. I mopped outside it. <laughs> it's like, wait, yeah, that what? is a plot hole. So he I mean, should have warned them all that they had a tracker because he knew that would have changed the plot. Is it consist inconsistency within the plot line? I mean, that's putting it as simple as it is. Yeah, that's probably uh, where it comes from as a definition. I suppose. Yeah. If I can't wait. Rule, you have to follow it. If you set something up, you have to obey it. But we're gonna. I can't wait to hear his explanation of what a plot hole is. Since none probably... of us know. If he if he contradicts anything we've said, I'd be surprised. I'm pretty sure he goes with the standard. And all those plot holes people complain about? Oh god, black and white. <laughs> Close up black and white. They don't matter. Hey man, it's, it's a style. Leave him alone. They don't actually matter. So, 
Whoa. That is a plot hole. His hairline's gone back even more than mine. Yeah, I was <laughs> <laughs> the cap on, buddy. Oh, it's that's so that mean. You can't make fun of somebody's though. baldingness. I mean, you can. But I was just going to say, like, they don't matter. It's like, alright, let's make sure we remember that. He's just said they don't matter. So if he brings up at any point, in any way, that they can matter or are valid, just, just, just keep that in mind. People's definitions vary, but here's the generally accepted one. I love that he says they vary in definition after saying people don't know the definition. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice job. <laughs> that I use. A plot hole. And he, and he defines this one as the one he uses rather than the one from the dictionary. It's like, come on, try harder. There's a point in which a story breaks a previously established rule about its own universe. There you go. Basically, it's when a story contradicts itself. There you go. <laughs> okay. So here's what are not plot holes. So, um... <laughs> <gasps> oh, I don't want to do it anymore. Something that happens off screen so let me, can be a plot hole. Let, yeah, I know. Let me, let me just give you an example that's not in this video and just not even in a film. You just have a character who's like five foot tall and then two scenes later you see him and he's just seven foot tall and you're like, what the hell? And then uh, someone goes, he could have had surgery between then to lengthen his legs. Or when you, if you have a crippled character, right? And they have to get somewhere. And after a scene transition, they're there with everyone else. It's like, how'd you get here? It's like, oh, I learned how to, oh, my legs healed. <laughs> <laughs> and then they broke again. They broke again. <laughs> is a, I, just, the thing is I that ran some... so fast that my legs just broke again. <laughs> yeah, my legs were unused to the effort of walking, and so they broke. I flew too close to the proverbial sun. I so broke yeah. my legs again. What we're learning here is that it matters about context. It's not as simple as something happens off screen is not a plot hole. It they matters what the context is. They yeah. have to. The, the yeah. thing he's going to do is he's going to say something along the lines of like, it happened off, it, just because they didn't show it doesn't mean it's a plot hole. Yeah. And he's going to apply it to something it that way. We can conveniently explain it away. Dude, he, he applies it to the, the writing most... the movies for us. For no, the, he, he doesn't uh, even do that. He goes for the simplest possible one that no one would ever disagree with. I'll, I'll, I'll let you see it. In the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, wait. This guy's going to raise an actual one, and he's going to bat it down, and then he's going to compare it to one that it's not the same as whatsoever. We never see how Batman gets back to Gotham City. That's yeah, a that's an actual issue. <sighs> yeah, so just to cover that quickly, because... kidding me? I actually watched that's the film... That's an actual problem. I watched it recently with um, a friend of mine called Metal, because we, we were invested in seeing if it was as bad as we remember, and I still think that Dark Knight Rises is pretty awful, and that is a major one. Bruce Wayne is bankrupt and he's stored in some distant hole in the ground in some foreign country. He gets to the top of it, and then the next time we see him, he's, like, healthy and ready to fight as Batman in Gotham. And you're like, wait. <laughs> and it's only, like, a day later. Why? How can you possibly no, listen because, to that? It, because it happened off screen. It happened he, off screen. He found, he found a jet that was abandoned, and he flew. <laughs> he he found, found an abandoned jet, jet, and he flew in the jet, and then... He got back to the city with he, he used a parachute. No, no, it's see, in the see. DC I can explain universe. it away, and it doesn't break the laws of physics. It's in the novelization. You guys just refuse to read because you're idiots. Yeah, but it's in the DC universe, so so Superman obviously picked him up and dropped him off in Gotham. That's oh, true. Yeah, shit. yeah. You, you, get, you don't you don't get to be in a you don't get to be in Bruce Wayne without making a few connections. Time to call in a few favors. <sighs>
So yeah, that that one's an actual one. And look at the one that he references as an example of how it can happen off screen, guys. Don't complain. One of the earliest cinematic developments was the concept of montage. The idea is that when two images are presented in sequence, the audience understands that they occur chronologically and will mentally fill in the time between scenes. So for instance, if a person is in one location and the next scene they're in another location, we understand that in between scenes, they traveled between the locations. So guys. <laughs> wow, this, this guy's a fucking idiot. It is so like, <laughs> yes, okay. yes, we Mueller, understand Mueller. that. <laughs> Muller, can you can you answer me a question? Okay. Because I'm really afraid to know the answer, but I feel like I have to. Why is he in an alley? Well, <laughs> that is a question, but I assume that he walked there in between scenes. My question was going to be: um, Has he? Does he have uh, nine thousand dollars of Patreon supporters, <laughs> and he only makes one video a month? I don't think he's as bad as Mark Brown, but he's. I don't know. I think he's kind of worse. Oh, I, I mean, I, I, what so I meant far. is I don't think he makes as much money, so it's not as terrible in terms of content. Oh, okay. But, but I don't, I don't, I don't actually know if he even has uh, Patreon. I don't really know much about it's, him. It's no biggie, doesn't matter. Because that's uh, fucking retarded. What he just said, regardless of. How yeah, I was gonna say, made. do you guys even need us to explain why what he just said is a complete false equivalency? It's like saying, you know, uh, someone kicking you in the foot is the same as someone slamming a fucking sledgehammer on it. Yeah, basically you can explain anything away. You can say, meanwhile, at this location, somebody that we just saw somewhere else is now here. As they're oh, saying wow, in chat. Oh, this came out today, okay. As they're saying in chat, it's about context. It's always about context. You can't just say, stuff can happen off screen, guys, go away. Next point. It's like, oh. Every example is an individual. <laughs> All they needed to do in The Dark Knight Rises, by the way, was just have Bruce find a contact in a foreign country that he knew from his days as a training and blah 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 it would be convenient Mr. but Wayne, then it wouldn't I be a plot hole you and then you get people being how like how do you know that didn't happen that oh my god they i'm had looking at one the of the Tomb Raider movies like i need to i need a jeep in africa let me call up one of my old war buddies who owes me a favor <laughs> as like, um, okay i guess well as as, as the famed bilbo baggins once said it's about context precious context that was right after Bilbo defeated Voldemort, you know, on the bridge of Casadum, right? So there is there is a friend of mine in, no, in um, there's a friend of mine in chat right. who I asked that. to sort of try and advocate for the video as best he can, and he did say, yeah. uh, would knowing how Bruce Wayne got there, however simple, would that have improved the movie? Yes, I think that. Uh, you could just apply it, it to any that part of the movie at I was, least i was gonna say it ex it doesn't necessarily have to improve it to be uh called an actual law as in because because this is the thing that people are pointing out right is like is it a contradiction or is it simply a lack of information in which there could actually be an explanation um and, well, they have to show that explanation, because otherwise it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Well, I was going to say, it ruins the stakes, because now he can teleport and generate resources, as far as we can assume. So, uh, it's unnecessary breach of, of, of uh, what, what would you call it, like an investment from many, many viewers, when all you need to do is a line, a throwaway line at worst, because um, he followed up with saying, wouldn't it be a bit tedious to have an explanation like that in the climax? Well, you don't have to make it long. You can literally have a scene where Bruce uh, walks into some kind of bazaar or wherever is near the place he was in because it looked very distant from civilization. And then you find a way he gets a phone and then he calls Alfred 
or that he calls someone he knows, gets a pickup, and that's it. And, and the, you know, the person on the phone could be like, what do you need? And then he's like, we're going to need a, uh, and he says a bunch of numbers, so it implies that this is a thing he had set up. You just be like, oh, okay. One minute at most. In at in most instead, yeah. we watch him poof into Gotham, and we're like, what? And that's the thing, Gotham's on lockdown as well. Do you remember? Like, nobody in or out, aside from resources across the bridge. So it's just like, oh. Okay. No, he was able to get into Gotham, look perfectly fine, and he was able to make that big, stupid, burning bat symbol on the building. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much, uh, I'd say, to to go into. And then, objectively speaking, is absolutely a gap. Whether or not it'll affect people's enjoyment, I guess we're living proof that that actually happened, but it's obviously a possibility, I guess. But anyway, we will let him continue. Movies tend to assume that the audience is reasonably intelligent, but I guess they're wrong. If movies showed us every single second that happened during the span of the story, they would be 40 hours long and re- Yeah, people didn't no ask you to one. show every yeah. single second. That's yeah, nobody's asking for It's a complete straw man. Yeah. No one's asking for yeah, that. Yeah, just just find one person on the planet who said they wanted to watch Bruce Wayne take every step from uh, that hole back to Gotham. Just find me that person. Yeah. If he <laughs> locates a car, we assume he can drive. You know, yeah, how about we look at all the movies? Ways. Let's look at all the movies out there that don't have plot holes that aren't 40 hours long. Oh, <laughs> what do you know? All of them, because there's no movie that's 40 hours long. Some of them feel <laughs> like it, though. Like, boy. You mean Got like this video? When a character does something you wouldn't do? Here we go. What? Here we go. When this a is... character does something you wouldn't do. So, to give you some context on this, because I know where he's going with it. Uh, Just Right actually tweeted out after, uh, it was a few days after the debate me and Wolf had with him, said something along the lines of, it was either him or Hello Greedo, but they said, um, it's so annoying that people basically look at Holdo's actions and they criticize it as like sort of something nobody would ever do when it's actually something they wouldn't do. And that she's a character and she can make her own decisions when they don't accept that um, all they're complaining about is that they wouldn't have made the decision, which is like... Wow, you know, like like that that's the justification you have to come up with to be able to sort of let the story run when you can just find the contradiction like I did with Just Right, where it's like Would you agree that Holdo puts the, the lives of the resistance above anything else? And most people will say yes, because why the fuck wouldn't she? And you'd be like, So why did she let Poe almost kill everybody instead of just telling him the plan? Like Well she had a she had a moment of insanity. Yeah, that's what you have to go with. She's stupid, okay? And you don't accept that people can make stupid decisions, which is Look, actually gonna Mom, be the argument he makes you. I am axing you. Did he have a moment of weakness? The first Are legendary you a debate. Disney fanatical Star Wars fan. Disney fanatical universe. I remember being like, What does yeah. that mean? Yeah. It was like, what are you talking about? And this is the other thing, by the way. You know when you have an episode of The Simpsons where Homer does something stupid? You don't go, I would never have done that. It's like, oh no, Homer is stupid. That's his whole thing. That's, he's a stereotype of the stupid American that's supposed to be the joke. Just like every, you know, all of them are stereotypes in The Simpsons, and yet Apu's is the only one that's offensive, apparently. But you, you, you then fast forward to something like Holdo, and it's got no establishment of being stupid or petty or idiotic, and yet she is. And so you're just like, okay, the audience feels a little bit confused about that one. How so is immensely he saying, convenient. Is he saying that every person who who's implying that this is a plot hole wants a movie to be all the same characters? Well, the, yeah, kind of like... But like 10 of them? He's saying that we're saying that we want these characters to behave as we would. 
Yeah, so everyone would behave as we do, and therefore they would all have the yeah, exact in same our, character. In our 40-hour movies, everyone needs to behave <laughs> exactly like we do. That's the movie that we're advocating for. And this is like, thing. No, I, I just advocate for characters that aren't retarded. That's all I want, is like characters that can think for themselves, so I don't have to think for them. Yeah, characters can make reasonable mistakes. That It doesn't mean that you have to basically resort to this character had a moment of of complete random insanity they had to... and that's totally not a plot hole that's what the guy argued with me and wolf he was like hux was arrogant and stupid that's why he fired on nobody instead of everybody <laughs> it's like <laughs> okay he called him a boy <laughs> don't you see how offensive that is and then he had to double back you. because we were like oh, yeah. why isn't he arrogantly chasing them later then he's like well wait was that after when snoke spoke to him <laughs> like yes that was after and he was like oh. was that after the scene that i just completely made up <laughs> all right have a look there are so many plot holes in a quiet place oh it's such a great yes. movie I mean, like, why did they decide to have a baby? Okay, see, exactly. Did you catch the follow-up bit? Oh, it's such a great movie because they're they're implying that the person who points out the plot hole says you're not allowed to like it. Which, funnily enough, you did do earlier. I'm gonna assume hyperbolically we allow people to it like whatever they want. It, it was hyperbolic, but I don't think it's a. Well, no, I know for a fact it's not a good movie, but, but you know, that's the thing. It's, the plot hole still like exists. It. I like a quiet place, but I recognize that there are some serious problems with the movie. But you can still like the movie. Absolutely, I agree. There's nothing wrong with liking the movie. I like that. I like a quiet place. I enjoyed that movie, but it has what problems. High five. <laughs> so let's see what he's. Yeah. Wolf, this is going to be difficult for you, man. I'm sorry. Maybe. And why didn't they just move to the waterfall? Oh, this is the one that really drives me nuts. Movies are, for the most part, about human beings, or at least characters who think and act like human beings. The quiet place is about human beings. That's why they're all fucking retarded. Hey, man, let him let him make his incredibly good argument, and then we can. He does have an argument. Why? Stop. Why are you, were you recording this on a busy street? I don't know. It's style, 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 style. The wires exactly the same as Oof. the. I mean, this isn't like a, this isn't a substantive criticism. This is a a question about a style question. You have like a nice quiet studio, and I mean, like, isn't it? It's like hot in August. People find it cool. You're you're just nitpicking. You're you're nitpicking and you're being I mean, rude. Okay. Okay. I'm rags. not saying he's wrong for. I'm not saying he's wrong for it. Even though the, <laughs> even though even though the tag on the pipe says my name. I'm not saying he's wrong. All I'm saying is that I I don't really get what he's going for yeah, with I, the alley shots and the he's going for street cred. I assume it's supposed to feel flashy and back and forwardy and interesting. Like it keeps you into you know, there's a, it's, it's a bit like ADHD. It's just like boom, ba boom, ba boom, boom, boom. Oh, the pipe does say your name. <laughs> there you go. Part about human beings, or at least characters who think and act like human beings. And you know what human beings are not? Logical. People are yes, yeah, but Day. on average, oh on average, human beings are not fucking retarded, okay. and their entire characters don't shift in an instant. You know what? Like, I'm sorry. Maybe I don't want to be following a bunch of idiots that don't know what they're doing in this movie. I'm supposed to be taking seriously. Maybe if this was Scary Movie Four, where you're supposed to be following a bunch. <laughs> I was of about idiots. to say that's a good point. The scary Movie. These stupid things happen because the characters are stupid because they're parodying bad horror movies with. People are just stupid for no reason. I mean, they parody good horror movies as well. I'm not saying they don't. But the problem is the statement, humans are always logical and humans are never logical, are both just 
stupid. Don't don't make those. Yeah, when did we ever? Yeah, there's a way to have characters make reasonable mistakes, or to maybe make a bad call, but you can almost always justify it because people generally do things for reasons. Yeah. Right? Um... Even if it's a wrong move, even if it's maybe a a a taking a different path, right? People have reasons for the things that they do. They don't. Humans don't really behave completely randomly. Well, it's a great thing. You, you can use that as an, a complete and total excuse for anything that a character does. The, in basically, the insanity defense. Your Honor, my yeah. client pleads temporary insanity. And that's what they do with plenty of characters when they, they make either contradictive or downright retarded decisions that you just sit in there like, how, how could they possibly have thought this? And the way to make a flawed character is to have a consistent sort of core right where where the best one i can think of off the top of my head is just tywin lannister's uh whole deal is pride feels pride in everything that he does so he, it, it motivates him to push everything for his family forward in his image and it, it pushes him to the point where he's super successful gets super powerful but it kills him is the point his, his pride he doesn't actually he's not concerned with the idea i don't want to spoil it i was about to say a bunch of things and i was like wait there are probably some people who haven't seen season four of game of thrones so what I'm saying is when um, characters make an error, it's usually related to something that uh, I suppose is a huge part of their character. You could actually apply it to Cersei as well. She she never would have thought that what ha she rose somebody to power as a plan for herself in Game of Thrones, and then she ultimately, uh, again, I don't want to spoil it. Was, uh, do, you, Eddie, do you follow what I'm saying? I'm trying to find another example, like uh, within, you know, Anakin search for power to save people ultimately overreaches and fucking makes the mistake of tr uh, doing a bunch of things that, that are just, just, just outright wrong but motivated by um, a decision for power. The, killing the kids thing was a little bit too far. I need, I need to find some more examples. Just just characters can do stupid stuff as long as it's implied that they, um, they think it's the right decision or they have a blind spot. I think that's the word I was looking for. Established Wait. blind spot. Iron Man's ego? absolutely uh you know cap would have an inability to trust that he needs to <laughs> i don't know i was gonna say like he he, he could never see um wrong in Trusting bucky for example establishment i guess yeah like captain america almost dies to bucky because he would never he just doesn't believe that it should <laughs> essentially stop him because he's just that invested in him and that could have resulted in dying so these people are reacting to you saying anakin killing kids is a little too far <laughs> Okay, majorly too far. I was I was being hyperbolic. Or un okay, what's the opposite of hyperbolic? Enough, are you kidding? <laughs> he just goes to other places on the planet, starts killing the kids. Then <laughs> it's like these aren't even Jedi, dude. Oh no, he need, he needs to put them in labor camps and gas chambers. Yeah, that's too far. Yeah, the kids probably died too quickly. Oh, there you go. Exactly. Quill too merciful. Quill's reactions in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Infinity War, they're all motivated by him being incredibly emotionally attached to uh, people to the point of absolutely ridiculous overreactions. Established, and, and, and the, the film puts its, at least puts effort into say, like, if there's going to be something he does that's going to fuck things up that other characters wouldn't do, it'll be related to these people, these important people, or how emotionally is. What I'm trying to say is, he's going to bring in the fact that they don't go to the river in a quiet place as a human error. It's a logical error that someone can make. Which, if you've seen the film, they live there for what, like two years? Right next to the river? They tell us in the film that the river is a safe place. You can scream while at the river. I'd live there. 
I'd live there. I, I, that seems like the right thing to do. And they don't, in the film, even remotely try and explain. All they needed to do is have a kid say, um, Dad, why don't we live here? And then the dad is like, you can't make anything that, that lasts long near a river or something. Like, you can't build on a river. But then I was just going to say, you could just argue they could dig. They could, they could do anything. There's plenty they could do just because they could yeah, make so much noise next to a river. Yeah, why not live down in that safe room? I mean, that's just... I mean, if if the if your if your family's at risk, and if you're in constant danger all the time, living in fear, why the fuck are you not down in that room with for your cooking and your cleaning yeah. and your they, your leisure and your spelling? Why are you not always down there? Oh, see, okay, so it's, um, first thing is that we see them in the film build the soundproof room only once the baby's coming along, which is retarded. You, you'd build that well before. Because That's like the first thing you fucking do. So yeah, so they have intuition, they have creativity, they don't choose to live at the river, so that's one thing. And then someone in chat just said, because then you'd have no movie. That's a lack of creativity. If you can't make a movie out of a film where there's monsters everywhere that react to hearing things, and you've put your... I'd say it makes sense to put your base of operations at the river, and then they need to go out for reasons, and that's what puts them in trouble. Right? Or you just don't have the fucking waterfall in the movie. And <laughs> you, you just don't have, don't have the waterfall. That's a good point. Yeah, that did that scene have to exist? Does it ever come up? I can't forget. Does it ever come up well, again? Do they ever use it? As or, Wolf pointed uh, out uh, when we were watching well, it, he's like, they, they get. Do it oh, that's when the they basement. establish that louder sounds cover up softer sounds, and you need a waterfall for that. As though we even needed to have that explained to yeah, us in the first as, place. Yeah, as if even a child doesn't know that. And there's so many things they don't explain. So they have sand everywhere, implying that there's some kind of place they're getting sand from. And if we, it brings up the question of, wait, so typically you get sand from a beach. And it's like, can you live on the water? Can these things get to you in the water? What do they do with water? What happens? Can you, because water's pretty noisy. I don't know if, do they go after fish? Do they eat fish? Do they kill fish? And you can, you'd be like, oh, that's exploring too much. And you're like, okay, fine. But um, stop letting us know that these are options. Yeah, but, yeah but, confusing. Thinking, but if your defense is you're thinking too much, uh... <laughs> stop makes sense. It's I mean, like those zombie movies, right? Where you're like, like, I was a kid and I'd be like, why doesn't everybody live on a houseboat, like on the lake? And well, they're they, safe all the time. The well, argument because... could be that you know, you'll run out of resources eventually and you need a more consistent whatever. There's things you can do is, is, is kind of what I would argue for. You can make stuff up. You can be like, oh, the boat is falling apart or it's running out of electricity or the motor breaks and it's like we have to go to land that could be the film they have to go to land that could be interesting <laughs> like you know you don't have to they put themselves in this position and people are like but if you get rid of if you recognize the river then you have no movie it's like that's their fault why are you saying that like it's inevitable they actually say themselves that they can't hear them under the river when you could have just said, yeah, the river doesn't doesn't protect you. It's a different frequency of sound. The river doesn't stop them from hearing you. It's an in-house rule. And you could be like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, like for whatever reason, you don't even have to explain. They, they could hypothesize about it. Well, these things know what a river sounds like. They know that it's not something they can kill or eat, so they filter it out or something. Something like that. Yes. Uh, he's arguing that, hey, humans make mistakes. And for me, it's just so like, that that's... anything. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, what what can someone do in a film that you can't just justify with that excuse? Is there ever a time where a character does something that you think is dumb? Mr. What's his name? Patrick Willems? I, I'm just curious. I forgot we were watching a video about this guy. 
<laughs> like, you know, if someone's just walking around having a normal day and then shoots themselves in the head and the family doesn't even care, they don't even notice and there's blood everywhere. And then, like, then... Oh, you know, some people, sometimes people just do weird things. Yeah, and you just, I'd be like, is that fair? And then he's like, that's an extreme. And I'd be like, oh, so there's a scale. There is a scale. There's a line drawn, just to clarify. <sighs> they make choices based on emotion. Not everyone thinks exactly the same. And also... What exactly would the choice have been to not go to the river that was emotional? Because, um... They're lazy. <laughs> because the mother had a traumatic experience bomb. involving a waterfall as a child. Oh god. And so she has waterfall phobia. We're emotionally retarded. You see, that's weird because I have, I have this phobia of monsters that want to kill me. So, um, I'm gonna, that's my emotional reason for being by the waterfall all the time. You imagine that in the film, they're like, the kid points out, shouldn't we live in the river? And it's like, your mother doesn't like water. Uh, okay. She, <laughs> she can stay okay. at home then, we'll stay here. <laughs> yeah, I'll be here. Waterfalls pray, killed by far. Why aren't we just fucking camping here? <laughs> like, we have all the gear we could ever need and then some. Yeah, Gamer of Rock is right, I think this falls under Jared response theory. I have to categorize it there. Not making well, a even, lot of sense. No, even Jared was like that the purple-haired bitch was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he even pointed he, out. Even Jared recognized <laughs> that the purple-haired bitch didn't make any sense. <laughs> People make mistakes. Jared's on a you different know, plane Trek, Vulcans live dominated by logic, and it's established that acting logically is at odds with acting human. So if everyone- That's not- Did you seriously just what? justify- that acting logical is actually opposing to acting human. It's not acting logical alone, it's acting only logical. Only logical, yes, that's less than human because humans are inherently emotional beings. That doesn't mean we never act logically. Come on. <laughs> like, hey man, they're the opposite, okay? Human and logical, two different things. He makes an argument in this fucking video that he's using this microphone system right now because it's good and he needed one because he wanted to be on the move. It's like, that sounds like a logical decision. I think, and you don't get castigated in Vulcan society for um, it's when, when people make fun of you for being too human it's because you're emotional, not illogical. You can do illogical things and people don't say, haha, you're human. <laughs> Someone in the chat said that he's evolved as a critic. Oh no. <laughs> Oh my. I just, I can't believe he cites Star Trek to prove that acting in logical ways means you're not human. It's like, what are you doing? Someone <laughs> acted totally logically all the time, only making the most logical decision in any situation, no one would be acting human. Thus yeah, if you acted logically 100% of the time, that would be an issue. But again, this That's is not just what's like happening. Whole, this is like the 40-hour movie, and this is like the characters behaving as we want them to. This is a complete straw man. That's yeah. like people aren't saying that characters have to be robots. That's not what we're asking there are, for. There are plenty of things they do in the film. For example, the firework system to distract them. It's like, oh, that makes some sense. Yeah, I can see that. I can see doing that. I mean, that's, yeah. And then he could be like, no, that was an emotional decision. They just really like fireworks. It has nothing to do with the actual logic of, you know, distracting the enemies. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> Lucky it had that effect, I suppose. Yeah, that's, that's convenient that they had that emotion at that exact time they <laughs> yeah. needed to have it. Well, I had the firework emotion just when we needed a distraction. Oof, that was close. Good thing we're not perfect, or else this would be an issue with the plot. Ugh. There would be no conflict, which would lead to no drama, which would lead to no stories. And movies would be really 
Interesting how he just said there would be no stories when he established that the Vulcans are like fully logical and they have plenty of stories and drama in Star Trek. But uh, sure. Because do you, do you guys think you could write a story um, out of a set of beings that are only logical? Yes. Yeah. I think yeah, I could. Possible. Absolutely. Because you could have two opposing forces that are both exactly. being logical from their, point of view, from their point of view. You have two logical, conflicting ideas. Easy. Dude, it, it's yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, every, everybody can be out for themselves and be internally consistent, but they can also be opposed to other people. And that can create drama. Conflict is drama. Yeah, no, you he's, just, you know, think. He slammed the kibosh on it, guys. It's only boring if you do logical things. Done. You know, I, think he, I think he only hates logical things because he's inherently illogical himself. <laughs> Maybe. Well, it's just that he can't argue against them and so he has to completely try well he's he's great at attacking these points no one's making yeah he's he's creating I mean, yeah, insane he's people that. to fight against and for some reason his comment section's eating it up like it's just the truth like i said i'm referenced in there as one of the people that does this shit it's like when have i ever said that you should always act logical 100 percent of the time it's like what who even yeah, says like that if, and the thing is somebody asked me um uh i think it was late last week that they were writing a story, and the way that they were writing a story, all the characters kind of ended up being sort of the same, and they asked what they could do to kind of change that. And the first thing I said was, um, have their backgrounds be different so that they are led to their own different conclusions about things. And, it's, and it works just like this. People don't have to be illogical for them to be, to, for them to take branching paths. And it's, it's it's such a it's a really interesting topic to be I honest. Mean, how logic inter intertwines with emotion, but he's just made it so boring and simple, like logically wise. Just like this is this, this is this. Go. It's like oh, isn't that the whole baseline of Thanos? What what like his thinking is technically logical, but it's completely off in comparison to all of the heroes. It's um it's motivated emotionally, but it's a logical decision. You could argue this yeah, is what I mean by it being I mean, really he, interesting. It's a logical decision because he has proof, right? His planet yeah. was dying. He said that it was dying, and then it eventually yeah. died. But then key lines of dialogue, like when he says, um, "I won't," when he's talking about sacrificing Gamora, he's like, "I won't let um I won't stand I won't let something stand in my way again." It's like he's he's clearly angry about the fact that he couldn't do it the first time. Yeah. And it's not like anyone's making the argument that his solution wouldn't work. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a logical decision, only it's a different logical compared to the hero's logical. Yes. And that's, yeah, that's the, that's the, the conflict of logical ideas that can happen, but apparently that's just boring. <laughs> and um, so just to clarify for viewers and, and for us, a, a plot contrivance, so like a convenience or inconvenience, it's like watch The Force Awakens, you'll know what that is. It's like everything works out for you or whenever something needs to happen plot wise the unlucky oh, or lucky it's a thing good happens. thing this happened yeah um yeah I, I wouldn't categorize them as a plot hole i would categorize them as a contrivance or a convenience so, yeah it's not like it can't happen it's just insane coincidences that when the stars just happen to line up and as far as i'm concerned you can have them just bloody hell try not to have a hundred that all lead up to the biggest payoffs like have them really early on like for example yeah. a story you'll... can start with a great um uh with coincidence, a great coincidence. Yeah. someone's thrust into some kind of scenario but that doesn't mean that every single thing well, has I mean, to happen because star oh, wars hey, r2d2 ends up bumping into luke skywalker that's the that's the coincidence that starts the whole film off 
but it's not too bad because it's one of it has to bump into somebody. Yeah, and it's, it, and, it's, and that's the thing. It's fine because it's right at the beginning, and the rest of the story is is where it works to have payoffs. That everything yeah. starts to happen just because of how characters are motivated. But th that's the thing. It's fine with me to have a couple, but like it depends on what they do. For example, we need to open this door. I I'll shoot it, and then it opens, and you're like. Wow, <laughs> like that was lucky. Instead of like the million other things that could happen, and it turns out that door behind it has the exact thing they need. You know, and you just be like, "Yeah, that takes me out of the Whenever film." Whenever somebody punches the keypad, and because they don't know the code, and it opens up the door, stuff like, like that. Yeah, that's convenient. That that's what happens when you punch it. it seems I don't know if that's how doors would be designed, but all right. Seems like a counterproductive security measure to me. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's see his assessment of plot contrivances. There is a huge plot hole in Star Wars. I mean, come on. Why would the Death Star have such an obvious design flaw? Uh, I was actually talking to Fortier about this a few, well, like a half hour ago, but um, it's a bit weird to say that it's like a contrivance or a convenience that there's this hole that they can fire a missile down to destroy the entire Death Star when they're holding the blueprint for it. So they have <laughs> literally every piece of information about the Death Star. So it's logical that they would find, you know, like, I, I use this analogy with Fortier. So you look at a car, and it's like, destroy this thing uh, with just, you know, a lighter, like, within five seconds. If someone who's never seen a car before, you'd be like, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, but then if you take somebody who actually knows what a car is and knows the blueprints, they can immediately go to the, um, you know, we... Disconnect one wire. Well, you can do that. I was going to say you could, you could open the, um, the gas tank. Thing you just, you just throw toss the lighter in. Yep, and then boom, and it's like, oh, that's a pretty convenient way to be able to destroy the car. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, I guess well, it yeah, is. It's like, if you know how a car works, you know that all I have to do is disconnect a spark plug, and it won't start. And all yeah, all I have to do is just cut one wire, and it's not going anywhere. The idea is machines tend to have big weaknesses that you'd know if you were the one who made it, or i.e., the one who had the blueprint. And let's remember, every single ship in the fleet gets destroyed outside of Luke's, they miss the first shot, and he has to use the Force to be able to nail it. Like, it's not easy. It's not something that just... Yeah, it's not like they just flew there on holiday and blew it up. So, yeah, to me, you could say... I, I'm, I think I'd be happy to say it's, it's slightly convenient, but it's, it's, not, it's not a significant convenience that has no basis in reality. It's like, come on. It, yeah, has... it wasn't convenient for them when they were doing it. It was certainly not. It would have been way better if it was as simple as, oh yeah, we could just fire a remote-controlled rocket right in there from wherever we are. It would be like, wow, that's useful. Um, yeah, as someone just said in chat, it's like, wow, how convenient this car just happens to be filled with a liquid that makes it explode. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> also, we're on a roof now. Yes, yes we are. Okay, some of these can be valid complaints. Some. Did you catch that? Not that one, though. Yeah, but Rebody so, so said the at the beginning... of telling you who can have a valid complaint or not. Remember he said that at the beginning that these things don't matter, that he said, oh, that's a valid complaint. <laughs> it's like, wait, can you, re well, you just tell me which ones are which? Cause yeah, are they or not? The can they be valid or not? The mighty Patrick they're valid Willems. Depending, they're valid depending on what movies he subjectively likes. Exactly. Uh, but this is something you should be able to pick up pretty quickly, is that he's raging against all of the people in the world who said that they... You know, they didn't like a movie because of X plot hole, and then he's just like saying, that's stupid. But then there's going to be a time where he watches a movie and doesn't like it, and then someone says, why didn't you like it? And he goes, I don't know, it oh, didn't really shit. make sense that this thing happened. It didn't really make sense that we can just go, that's just a plot hole, why'd you care? Yeah, just shut up about plot holes. Shut up about plot holes. Shut up about plot holes. 
Don't think. Don't um, think about stories. There's no reason to write good stories. There's no reason to have consistent lore. There's no reason to have, uh, you know, to put all this work into making everything make sense. There's, there's no reason. Why bother? Just yeah. have some nonsensical see, story with flashy yeah. graphics. That's why I can't stand people like this, because every time they're like, oh, just ignore everything wrong with it. Don't think. That just spits in the face of every single good story ever written. And dude, because he's... if you can just make everything good just by ignoring everything bad, then what's the point of ever making something good? I don't want that. Yeah, like I don't want people to have that. Yeah, we don't. We don't want that. Will I don't want to tell them. I don't want to just say, "Oh, yeah, that video you made. I did. It's it's fine. I just ignored all the bad shit." <laughs> yes. Uh, so. The problem for me fundamentally about now this video is he's he's contradicting himself permanently. So at least we could assume that he's saying there's never any problems with anything. And you could be like, that's a retarded position, but fine, at least he's consistent. But now he's just said there are such things as valid plot holes. So now we know that he has a scale, and since ours is based on literal just evidence of contradiction, that's all we require. His is based on, it's about whether or not I feel that it is. Like... Okay. Someone in the chat said, "Just ignore the Holocaust." <laughs> Jesus, yeah, that, I agree. That'll work. I perfectly agree. Dude, Holocaust didn't happen. Fox Stream donated said, "Stop this stream about this hack and go to Jared." <laughs> <laughs> um, Subbasis Banerjee said, "Guys, please watch the Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay demo and share your thoughts." They did actually uh, say a bit at the beginning of the stream. If you can still cycle back, you'd be able to hear a bit. We of that. haven't watched enough. It looks fun to me, at least from like the 15 minutes I've actually seen. Yeah. But I want to watch more of it before I can formulate a full opinion on it. The one versus zero AI debate. When humanity develops AI, eventually an equation where happen where one is save humanity, zero destroy is going to occur. I'm assuming that's to do with how to make logical, dramatic stories, which again, yeah, especially if you bring in artificial intelligence, it starts to get really interesting. But no, it's all boring. And, um,. Sometimes there's a story development that's a little too convenient. Like in the 2009 Star Trek, Kirk just happens to get stranded on the same planet as old Spock and they end up in the same cave together so Spock can explain what's going on. I like the movie, but that's a little contrived and lazy. <laughs> I'm glad we got that far, that's good, okay. Thumbs up. But it's not a plot hole. Who the fuck said a contrivance or a convenience is a plot hole anyway? I don't no know. Ever. He's just I making shit up. Man. Who is he talking to? <laughs> this is I want to meet. I want to meet these people who think that conveniences have to be plot holes. Who want these forty-hour movies? I want to meet these crazy people out there. Ask them questions. I really want to, really want to poke their brains a bit. So you, you guys are gonna love this one. I mean, how does Benicio del Toro know the rebels' plans? Nobody told him. That's a plot hole. Oh. No. Uh, funnily enough, ER brought that up in his criticism of The Last Jedi, and I actually sent him a PM saying, um, but he was there twice when he listens to them explain the plan. That's not actually a plot hole. And he said, yeah, I missed that. And I was like, ah, fair enough. Right. Simple as that. Right. Um, and this thing happens. It's called making a mistake in criticism. It's not something that, like, means that your entire criticism is now wrong. It means that that particular one would be inaccurate, which is... Yeah, didn't you... Molly, you were telling me about you mentioned something in Infinity War. You called oh, yeah. uh, Doctor Strange's home Sanctum Sanctorum or something. It's, I called it Kamataj when, when it was Sanctum oh. Sanctorum. Yeah, and that's the thing. Oh, okay. That's a genuine mistake, but 
it didn't affect my arguments whatsoever. That's a plot hole. <laughs> That's a yeah. plot hole in Bull's video. Everything you say from now on, it's it's irrelevant. You can't be taken seriously you need to anymore. Retire from YouTube. And uh, you're not perfect. yeah, that I've absolutely made these mistakes on my channel too. Um, you just need to really make sure that you get the dialogue down. You know, you get you get the scenes down, and it's like. He's going to explain the, the, the answer now, but I got a follow-up for this. 50% of the plot holes that I see people complain about are things that are actually explained in the movie if you just pay attention. Like that one in The Last Jedi, there's a scene where you see DJ listening as Poe tells Finn and Rose there is a... So the interesting part of what he said was 50% of the plot holes I see online are explained in the movie. And it's like, 50%? It's an exact, really? exact, perfectly in the middle. Okay. Like, I'm sure he's just being hyperbolic, but wow. Like, really? Wow, that's ooh, wow. I oh, yeah. let's I, yeah, let's go over them. Um Ben's just pointed out another one I said that um uh 3PO's arm is red in T TFA but then it's just not in the last Jedi but it's actually replaced in TFA. I just didn't notice. I missed <laughs> it's it. It's actually a plot hole with TFA. And but the thing is is like did I make any big arguments about it aside from saying that they gave him a red arm to make him just, Yeah, just a side note. What? It's like a, it's a sentence in oh, right, one yeah. sentence in a five hour video. And I and if someone was like, You made that mistake, did you admit it? I'd be like, mm-hmm. And they're like right. your video is wrong. <laughs> so now the ninety nine point five percent of the rest of the film that I made about the film. Uh, let's let's talk about that, which obviously he's not gonna talk about that too. He only picked one of the most commonly made mistakes, because there's a couple of people who made this mistake, but again, The Last Jedi is not exactly lacking mistakes beyond this one. <laughs> you can pick out a few thousand more. You just yeah, pay attention. Like that one in The Last Jedi, there's a scene where you see DJ listening as Poe tells Finn and Rose the Resistance's plan. But I guess if you're too busy live tweeting about plot holes, you can miss some stuff. If you want- Implying, by the way, that there are actual plot holes to find, and that they missed the ones that were there, uh, made up ones, because they missed stuff. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, I thought we were supposed to shut up about plot holes. It doesn't matter whether or not you find ones that are there or not, that are actually accurate or not. You should just shut up in general, isn't that the point of this video? It's like it's so, it's such a scummy thing to do when you try and frame like people mi mischaracterizing this. If you take a film like The Last Jedi, which has so many plot holes in it, and say, "Oh yeah, well this one that people cite is wrong," it's like, okay, but the other six hundred, are we just not going to talk about those? Exactly. Are, are, are they just they do? Are they not around? Do they not exist anymore? Yeah. Because somebody, and I've never heard of this plot hole by the way. I've I've actually never heard this one. But if somebody's making this one. Yeah, they're wrong. So does that mean there are no plot holes in the film? I was gonna say I'm pretty sure ER's video is an hour and a half. He makes that one point. Like, we're gonna address the rest, or are we just gonna say, Yeah, ER, if you were paying more attention rather than looking for plot holes, maybe you'd have better criticism. Speaking of ER, I've seen like fifty people say, Get ER in here. You guys gotta understand. <laughs> it it is Impossible. unbelievably difficult to get into contact with ER. We would In have him here immediately if we could, but he's not the kind of person. I would have had him on my podcast forever ago if I had the chance. This is I only just got him to actually get on Twitter, or at least look at Twitter, because I bought um, the full, fuck, what was it? Death Note manga today, and I just tweeted about it, and he retweeted it, and I was like, oh, he's online. He's here. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like, it's infamously difficult to get in contact with him. Yeah, he's not like me.
Oh, and um, yeah, yeah, I Rex, totally. You're, you're kind of a whore, so I, you'll you'll come on all the time. I assume the worst, by the way, for uh, Passion of the Nerd in chat. I assume the worst about him picking that. I'm like, he picked that criticism because he knew that he could defend it, as opposed to other ones in the Last Jedi that are way more difficult to actually defend. He's like, yeah, let's go with this one because then it'll be a, a quick defense of the Last Jedi during my video about how plot holes are silly to talk about anyway. It's just like, ah, that's a little bit cheap, but okay. Yeah, like, I I, I kind of want to ask him. Is like so. What about all the other plot holes in The Last Jedi that people have a problem with? Are you just going to say don't care about them? I mean, is that, that going to be your, your actual defense? I suppose the point of that section was people getting information wrong, but I mean, does he need to actually point that out? That people get information wrong and that's bad? Because, yeah, I completely agree. I, I didn't, yeah, I, I thought he established that human beings aren't always logical. I don't, I, <laughs> and I don't think you're going to catch anybody saying it's okay to get things factually wrong. Like, that's, it's still criticism, you know? When Jared explains that Han Solo was murdered by Rey, and then he sees the scene again, he's not going to go, well, my criticism still stands. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it doesn't. It's over. Uh, no, this is actually is as far as I've seen, video. by the way. Isn't the point of his video that people are, are calling things plot holes that aren't plot holes? So um, therefore, there are too many plot holes in the videos that... <laughs> point the, out the plot holes i mean the thing is i, I wouldn't be uh, too far away from agreeing with him in that there are some things people call plot if they if he's got somebody calling contrivances plot holes i'd be like yeah that's accurate yeah um, that's wrong and if he said people are calling things plot holes when they're actually not plot holes they're actually explaining the movie i'd be like well that one's just self-evident if this actual explanation that of course it's not even an error so yeah but his title is shut up about plot holes and then it, he opens with saying plot holes don't actually matter. <laughs> and so I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, these these two points are a little bit different than that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my comment on his Someone video said... was that he didn't provide an example where a plot hole might actually derail the film. If his is his contention that that doesn't exist, no sense required. And yeah, that's obviously no person would uh, actually purport that fucking perspective, right? There's no person on the planet that would say you don't need any sense at all, movie or storyline. Here's a guy in his comment. He said, oh, thank God, someone's finally addressing this. I'm so sick of people pointing out that a film has plot holes and using that as proof that movies are objectively bad. And he misspelled objectively on purpose. <laughs> uh, he says, um, Mahler made a five-hour-long quote-unquote critique because it's not even a critique. That's the thing. that They won't even call it a critique. He calls it a critique. Yeah. Uh, of The Last Jedi, in which he basically nitpicked plot holes and said that was the objective way to view a film, and if you defended it off any other basis, then your opinion is subjective and doesn't matter. <laughs> First, there is no objective way to view a film. That's why film has any value in the first place. <laughs> Second... Even if there was, it would be precisely the opposite, seeing as though plot holes and inconsistencies are less than inconsequential. Less okay. than inconsequential. Wow. What but, a fucking stupid-ass thing to say. Yeah, people are actually, like, upvoting and approving that comment, and I'm just like, did they read it? I'm assuming that they might not have. <laughs> you know, this I, video I, I, is shit. I just want to ask these people, like, if they say that to me, I just want to be like, okay, so the room is as good as Citizen Kane, right? Absolutely. 
because it's like you know they can't actually defend that well if you recall uh i hate everything's reaction but no no the room is bad though <laughs> like yes it is that's a good point why do point. you <laughs> god damn it how do you have different standards for the things you like uh <sighs> But yeah, like I said, I've not seen anything on from this point now, so this is uncharted ground, guys. I don't know what he's gonna say. Want you can find plot holes anywhere. They're all over your favorite movies. In Lord of the Rings, the no, Eagles no. could have just flown the ring to Mount Doom. Okay. Um, okay. There, there's actual lore reasons why that couldn't happen. The one thing I would say about that though is they don't appear in the movie. Those explanations. Yeah, I, yeah, I will say I will agree with that. But the thing is, he's saying it as if th this is why this is disingenuous. He picks a popular movie, points out a plot hole, therefore every movie has plot holes. And it's like, no, the Lord of the Rings has a plot hole. Lord of the Rings has the, the ghost issue that I would raise as well. But yeah, the, the tradition for him at this point, he's like, I found this one thing, which means everything else doesn't matter. Well, I was going to say, there's a severe lack of frequency compared to something like The Last Jedi. And does that matter? Apparently not. <sighs> um, if there, yeah, if there's, if there's a plot hole in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and there's 27 plot holes in the first half of The Last Jedi. Which, you know, which, which has the better, you know, who, which is more consistent? Oh, and of course, this is whataboutism as well. Yeah, this is whataboutism. Like what about can't... the Eagles in Lord of the Rings? What about them? <laughs> and, the, and this thing, you'd be like, okay, so reference a movie that does not have a plot hole in it. And a lot of people ask me, and like so off the top of my head, you just have to think of a nice and simple film that's based on characters alone in like a room. You could, like, for example, um, the, the episodes of TV where characters are trapped in a room, just bottle episodes. It's like, you're really going to find a plot hole in something like that? Like, probably not, because there's barely any plot. You, yeah, you can duel. do it. What's, and the, then, what's the plot hole in Duel? And, and then the, the, you have to think to yourself as well, just because you may not be able to find an example straight off the top of your head, theoretically it's possible because there are scenes in other films we've just recognized that don't have plot holes, which means theoretically you can have a whole movie without them. Yeah, just have a bunch of those scenes in a movie. It just stands to reason. That's that's how that works. But I would suggest tacitly that In Bruges doesn't have any plot holes, from what I know. It's a very concise film. It's, it's very simplistic. It's three characters in one area and mainly and i'd be like i need to think about it but there are a couple and again i actually agree with the point that a plot hole does not kill a film it, it, it's not necessary it's, it's all about context context, no, context. Uh, if there's a plot hole and it's you over it out, that means the movie's terrible and you can't like it ever and if you like it you're wrong um real life plot holes the gas chambers were only in the camps liberated behind the iron curtain and every character backstory contradicts <laughs> another <laughs> have you heard the um the plot hole from life where they said um people are wrong about things regularly have bad information and misunderstand the news despite having a device that allows them infinite knowledge from a, the touch of a button like real life plot holes but you know obviously there's reasons for all that it's just funny to think about as a contradiction it's like we shouldn't be in this position yet we are there's a doc yeah can it what about a can a documentary have plot holes <laughs> i don't know maybe <laughs> it depends if one Someone pointed out something about the Eagles thing in the chat that I didn't think of before. I'll have to watch. I mean, I'm already going to watch the first movie a couple more times before I fully finish up my script on the Lord of the Rings. But um, they said that there's a line where uh, Gandalf says that Saruman controls the skies, which would be true because the Nazgul and the Fell Beasts were 
walking or, or flying around everywhere. Which would be fine, good. but the eagle saved him from the uh, Saruman's tower already. At that point, they were still on the horses, though. All right. They hadn't even begun the journey at Rivendell yet. Still, the Nazgul weren't wiped out until they got to Rivendell. I mean, you'd you'd agree we only needed a line that could make that solid, you know, instead of it being like yeah. more an inference. Which yeah, again it might have been a blink and you miss it line. I don't remember it I'm, myself. I'm still strictly out for that, so. I'm still strictly on the team of Lord of the Rings. It's incredible, but like, it's you know that one's a bit. Uh, what's the defense for the ghosts, by the way? Uh, the defense for the ghosts is that they were really only coming back to defend Gondor, not yeah, to attack its enemies. That's my problem, is that Aragorn says that we'll release you for defending that fight instead of we'll release you if you just wash over Mordor. Well, they're defending Gondor. They weren't there to attack Mordor. So I guess my conclusion to that then would be is you have a line where Aragorn says do that and then they say we have no interest in attacking, we are only interested in defending Gondor or something like that. How does yeah. it go in the book? So, do they deviate in, in the, the in the book the book in the book the ghosts straight up don't actually make a physical appearance. Hmm. Oh. They don't even come to Minas Tirith in the book. They only take over the boats and then it's just Aragorn, Legless, Gimli, and some other guys. And that's the thing, I am absolutely, these are, these are things are fine and they're ready to be discussed to sort it out and how, how serious they actually are and what they can affect. But the, the idea that you point out one in one film that's popular means every film has them is ridiculous. And yeah, someone just donated, even Tolkien said Lord of the Rings was imperfect. Yeah, and that's fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah. I mean, shit, um, it just, you make something that expansive, eventually you're going to make a mistake. Oh, that's a good point. It's just, so... it's just playing probability at this point. A passion that it said, wouldn't a plot hole for a documentary be internal bias? So, like, you pr you don't show things and do show things depending on what narrative you're running, essentially. I'm not sure if that would be considered a, a plot hole or not, but... That you know, be considered a contrivance. It's an issue within a documentary if you actually do refrain from showing information that fucks with the narrative you're trying to push, but obviously... We will continue... Documentary. Everyone well, look up the video on YouTube, The Greatest Story Never Told. It's six hours of defending Hitler. I'm I'll guarantee you <laughs> that you'll come back neo Nazis after it. Um the, <laughs> We already are though. The plot of a oh, documentary. Well, I, I was talking to the chat, not just oh, other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We no need to tell them our conversion story. To give yeah. an example, uh Retro Ahoy did a video on Polybius. It's essentially just a series of facts in a row about Polybius, the history of the arcade machine. But he has a narrative. It's it's a documentary where he's playing it up for a bit of uh, a thriller. So it opens with saying like the the myth of Polybius, which is that it was created by the FBI to try and induce a sense of like uh, hysteria in the people who played it, and then record the reactions, and then get that information back to the FBI to judge for experiments and stuff. That was like the the thing. And he goes over all the information that could actually lead to that being true. And then covers a bunch of games that look crazy, and you're like, "Oh my god, is that what the FBI?" Did? And then as the as the story goes on, it becomes less and less until it really gets, you know, bolted down into a factual. Just no, it's not that at all. It was just a fake. And you're like, okay, that's the narrative because he could have just opened with saying it's a fake. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Come back next time. Uh, I'll have all my references in the fucking description. But it's like, no, he wanted to make a movie out of it. He wanted to make it interesting and fun. This, this, you guys have seen documentaries, right, where they make things dramatic. And they sell a storyline. Well, with a with a documentary doesn't have a plot so much as it's about a plot. I just you can call it a narrative. But they're they're yeah. selling a um 
a start middle finish they they build up for example any of the walking with series is they'll try and get you to feel sympathy for maybe a herbivore and they're like look he's looking after his family and then a t-rex arrives and they're like he makes a run for his life but then he doesn't make it and it just gets eaten you're like no franklin <laughs> but it's uh <laughs> yeah you know doc you don't have to be surgical in a documentary let's see what we got next and saved everyone all that trouble. In Toy Story, why does Buzz freeze like the other toys when he thinks he's a real person? He's bringing these up as if they prove anything. These are like known things that are really interesting to talk about. Why does Buzz freeze when he doesn't believe in the idea of being a toy? It's like, some people argue that he's afraid, but uh, it genuinely is something you just have to go, oh yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Buzz, I guess the yeah. whole movie's garbage and you're not allowed to like it. Same with the uh, Jurassic Park and the T-Rex scene where the cliff just comes out of nowhere exactly like we we can acknowledge that's a problem and still like the movie and it's more interesting you could be like why did they do that why was this mistake made it's like well they need buzz to be the character that doesn't want to be a toy but they also need him to not fuck that up early because yeah, they need... he also needs to be a toy so, he needs to behave like a toy while not believing he's a toy yeah and you could have had a quick line i guess at the beginning when he first gets out of his packet where woody explains that he'll be murdered or something but it's just like yeah it's, it's gonna be difficult to reconcile it so we're just gonna let that flaw go and you can you can point it out as an objective flaw because it is but then you can be like how much does it affect your enjoyment of the film it's like well personally it didn't affect me i imagine most kids aren't gonna give a shit because you know it's like that's the subjective side of it it's, yay Person. In Ocean's Eleven, how did they get the flyers into the vault? In Cinderella, why does the glass slipper stay when everything else just- Dude, the whole fucking movie's made of magic. magic. <laughs> you can't... Fucking idiots, magic. The fairy godmother could easily have made that happen, considering she's doing all that crazy shit. I don't know, that's... Whatever. But again, it doesn't even matter that he's pointing these out. These are just- is showing that he can do what everyone else is doing, but he chooses not to yeah, about the things about... he likes. What about Cinderella's theme? Oh, that's true. Maybe the plot holes don't don't matter to a thief. Disappears in Alien. If the acid can melt through the floor, why doesn't it melt through the entire ship? In Gremlins. Well, the, what, well, wouldn't the acid just dissipate after? I was a while? gonna say, like, why, yeah. why would we assume it goes on forever? Why wouldn't it yeah. react and then dissipate, as you just said? Like, that wouldn't that? Isn't that what normal acid yeah. does? Does normal acid yeah, go right through to the yeah, Earth's core? Do yeah, you not know how consumes. acid works? Why would yeah. we assume it goes through forever? <laughs> That's a weird thing yeah. to say. Why would that? Yeah. You idiot! Yeah, you more know acid will go through more stuff because there's more acid to do the eating. Congratulations! You don't know how acid works, and you made up a plot hole that doesn't exist. That was a strange. Yeah, one. but he's yeah, but he smashed the shit out of that plot hole that isn't a plot hole. Dude, can you imagine in a scientific lab where they drop acid? Sometimes they just go, "Emergency! Get fire into the Earth's core quickly! <laughs> I have to go yeah. stop the acid." Um. If you drop one, if a single drop, will go all the way to the as Earth's as Rich has just pointed out. Some acid can eat through granite, but not plastic. It's entirely possible it couldn't eat through everything in the ship. You never know. That's true. Absolutely. Again, that mm. ship was massive. And someone Does he not know how big the Nostromo was. Someone else highlighted as well. Maybe his question's more about how many plots does it take for you to consider a movie bad. And my perspective on that is literally just uh, it depends how much it it controls the plot. How much yeah, it depends on how egregious it is. Yeah, there's not a magic number. Yeah, it's 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 always case by case. Every film you have to break them down and figure them out and how much uh of these things we use. Obviously he's not gonna be saying that. He's trying to throw it into the section of none. None of them matter. Get on with it. Well, you know you know how it is these days. Treating treating every film as an individual film makes you a terrible critic, just like treating every human being as an individual makes you a racist. <laughs> they 
acid response theory. Acid response theory. What does after midnight technically mean? Isn't it always after midnight? How does that rule? Yeah, that's true. That's the problem with gremlins. It doesn't make sense. They say that if you feed them after midnight, they'll do a thing. And it's like, but how would everything is after midnight yeah everything is both before and after it so yep. he's saying you this like it doesn't matter like but it You're does matter like <laughs> sense. in star wars why does the death star have a trash compactor when they can just jettison the trash into space because they want to crush it and recycle it i don't know i mean wouldn't just crushing it into a box and pushing the one neat little box into space be more efficient than pushing a bunch of other shit in there i don't know why the recycling thing doesn't work I don't know why the recycling thing has a giant squid in it. <laughs> yeah, here's, the, here's the thing. It wouldn't have to be... It doesn't have to be a trash compactor. It could be any other pit that they need to get out of. Not not just that. Um, but bringing this up, I'd be like, yeah, that's fair. And you'd be like, it only, it's only invented to put them in danger the way it happens in the scene. I'd just be like, sure. Film's not perfect. I don't think anybody would, would be arguing that. Um, but again, I would just be like, it's not really... Um, is he saying this is a plot hole because they would shove debris out instead of crushing it? Like I said, you could assume that they were recycling instead of assuming that they wouldn't. You know what I mean? That's equal in terms of logic. You've assumed that they would not recycle, I could assume that they would, so it's neutral. Dude, everyone in the chat's like, the Death Star is environmentally friendly. <laughs> they're, they're, they're looking out for space pollution. Yeah, uh, the existence of the creature inside of it, that's a strange one. I don't know how to explain that, because I'm assuming it would die if it stayed in there, or if it's got space to stay in there. Why do they allow it in there? I don't know. That is it a plot hole. Like, it could be, it could, I don't know, it could be the equivalent of rats on a ship. True. You know, the, the, thing, the thing is so big, or it, got, it, it was on some kind of... I, I don't know if it's a... I don't think it's a plot hole. It is unusual, but, you know, a, maybe a ship that big... I mean, if I was going to look for a reason, I'd probably say a ship that big. And with this, you know, when you think about all the ships coming and going and where they're from, who knows if it got there as a baby and it grew up, or it, who, who knows? Well, someone but just said, really... what, if, what if they eat the actual garbage and the, that's essentially what those rooms function as? Someone said, what if the Empire just likes hentai? <laughs> yeah, um... like, you know, the, thing, the, the film is not based around... A little tentacle monster in the trash compactor if the tentacle monster didn't exist the film would carry on the same way well this is the other thing the existence of that ridiculous system if let's, let's just assume yes it's it's absolutely just making sense if it killed one of the characters i'd be on board with it but it causes drama that gets solved in about 10 or five, five or ten minutes later and then we move on with the story so it's not too significant to you know the overall payoffs in the film is it can we, can we agree on that because i was going to say that um someone yeah, yeah. Someone said it's subjective how much these plot holes affect. Uh, isn't that the point? And it's like, well, no, we can agree that, uh, for example, Obi-Wan's death, the escape from the Empire, the explosion of the Death Star, all of these things are the biggest payoffs. They're the things we should need to be invested in. So how much does this existence of this trash compactor and squid affect these things? And it's like, well, it, it kind of evaporates the drama of them maybe dying in that moment. And you're like, okay. Okay. Uh, that's a small section of the film that you could argue has a flaw, and that's if we actually agreed that it makes no sense for that system to be there, which we haven't even got past that yet. So, yeah. Would the film be the same if that whole scene wasn't there? I, th I don't think Star Wars loses out if it loses that scene. If they fell down the chute and then got out into the corridor, like if we saw that as an edit, I'd be like, yeah, the film's not exactly broken now, we're fine. If, if instead of falling into the trash compactor, they were just followed down, followed down a, followed by stormtroopers. 
The degree no, it still it could be tense and dramatic. It's just just a matter of how they wanted to portray that. It doesn't affect the story. The degree that a plot hole affects a film's plot is subjective. Uh, it's it's very not subjective. We these are absolutely provable uh, cause and effects arguments. So and even if you even if you're arguing that it is a subjective amount, it is objective that there is an amount at all. Yes. Um, and all you need and all you need is a little bit in that's enough to affect it and to quote uh that person in the comments just right h bomber guy everyone else quinton um when you say that all of film analysis is subjective you've made an objective statement it is inherently hypocritical you have to think about it for a while <laughs> because it's, it's it's some people do yeah anyway only uh, sith dealing absolutes uh, he's cut out of his own video this will be interesting Look, if you want to watch stuff this way, you can even find plot holes in this video. Why am I wearing sunglasses if I'm inside? Because you're a poser. That's, first off, that those aren't sunglasses, I don't think. Are they? And that doesn't, those hang look on. Like prescription glasses. That doesn't affect your plot, which is discussing the point about plot holes. Who cares about where you are when you're saying it? It's something we could raise, but like, that's not the same yeah, at all. Yeah, I can ask questions about why you're on a roof in a loud alley when you have a nice quiet room to record in, but really I'd be more interested in how can you start off by saying shut up about plot holes and they don't matter, and then also say, oh, but that one's valid. Good lord, why is this a point? I'm indoors in one shot and outdoors in the next, but we never see me go outside. No plot one is saying that's a plot hole. No one's fucking saying that if you see a character in, the, in a room, is and then this... the next scene you see them outside... That's a plot hole because you didn't watch them go the, in the elevator. The problem is there's no plot to this video. I have to so ask. So there couldn't possibly be a plot hole. I have to ask. Cause it feels like there's two sides to the objective subjective thing. I have to ask. Is this the best you got? Like, you're this gonna, is pretty shit. This video you're going to argue shit. that it's not a real thing because you can pull out plot holes in a video essay? Are you fucking kidding me? Try again. You can find plot holes or logic gaps in any movie. And if you want to, go right ahead. Just don't tell me that those are genuine flaws and problems. And <laughs> how can you... Okay. But, how can you have a you, flaw in just, logic that's not genuine? It sound, you know what this sounds to me? This sounds like, I can't argue against your plot holes. Don't bring them up to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that sounds exactly like what he's saying. He, like, that's, what that's what it literally says. That's, it's like saying, I, I mean, what would even be a better example of that? It's just, don't tell me. I can't argue that 2 plus 2 isn't 4. So don't tell me it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, what does genuine mean? That's where I'm stuck. That is a very good, what is a gen, yeah, how do you differentiate between a genuine and an ingenuine plot hole? Apparently logic, fake plot hole? logic doesn't count as genuine. But whatever he considers genuine, logic isn't like in it, I guess, in his collective. Reasons that a movie is bad. But didn't he earlier say that sometimes these things are valid? So now he's going back to his original after flip, flip, he's now flip, he's flipped and now he's flopped back? I mean, he's definitely done that in this video. <laughs> I am not this video's advocate, FYI. Don't worry about it. I, I, like, I like that we can have somebody to at least try and make him make sense. I way prefer it when there's actual... Because he's, he sounds insane to me and Wolf and Rags and Fortier right now. This is... You sound nuts. Go Did right ahead. This? Just don't tell me that those are <laughs> genuine flaws and problems and reasons that a movie is bad. Because they're not. None of these things actually matter. 
so so maybe he's maybe he's saying that just because you bring up a plot hole that doesn't mean that the whole movie is bad well i think this is the classic argument dude he's saying that um bad is the process of you know like when wolf said at the beginning sort of as a joke uh, there's so many problems with a quiet place you can't like it and i think that's what he is saying we're doing when we call a movie bad when we mean bad what we're talking about is craftsmanship but a lot of people interpret it as you cannot feel it's good you cannot I feel that you like it yeah it, a movie can be poorly crafted but you can enjoy it absolutely I'm just really bothered by the fact that he's just defending plot holes as though it's ever a good thing in any way <laughs> because a plot hole by design is a negative yeah, yeah. that's You're not, not a, it's not a most good trait yeah a film isn't made better because of plot holes how does a plot hole make a film better it, it, it is not a, it's not a virtuous attribute of a film or a story to have a plot hole it's um you have to give a lot of benefit of the doubt to try and assume what he's actually saying but i'm assuming he's saying stop telling me that logical things mean my feelings are invalid which he's right if that's what he's saying but he's coming across he needs to rescript this like and get words remember the guy we covered who said it was not the literal hell it was the biblical hell not the figurative mm -hmm. hell the technical hell we were just like what the hell do any of these words mean yeah what the hell do these things mean and so people might be like but more you refer to the film as bad and it's like genuinely if i've only said it's bad i will usually be talking about a particular part of it as in writing it's more than likely going to be writing writing's the main thing i talk about so Bad writing is not subjective. Bad has a definition that you can use to describe, for example, unfaithful or disrespectful or contradictive. All of these things can come under bad, but the other things that come under bad are feelings as well. Bad's got a huge set of definitions, and that might be the problem that people assume I'm saying you can't have feelings. But like I said, I try and clarify by saying bad craftsmanship, bad writing. That's not something you get to go, you know what? No, that I disagree, and you've... You've invalidated my feelings. It's like it's not <laughs> twelve yeah, pints for Gryffindor. Series full of issues that a film has, some of which are apparently irrefutable because people haven't done it. It's much easier to say, "Oh yeah, but he said this thing about objectivity and subjectivity, which means I don't have to worry about anything else he said." Yeah, and this is the thing, by the way. We're trying to offer a scale. We have rules, definitions, and he's just like, "Blah." <laughs> That's how you review movies now. Blah. <laughs> Yeah, so like, how do you review a movie? Well, it's all I about mean, if... whatever you felt, and that's literally the... It, it, the When you say that, it implies that there's just no difference in talent, work, effort, anything. None of it matters because it's all just... It results in eh. Why strive to make a good film, or a good story, or a good consistent character? Just what, why bother? If it's all about feelings, just make the most superficial garbage you possibly can. Just keep making Bioshock Infinites. <laughs> Some people love that game. Well, they can they can love it. And they can the love game it. Yeah. Be shit. Uh, there's a they set. They can be wrong. It's okay if you're wrong. Yeah. There is a they set of terminology like used for critiquing games. shot composition, performances, special effects, resonance, relevance. He's objective to one term used for critiquing writing. If he was actually sticking to one definition of, let's say, the word bad, he needs to let us know. Bad has got some of the most, I think it's got one of like the most definitions of any word. So like, what are you actually saying? And do you, do you care to make it clear or do you just want us to in, infer it? Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's keep going, I guess. Not what a movie is about. 
So even though most people are using the term plot hole incorrectly, all of these complaints are, are rooted in the same thing. You say most Hold people. On. He's like, he said most people are using plot hole incorrectly. He's like, can I get a source on that, my dude? <laughs> hey, can it's his opinion, Rags. It is his opinion. Also, are we about to find out why logic isn't a good thing? Oh my god. You know, you know I've, never, I've never heard of smart people say that. <laughs> I've never heard of yeah, smart I, people. I'm, smart I'm people. just saying, there is a trend I've noticed how normally smart people don't argue against logic, but we'll see where this goes. Right, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote, um, I've never heard a smart people say that. <laughs> That's going to go in my April Fool's video, I'm going to say it. <laughs> It'll be a great quote. Yes, let's, uh, let's hear it. But movies aren't about logic. Tell me what movies are about. Christ. Tell me what movies are about. Don't be the guy to die on the I hill that logic isn't in films. Literally every fucking film needs logic. Please don't go there. Everything in general. Film, books, life. Don't make logic the enemy. It's not going to end well for you. Yeah. You can't do anything without logic, for Christ's sake. Like, I want you, he needs to understand that he has decided to walk down a road where five minutes into a video, he is starting to talk about the perils of logic. <laughs> and I just, when you're at that point where you're like, maybe, he's, maybe I should reconsider because I'm actually advocating against logic. He's going to argue that it's all about how you feel. It's not about logic. That's probably what it's going to be. If Logic Someone's... is watching this in the comments, let us know how you feel about this man's attack on Logic. <laughs> I don't think Logic's gonna be here, but he probably loved this video. Jeez. Someone said, I never heard a smart person argue against the Logic, Bilbo Raggins. <laughs> <laughs> they're not equations, they're not proofs, they're not puzzles. Um, there is plenty of formulas, equations, and proofs involved in the construction of a film. Re there really is. Like, you know cameras? They actually, First, they're technology. <laughs> yeah, the there's, there's like actual moving gears. There's things. Hmm. Let's <laughs> slap him. Okay. It's not about the formulas, man. It's about how you feel, man. Movies yeah, are man. not math. Remember that guy in your freshman <laughs> dorm who would always try to guess the ending? You know. What, what about movies that are like about math, though? <laughs> what about Goodwill Hunting? The film <laughs> of the man who has to do a math problem amazingly. That doesn't count. What about, um, oh, what's the film about Alan Turing who breaks the codes to understand the. He would just be like, no, you're looking at it from a position that there's logic in the story, but that's not about how you appreciate the movie, man. This is Oof. just, it's like this, this, it's like this, this postmodernist garbage. <laughs> it just Logic doesn't make any sense. It all just doesn't matter. It's not, it, it's not there. It, it doesn't have to be there. It doesn't, it's. How do you adopt, new agey... how do you adopt his ideas? How would you go, yeah, I actually look at the movies the same way as he does. You'd be like, there's just no consistency at all. But then you might actually say that that's his argument, that no one has any consistency and that's how you look at films. It's all subjective, you know? Someone said logic like... is a social construct. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm taking a position, and my defense of that position involves me saying that logic is not good, I'm like, I fucked up somewhere along the road to lead me to this point. 
Yeah, because that's the thing, right? He's been like targeting plot holes or inaccuracies or misinterpretations, and he's like, "No, just logic. That's the bad guy." You're like, "Oh man, don't I, do I just that." I can't even. <laughs> I can't fathom being such an unbelievable idiot that I would actually unironically say we should just abandon all logic. I mean, how stupid do you have to be to actually make well, that point? Just you know, like how a movie opens, it'll be an establishing shot. It could be an introduction with a character saying something or a piece of text on on a thing. Do you know why they do that? It's because you don't crash into a movie. Usually, you can subvert that with with some movies, and it works. But uh, logically speaking, we have no reference for what we're about to see. So they they take us in nice and slow, and they tell us what the world is. Then they have events happen. Logically speaking, it's pretty difficult to be able to reconcile events without a base. That's 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 just a logical thing films sometimes do. I would just I'd start there. I'd be like, would you consider that logical? And then he's like, no, man, because like we don't judge it as logic, you know. Just like, oh, okay. It's like you can't just abandon logic or pretend like, oh, well, they didn't do anything logical in this scene, therefore it doesn't matter because movies aren't about logic. I don't know. Maybe a movie is trying to tell a story and you like, want to tell a logical, consistent rem story. Remember how Homer wants to prove to Bart that it's dangerous to take his skateboard across the gorge and so he does it himself? You could argue that's very illogical because it's going to get you killed. But it's Homer Simpson. So it makes <laughs> sense. It's logical, actually, from the film's narrative that Homer would choose to make that decision because it's such a stupid thing to do. It's like, this is. Stop making well, yeah, logic the bad guy. Stop making that's logic the bad with guy. The... It's consistent with that universe because, <sighs> I mean, obviously it always depends on context, as we discussed before. But mm. he's he doesn't care about context. Well, just imagine imagine a film where it's a bunch of characters that are different species and they're speaking different languages, and every other word is from a different language, and then just random things happen, and there's absolutely no sense at all to the entirety of the film. I guess that wouldn't be a flaw, because that would be logic. I was going to say that would be his argument, I think. I think you would say, yeah, because that could be an art house film in which you're not supposed to have a logical through line, and that has value. You cannot say it doesn't have value, and my response is it has subjective value. You can love all the colors, you can find meaning in all of the imagery, but in terms of logic and, and, and consistency, you got nothing to work with. Or you might do, it depends on uh, what we're Someone dealing with. Someone else said... Um... Someone said it's logically consistent that you'd take two hours to go five minutes into a video. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. He's covering these subjects so quickly, uh, yeah, but there's takes, huge amounts to say. to say. It takes a second to say something retarded, and it can take an age to correct it. Exactly. And, and he covers the subject of contrivance in what? Like 30 seconds? When that's like major for films and storylines, but you know. <sighs> Ban assault logic. That he could prove that he was smarter than the people who made them? Well, now everyone is turning into that guy. On the site MoviePlotHoles.com, there are seven plot holes listed for Die Hard. The first- Hold on, I wanna, I wanna go back and I wanna listen to that one more time. Cause I don't know if that was as retarded as I thought it was, <laughs> or if I was making it up. Smarter than the people who made them? Well, now every- Literally not an argument. What did he say? I didn't catch it. Alright, let's go back just a little bit. Movies are not math. Remember that guy in your freshman dorm who would always try to guess the endings of movies so that he could prove that he was smarter than the people who made them? Well, now everyone is turning into that guy. What? Okay. What does that have that to do with anything? So I mean, I'm I sorry that, that I am the smarter than the people that made them. What? Yeah, what if, what if we are? And besides, that doesn't mean we're right or wrong. 
I don't even... What does that have to do with anything? Like, a film can be logical without you being able to guess the ending. And Plus, what... it, it, this sounds like... This is an attack on critics. Oh, well, that's the thing. We've got a second video from him that's literally about attacking critics that's uh, oh much God. shorter, so I'm interested in seeing that one too. But yeah, they're... Much shorter. We take another three hours. <laughs> well, he's just I mean, attacked like... logic. He can't get much worse at this point, can he? Some of those logic doesn't matter, and all those smarty pants on the internet who point out plot holes and inconsistencies and problems with the film, like they think they're smarter than the people who made the movies. Like, yeah, maybe they are. Maybe they. Yeah, it's possible. Are. What What is the fact that an amateur on the internet? Well, maybe that person is smarter. I've met people on. It's it just, it's just, it's stupid. I mean, that, that this is an argument that my dad made once about the Last Jedi. He's saying all these people on the internet who didn't like it. Well, they're just a bunch of amateurs, and they're they're critiquing oh, some professional production. He, he makes like, that argument, that, but <laughs> that video. doesn't make them wrong. Well, the the irony, the self awareness you need to really consider, and there's a couple of people in chat who've highlighted this already. But um, do you understand what he is doing right now? And he's saying about these people, it's like these people. It's like you're you're doing that to their art, if their art is to critique films. Now you're critiquing their critiques, and somehow you're the arbiter of that's right and they're wrong. Like, do you not see how if you don't base it in any kind of consistency, you're just as wrong as they are, by your own logic? Very true. We were all tagged in a. We were all tagged in a post on Twitter that says uh, movies are not math, and then it shows Thanos and says <laughs> uh, purple Bilbo back. Purple Bilbo back. Yeah, <laughs> On the site MoviePlotHoles.com, there are seven plot holes okay. listed for Die Hard. The first one says that the villain's plan is to stage a hostage situation so that the police will shut down power to the building, allowing them to access the vault. But since they would have already had detailed plans of the building, they could have just shut down power themselves, making the whole thing more simple. Now, I know it's... Uh, couldn't you argue that they, it doubles up as the plan? As in, they get to look like they're taking hostages when they're actually trying to perform one of the biggest heists ever or something? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Hostages would slow down the police. And and let's just run with him for a second. Again, th this is me trying to explain to the chat, by the way, that this is why it's not subjective. Uh, so let's run with that and say we could have had it so that they knocked out the power themselves. They would still need to take care of the hostages, assuming they came in at that time. So let's again change it to, okay, they came in at a time where it was all closed and they knocked out the power so that they're underneath from, from the police uh, being able to get them, whatever. And I'd be like, again... The problem wasn't that uh, the police stopped them, it's, it's, it's Bruce Willis's character, so... I don't yeah, know. They, it, they still end up in the same spot. Cops outside, they have hostages, no power, Bruce Willis. Um, you, you end up in the same place. And that's and it's not definitive, because there's a bunch of unanswered questions there, because you could be like... If they're saying, we did it so that we could get power down to the vault, you could be like, well, how do you know that taking down... If they took town power themselves, that would still attract attention. And then eventually police, because they're trying to fucking steal a vault from a building, like, that they would eventually find out. And actually, I just want to clarify as well, if that is actually significant, if you actually conclude that it's significant, you can be like, well, yeah, that's a plot hole, and that's a, that's a flaw. Does it yeah. bother you? And you'd be like, that, that's another question, that's another conversation. You don't have to just give up. You don't have to go, you know what, that's it then, plot holes don't Which matter. Is, it's weird, it's like they're taking the position that they accuse you of taking all the time. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of ironic, is, isn't it? It is really, really strange. Like, we're the ones who are saying a, a film can have flaws, but still be really good. You're welcome to... And they're to... saying, nuh-uh, there's a plot hole, that means you can't like it. 
Yeah, because I love Die Hard, and uh, yeah, it's a great. Movie. I could actually, you could argue that uh, the biggest payoffs for Die Hard are all character based, and with Bruce Willis, it's like, can we allow that they do this at the time that they do it to allow Bruce Willis to be in the building? Can you allow them that convenience to let all of the important stuff happen? I'd be like, yeah, sure. But again, there's so many conversations to have, and um, to just say, well, ah, that's it. It's, you've po you've pointed it out in enough good films, in enough films that people consider classics, that now you know the plot holes don't matter. Like that's not that's how this works. I mean, again, if anything, that's just what aboutism. Again, you you don't just point out a thing that happened in another thing and then say, okay, so it's not a thing now. It's not enough. Seems impossible to watch movies wrong. But you're watching movies wrong. Oh my Die Hard God. is a movie about an ordinary man thrown into an. Remember, remember, <laughs> we're the ones who get told we're the ones saying that people are watching movies wrong. I was about to say, yeah, Something... he's he's accusing us of that when we're the ones. That we're, are the ones. we're supposed to be I the mean, ones that say it. The, someone in the comment section of his video is saying that basically about you and how yeah. that's a bad thing, but he's defending the video where that thing is literally said in the video. Well, they're not listening to the video. That's always no, what happens with these videos. Um, Solar Dragon said, awful video. "What if someone can't accept like the the assessment we just had about, you know, how it works logically speaking?" And I'd just be like, "That's they don't have to accept it. Um, they can do whatever they want. But as soon as they make videos like this, where they actually make arguments, and then we can point out inconsistencies within their own arguments, and then they'll be like, "Well, everything's subjective. I don't accept it." We can be like, "Okay, I'm gonna go now. You can you do you, buddy." <laughs> just yeah, stay away from uh, because I've said it before but like people combine subjective and objective arguments into the same videos but then they're like no it's all subjective like he makes statements of fact he makes thoughts he makes the feelings he's got everything all over the place uh, while in my videos you'll find I try and signpost the difference I always want to because it's two different conversations at once it's the difference between me and Wolf saying yo there's this freaking plot hole in this movie and then Just Right goes I feel fine about that. Like, oh, we didn't ask if you felt something about it. We wanted to know that you accept that that exists in the film. And he says, it doesn't bother me. Like, yeah, that's not what we're looking I for. I heard you the first time. We, we get it. We don't care about your feelings about it. We want to know that you recognize that these things exist. And, we don't um, care about reader response theory. We only <laughs> deal with Jared response theory. <sighs> now, I, I know I it seems impossible to watch movies wrong. But you're watching movies wrong. Die Hard is a movie. That might be a clip that you want. Yeah, you know what? I think <laughs> I think you're gonna make a note of that. That's really good to just throw in my yeah, series. That, that's a legit thing that you might want to save whenever people. Because remember, this 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 video is used as an example by people who are liking it and who are defending it and saying they love it, and then they are literally taking the exact things that he is saying and saying it is a bad thing when you do it but they like it when he says it. Just yes. an observation. Yeah, we're the ones that are always told, you know, are you saying that, you, that uh, you're not allowed to like this movie? But then he's going to go ahead and say that we're the ones that are watching movies <laughs> yeah, we've wrong. Never, we've never said in earnest that you are watching movies wrong, um, or you're watching movies the wrong way. I mean, oh. does it not just... Isn't that just perfect that the people that accuse us of that, when that's literally nothing... Yeah, I can, ever said I can clarify it for joke. you because I've come across this before. This isn't the first time uh, H Bomber guy does it. He says that everything is subjective, and then he actually says in his video, anybody who plays with a shield in Dark Souls as a series is really playing it wrong. 
and he's very serious about this, he makes a whole video where he argues that shield gameplay is passive, it's very defensive, you're not having fun when you do that, you need to play actively. Lose the shield, start jumping and running, play the game properly. And it's the most bizarre fucking argument ever, because you're just sitting there like, um... You just argue that you're playing the game wrong when your whole thing is that everybody has an interest, and then he comes back with, yeah, yeah, every, everything is subjective. It's my perspective, it's my opinion that you're playing it wrong. It's my opinion that you're dumb. And so this guy would say it's his opinion that you're watching films wrong if you do it with the logic thing. And it's like, but you just said it as a matter of fact. You didn't say it as an opinion. He's like, no, all of this is an opinion. And it drives me nuts. It's the most cop-out-ish move you can ever have in, in writing a script. It's very, very non-committal. Just like, every statement I make with anger, with, with perseverance, with, with uh, assertiveness, all of it is an opinion. So I know I sound like, uh, H Bomber guy makes the argument at the end of his video, he says, I know I sound very authoritative sometimes, but it's just an interesting way of being convincing. He actually says that. The idea is that you breach your own values to sound like you're convincing your audience. Because, you know, people get attracted to an asserted voice. They're just like, this guy knows what he's talking about. I can feel he knows well, what he's talking about. Look at the transitions. They're so styly, and he's on a roof now, and now he's on an alleyway. And look, now he's at a computer. Yeah, and it zooms in and has colors. It and... zooms in. But I do want to, you know, people who thumbed up this video, I'm like, what did you like about this video so much? What was the big, big message that this video talked about? And I, I would love to see why people like this. This video is terrible. Why do you like it? <laughs> well, this is the, this is the other side of the aisle, man. This is the people who hate our videos, because many do. They don't like the idea that you're telling people that there's some kind of scale. There's no scale for anything, okay? And it makes me wonder, it's like, what kind of conversations do you have about films? Do you go, hey, Bob, what did you think of the film? And he goes, it was good. And then he goes, what do you think? And he goes, oh, I thought it was bad. See you tomorrow, Bob. <laughs> like, we can't be conflicting our ideas because both of us are right. That's the last thing we need. Um, they always want to straddle the line between I, I want to always be right and I can back out of a committal statement whenever I need to, so that I can't get criticized for it. That's a huge deal. That's what I Hate Everything puts his disclaimer at the beginning for. He's like, if I say anything that's wrong, controversial, or sounds like it wasn't argued properly, it's my opinion. You can't judge me for it. That's why I start out the video by chucking that shit in the garbage where it belongs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if people would have caught that. It was good shit. But, because like, I, I don't... My perspective is you should never need to say uh, it's my uh, in my opinion blah blah blah. But you you can absolutely do it. It's just that you should be able to um, put it forward just by saying I think or I feel. But these people don't and do say that randomly. So they're like, let me just put the catch all at the beginning so that I cover my ass. Makes it much easier for me. It's like, I I know it makes it much easier. So anyway movie about an ordinary man thrown into an impossible so situation anyway, guys. who needs to rise to the occasion and persevere so that he can reunite with his estranged wife. That's the point of the movie. That's what it's about. Exactly. That was actually the point we were making earlier in terms of um, pointing out the plot hole that they could have cut the power themselves. Does that affect the payoffs of the film? The point of the script? Does it affect the story being told? Not really. But if... Um, if, for example, there was something that allowed the bad guys to kill John McClane with ease, and then you had, like, a bird flew into the window and distracted them and he ran away, that would be huge. You'd be that like, would be like, oh, you just broke the film. You just fun. saved his life with a random bird killing itself. <laughs> what the hell? And then some, if it was Star Wars, people would be like, oh, it was the Force. 
Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. magic. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really easy to tell the difference of how important these things are. And this is the thing you could be like, wait, Mole, you said the die, die hot is amazing. I'd be like, well, maybe I haven't heard the argument for how this affects the entire plot. And if I do, it might change the scale. And I'm happy for that to happen. Because we don't, you know, like, Rags, can you uh, argue exactly why a film you haven't even seen is good? It's like, no need to see it first it's a preferable thing and it's like i haven't seen die hard in i want to say three years at least it's been years it's, yeah it's been many years for me so like all i remember is loving it i haven't got much objective stuff left in my head i've only got really the emotional reaction so if someone told me it's actually bad i'd be like okay let's hear it and yeah, that, that might need more than just that. Most of the other plot holes for Die Hard listed on the site are variations on, why didn't John McClane do this? Well, because the whole point of John McClane is that he's a normal guy who- That's not how you counter the argument at all. Don't give up and just say, this is just a guy. That's why he does everything that he does. It's like- Yeah, see, I, that's what he did earlier. That's exactly what I said. You can explain away anything by saying, oh, the character just does this one thing. You can, is it is it so harmful, right? Like, let's just say John McClane had a choice of picking up a pistol, or um, I don't know, two pistols. It's literally that stupid. He picks up the one instead of the two. Um, I could be like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Um, how much does it affect yeah, the plot? I'm pretty sure he's not a normal guy, though. It's like, how many normal guys? Isn't he? A, he's an ex-cop, right? Or is he a current cop? I. I, I could have sworn he's not a just long, long a normal time. dude. I could have sworn he, if he, if he if he was just like one of us, do you think any of us would do half of the shit that he does in that movie? He's I mean, he, I'm pretty sure he's a detective. I think we would be able to. I could but... have sworn he's a detective. I don't think he's a nobody. I don't think he's a random. John McClane was originally based on the fictional character Detective Joe Leyland. Uh, yeah, people in the chat are saying he's a current cop. Yeah. Again, I haven't seen the film in ages, but I'm pretty sure he's not just a random dude. And that's, yeah, so to bring it back to my point, though, if he brings up to me, it doesn't make sense that John McClane cripples himself by taking one gun instead of two, and then there's a later part in the film where he runs out of ammo, let's say, I'd be like, yeah, that's an actual problem. But if he never runs out of ammo, I'd be like, well, two guns wouldn't have made a difference. Do you see the difference? Do you understand the difference? How, yeah, how... It could have potentially been something bad, and it was a stupid decision that he made. However, it did not end up affecting the plot. And then as someone else brings up, he decides to do a thing that just doesn't matter what's... Like, he looks in a mirror and goes, ooh, and then looks, carries on. Like, that's weird. Why would anyone do that? I'd just be like, that doesn't affect anything. Who cares? And I think that's how he reacts to every single thing we bring up about everything. While I'm trying to say there's actual, like, precedence for separating them, instead of just going, nah, they all don't matter. ...makes human mistakes. If he did the perfect, most logical thing every single time, he wouldn't be the same character. He'd basically be a Vulcan, and the movie would end way earlier and be terrible. But nobody's arguing that. Jesus, yeah. Thing, another straw man. Yeah, you, he really likes to try to fight against these arguments no one's making. Like He's this, really good at just, it. Just an easy example. John McClane has a, cho a cho choice to shoot one of two people. One of them has lots of guns, the other one doesn't. But the other one is the guy he hates earlier because the guy killed his wife or something. You, you go, he shoots the one with less guns, resulting in a fight with someone with more guns, which is illogical, but it's supported by an emotional decision that is actually established. You, do you understand the difference? Again, I, I keep saying that, but <laughs> like, it just feels the need to keep saying it. It's like, people have an flaws. Argument. Yeah, a thing people people can make emotional decisions 
People can make logical decisions. Whichever way you go, it should be justified or established in some way. Yeah, instead of just going, nah, he's just an idiot. Nah, he's just emotional. Nah, he's just, that's no, literally... temporary. Your Honor, my, my client pleads temporary insanity. Aldo was petty, guys. That's why she put everyone in danger. She's a petty person. They established this. She's a petty person who is this renowned general <laughs> war hero that we haven't ever heard of before and no one recognizes. But oh, okay. it makes sense. Take Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. At the climax of the story, Harry reaches the Triwizard Cup, which turns out to have been turned into a port key that transports him to Voldemort. So the villain's whole plan hinged on Harry being the one to get to the cup first and win the tournament. But really... Unfortunately, I'm not, uh, I've not got enough Harry Potter knowledge to be able to uh, defend that or accept it. I, I really have nothing. I don't... I, I don't know. A lot of it hinges on what happens to the port key after you touch it or... Did he try and set it up to where? Harry, I don't know. I, I, I. There's a lot of, there's a lot of I stuff mean, that builds up because this is like the finale of the film or of the of the book, basically in the movie. And I don't know if there are any rules established about how objects act or things like that, or if they they made precautions. I, I mean, a plan doesn't have to be perfect, but it can have a series of logic to it. But I, again, I don't know. I mean, I think that we had characters that were helping Harry. To get to that point, so that he would most likely be the one. Well, People in the chat are saying that Matt I made sure that he rigged. won. Whoa, time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what did you say, Fortier? Voldemort's had the whole thing rigged. I mean, or with Mad Eye Moody. Yeah. Yeah, someone in chat yeah, said the actual Mad Eye the whole time. Mad Eye Moody like, made sure Harry won by mind controlling a character, among other things. Yeah. Yeah. So the so, the contest was manipulated so that um, Harry. Yeah, and his name was thrown in by. Probably Mooney or something, right? I, 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 Moody is is so yeah. I already am starting to remember bits, and I'm just like, this is this is why I end up not being able to watch these videos with any kind of respect because I'm like, he's probably manipulating the, the what actually happened for a guy who pointed out earlier how people don't pay attention to films, and that's how they miss actual plot holes. Just like eh, it feels and like you should probably rem reference that because I do remember I Moody being him, evil. Yeah, if I was him, then I would say it's not necessarily the finale. It's how come you couldn't make any object the um, the port key that was touched? Why don't you make Harry's robes in his closet the port key? And why besides, why not it? why not pick on the time thing from whichever film that's in? There's lots of things you can pick on with the the time travelly thing. I forget what it's called. Looper. No, no, no. The, in Harry Potter. There's, oh yeah, the, uh, the time turner. One. Oh yeah, the fucking. Oh by the way, here's time travel. Also, it doesn't really make sense how we we're using it, and we're never gonna bring it up. Yeah, again. I was gonna say we don't really need to go too far into it, but like. Time travel. When you introduce that, there's a billion things we can go through in terms of questions. And yeah, that was uh, that was kind of for me always the big single thing that stuck out about. Oh, we're just gonna nonchalantly introduce time travel, and then it's just not. It just there's gonna be people again? who would argue the third, that it, the third one was terrible. People are gonna argue that, that it, it makes sense, right? There's gonna be a couple people out there who will argue that that can work, and I'm just saying. Instead of going into that, because again, I haven't seen the film in so long, I would rather just say that that would be probably an easy one to tackle compared to this, because like I said, I'm pretty sure Moody being evil is like a huge reveal in that film, isn't he? Like, yes. Like Harry well, has a the actual Moody. Isn't it Doctor Who is the, the guy who plays him? It's David Tennant. He's like, I don't know. he's the one who shapeshifts to look like him, I think. Well, it, either way, let's uh, keep going. Any random object could have been turned into a port key, and they could have sent him to Voldemort way earlier without all that hassle. But that doesn't matter. We're so invested in Harry trying to- It does matter. I would say that a massive plot hole, it, it bothers my ability to enjoy the
it's yeah. Th th this is th this is the problem for me. I'm just like, why do you need to write them off like this? Why can't we talk about them and be like, yeah. yeah, that doesn't make sense. And then at the end of the conversation, go, um, so does that affect you know how you feel about Harry Potter to a person who's a fan? Then they go, not really. And then you go, yeah. It just it must be so nice to be able to dismiss any position by just saying it doesn't matter. Man, it's like I want to be what what a what a great part of the world well, you live in. I would like to refer you guys do. back to the podcast we did where we covered Quinton and he said uh character inconsistencies, plot inconsistencies and the the world, that's just fan stuff. That's right. Fan stuff. The rest I of mean, it just is literally the shit stuff. you can just dismiss. You could just hand wave it away. Don't need that, that stuff to be important. Insane. To figure out a way to win, and then so surprised by the reveal of the port key and Voldemort returning, that to pick apart the logic of the villain's plan would mean totally disengaging from the story. That's very much possibly a thing that happens. It's unfortunate, but that's the result of writing that's inconsistent. I am so sorry to reveal this to you. You can, and I know how this is going to sound, but you can do it. You can actually make magic be something that's restricted by rules if you write the story clearly. Yeah, The Witcher does it really well. Uh, Dragon Age Origins, one of the first things you find are the rules of magic. You know, it's just a, it, it's just it. Once you gr once you set rules and ground them, it makes it so easy to immerse yourself in the world, and it helps you connect with the systems that are in place, and it offers explanations as to why you can't do X, Y, or Z, and circumvent a lot of the challenges. Besides, he's contradicted himself again. He's saying that um, if you think of all these things, it disengages you from the story, so like, don't bother. And it's like, so what about the people who think about these things, yeah. man? You've already referenced yeah. that they exist. You just think they're bad people. Is that how you explain this? It's like they I mean, just... now you've brought them up. Now how many how many people have you got their noggin jogging about this stuff? Yeah, what are, are you ruining movies for people? There may be somebody in chat now who watches Harry Potter the next day and goes, oh yeah, that can happen. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to change your mind about a film subjectively with objective information. It's a thing that happens. Don't cry. This, like so many plot holes, are things that would just destroy any conflict or drama and end the story immediately. No. <laughs> it depends on what it just, is. Just write, yeah, just write a story without them. How about that? I mean, just it's like, just don't have a story with them. Do you love the idea that... That's just the whole thing with this video. It's like, he's just trying to defend plot holes in this whole video, and it's like, you can just not, not have them. plot holes. The fact it's that he accepts that, that they difficult. exist means that he accepts that they also don't exist, as in, there are times when there are plot holes, and there are times when there are not. Why can't we have the one where there's not? You've already accepted yeah. that they can pull people out of stories, so why not just not have them? <laughs> I mean, He's... why would you hire anybody to be a screenwriter? Why? What's Especially the if they say, is it okay if I have a few plot holes here and there? You'd be like, what? <laughs> why would you... <laughs> why would you want a plot hole? Who would intentionally make a plot hole? That's the, it just, just don't write the write better stories. We want stories to be better. We don't want to just hand wave away the problems that we see in films. And you're just... I mean, it's like you're you're an apologist for bad writing, is it essentially what you are? And this is all coming to this is all coming into light because this fucking big ass movie, The Last Jedi, was shit, and people can't accept that. <laughs> I have to say, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I feel like The Last Jedi has resurgent, has provided a resurgence of discussion about writing quality. Like, there was it was going on before The Last Jedi, but The Last Jedi was so bad that it's made so many people have to actually 
fight for it to say that it's good because so many people are saying it's awful so like there's this big battle going on and obviously people are now referencing they reference like my video as like oh see it is bad now they're going to reference this video as like see Mola was wrong it's not actually bad and like it'll just go on forever because for some reason people think that this is a counter argument but i'm assuming they were already uh it's a bit of confirmation bias more than likely they were just waiting for someone. Is, like the the people that reference this video to say that you're wrong are people that don't think about anything. Because if you watch this video and manage to get to this point and not think to yourself, wait, this is this is stupid. You're not thinking. The reason it takes us two hours to deconstruct seven minutes of this awful video is because we're actually using our brains, something that this guy doesn't seem to quite grasp. We're not just making offhanded comments to wave away issues and act like those issues but don't exist. The thing We're not is, burying our heads in the sand about Not just that, how right? bad his arguments are. That he's also he's inconsistent to himself. He's con contradicted himself so many times in this video. But I can't, like, how could he even follow his own logic? Well, then again, he doesn't like logic, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, logic's bad. I, we've established that logic isn't good. Omniscient viewer, it would make logical oh, sense God. for Admiral Haldo to tell Poe Dameron her plan. And then there will be no conflict and no drama. Oh my good lord, are you serious right now? You're making Jesus an argument Christ, that we had to have Holdo be retarded to make a story. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's what Jesus you got. Christ. That's your defense for The Last Jedi. We had to have I, it be retarded. There was no I told, other choice. I, that's what I said earlier. I said temporary insanity. It um, can explain anything. It can explain <laughs> anything. Your honor. <laughs> Your Honor, Admiral Holdo, temporary <laughs> insanity, which is why she did what she did. I just That's why even, I can't even believe this. I mean, I'm just willing to say that I don't think you're an intelligent person if you're defending <laughs> Holdo. I don't like, think so either. Like, like seriously, it is the stupidest hill to die on to be like, okay, she could have just made the one logical decision that could have avoided so many issues. And then this guy comes on here and he's like, oh, well, actually, it's fine to have idiot characters. Like, why, why do you defend stupid characters? Why is that a defense? Can we not? Is it taboo to be intelligent? Maybe for you, because I haven't heard one intelligent thought come out of your video yet. I love I mean, the idea like that you... there's just no choice. Like, you just, there's just no, what else do you do? You have to have a stupid character to make a story. What else can you do? You can't possibly insane. write a good story without having characters be retarded. Also, yes, chat, we can watch that again for that quote. Let's make sure we're not taking him out of context. Destroy any conflict or drama and end the story immediately. Like, sure, to an objective, omniscient viewer, it would make logical sense for Admiral Haldo to tell Poe Dameron her plan. And then... The no, no, to Admiral Haldo. To... To the people and to all the people involved in the 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 film's world. To any of them. I think this isn't about the audience. The audience is just the one noticing this. We're noticing that nobody in the film noticed. Yeah, let's 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 get the complete statement to make sure now. Omniscient viewer, it would make logical sense for Admiral Haldo to tell Poe Dameron her plan, and then there would be no conflict and no drama. Poe would never send Finn on a Yeah, mission. probably because the movie is so badly written that all the conflict and drama relies on every character being the stupidest human being on the face of the galaxy. Like, I'm sorry He's... that you genuinely believe that this movie is good because I, I would honestly hate myself if I thought this movie was good. <laughs> He's he's what? arguing what we would argue right now. He's doing it from the other side of the aisle. So what me and Wolf would do 
is say, so because Holdo is stupid, she ends up forcing Poe to go on a B plot. She ends up, which ends up forcing Finn to go in this fight with Phasma, which forces them all to go on crate and actually be attacked. So every last piece of significant piece of drama is all based on this character being an idiot, which is terrible writing. His version of events, if you don't have it be stupid, then Finn never gets to face off with Phasma. They never get to have their fight on crate. They never, and it's just like, wow. Like, that actually I'm, works? People actually agree with that? Can we consider The Last Jedi religion? <laughs> yeah, I would because say I, it. Because after all of the atheism religion debates that I've watched in my time, the way that people skirt around logic and dismiss it is something that I have literally only seen religious people do. I mean, the people that like this movie, I mean, I'm sorry, but you're like a cult. If you just completely <laughs> ignore every single problem, you're no different than Scientology to me. Well, if they're allowed to like I mean, it, it, it it's, just... it's when they defend it as good writing is the problem. Yeah, yeah, you, you, can, you can like the movie. I don't know how in the world you can, but you can like the movie. However, you can't tell me this is a well-written movie. This is ridiculous. This if you is say terrible. it's well-written, be prepared to defend that. Guys, uh, we never got to mention it to Just Right, but the argument that she hates Poe or doesn't like Poe, Remember what she does when he's he's a, uh, in a coma? She's like, I really like Poe too. I really too. like that guy. Yeah, and puts her hand on his face like, oh, there's Poe. It's just like, wait, what? <laughs> I liked him so much that I got Leia to shoot him for me. Is I almost got Leia shot. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe that he's arguing that uh, the reason we need people doing really stupid things is to enable storylines to happen. That's like the premise of badly written stories it's simple as that and that goes back to what i said about why hire a screenwriter when anything will do if plot holes don't matter if character consistency doesn't matter if contrivances just aren't a thing if logic isn't a thing that should be adhered to why hire a good writer and like i want to present my story to him where um everything's fine they're all on the ship a little ship turns up it's got phasma on it and she walks on and she says I challenge you to a duel, Finn. And then he says, okay, and they fight, and he kills her and throws her out the airlock. Would that would that be good? Because, I mean, I think that would be really good. At, le at least she'd be in the fucking movie. <laughs> she, would, she would be more effective. She, would do, but, she um, would do something. She would be like, it would show that she has some kind of a sense of honor, like a soldier's code of honor or something like that, a one-on-one -on -one duel. Like you, that would That would legitimately actually be better. You know, his argument is essentially right now that as long as it leads to good payoffs, the build-up doesn't matter. So, uh, in Star Wars Episode Four, Luke is talking to R2-D2 or whatever. He pr pushes a button and it teleports him in black clothing to the Emperor's throne room and he battles Vader and kills him then. Or, or beats him and kills the Emperor. Do you think that is still good? I, I reckon that's still good. I know it sounds convenient that it's a teleport thing. And I know it sounds convenient that he's just exceptionally good at fighting, but... I think it's still as good. And if oh, if you're going to use logic and say, oh, how can he teleport? How can he beat him? We don't even understand who these characters are and how they relate. That's fan stuff. I'm talking about the actual writing, you know, the good writing. So uh, I hope you guys understand. Um, also, Obi-Wan just dies when he presses that button to get him out of the Well, you know, teleporting, it, it, there's a cost. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, see, that's another payoff. Obi-Wan goes, no, Luke, do not press the teleport button that is located just below R2-D2's secondary projector file. And then he goes, and he goes, and like kills everyone on Tatooine. I think that would secondary be awesome. Secondary projector file. <laughs> I think that we should have that film. I don't know.
Standards, what are they? I hate them. And Finn would never grow, and Poe would Finn, grow. Finn, Finn, Finn would never grow. grow. He didn't grow in the first place. I love the idea that Holdo has to be stupid to allow Holdo Finn to grow. <laughs> what? The... It's like, all right, bad team, you're gonna have to take one for the good guys. Oh my god. I mean, maybe he grows like a chia pet. <sighs> imagine, imagine thinking that the first order should be more incompetent. Um, I'll, I'll, I've gotten enough super chats to try and I'll try and catch up to them quickly. Uh, I got you, yeah. Cosmic Dragon, greatest story never told in unbridled praise. I'm not sure what that's referencing. Uh, Mola, oh. please. <laughs> I get it. It's, uh, it's that <laughs> comment I made earlier about the greatest story never told, that six-hour Hitler defense video. Oh, right, at unbridled praise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Mola, please target this guy Dark Souls 2 style. I mean, I was actually thinking I might actually make this public because of how... How specific and surgical we've been with every last part of it. I don't see why not. I, I imagine this is the kind of content people want to see from me anyway. Um, so maybe, you know, it's it's unusual, but the thing is, it would actually fall in line with my response series that I've got two other videos in. This could be the third, you know. This guy is apparently respected as um, an opinionated critic of critics. So Yeah, he's he's pretty shit. How dare you, Rags? That is subjective. Shit is he brown, and he's clearly not himself. sludgy and brown. Um, he contradicts himself. Guys, it's easy. Just think the same as me always about everything. That's the key to guys' perspective. Uh, could you guys watch the dub of Backstroke of the West at some point? Thank you. I have no idea what that is. Backstroke of the West. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that, that the isn't that the translated Star Wars? Uh, I don't know, is it? It could be. Let, let that would make sense. Real quick. Backstroke of the West. Uh, the Third Gather... Um, Star Wars The Third Gathers, The Backstroke of the West. <laughs> um, <laughs> is a bootlegged version of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Oh, right, yeah, and um, they... They, they've got like a really bad translation, right? I do, I yeah, do need to, like... do need to watch that eventually. Sounds really oh, funny. oh god! I just skipped to a a random point in the video, and it says it's Grievous talking, and he's just like, "Just hopeless situation, <laughs> warrior." Um, I think is what somebody intruded into. Come, <laughs> but <laughs> space general, you and not equal to I think severe. <laughs> Had me on the dollar's name. Smelly boy. <laughs> dude, dude, that's not that's not bad oh writing God. right there. That's not bad writing. It's, it's incredible writing. Exactly. Sen Senator Padme Amidala's name is the gets the rice. <laughs> the gets the oh rice. my gosh, wow, this is interesting. Chewbacca's name means drag along. <laughs> oh, wow. That no, applies to the last Jedi, I think. Wow, that's some fucking that's some foretelling right there. I um, fucking shit you not, man. His name means drag along. <laughs> Don't you ever think to discover here from I clues? <laughs> uh, this time we have know this plan. This you... time your turn escaped. R two. Um, Antoon said, "Have your entire audience spam ER on Twitter uh, to eventually get him," which would probably maybe maybe work. It's the fact that he can go on Twitter, yeah, but it doesn't mean he's available to do anything ever. Like, because he could be on Twitter during, you know, anything, so he can... Anyway, um, you're watching movies wrong, but anyway, guys. <laughs> uh, the only thing bad about Die Hard is an awesome scene when a foreign terrorist speaks English to another foreigner. Shoot the glass. Yeah, you, you could argue that's slightly inconsistent, but again, who cares, you know? It doesn't necessarily change much of anything. Um, 
I like that this guy thinks if writers had Holdo tell Poe the plan, the rest of the story couldn't be written in a way any uh, a way affected by that choice. Cantobite is a fixed moment in time. You can't avoid it, even if you write a way to avoid it. The, the the biggest issue I have with this is the assumption that you can't generate drama without a stupid person. Like, what does he think films are? What does he think stories are? Does it always begin with someone being stupid? Is that, like, is that how we generate drama now? Obviously. Such a shame. Duh. But yes, thank you all for uh, the very kind donations. Generous, I shall get on with this. Um, um, we call this a video, right? That's, that is uh, the, the um, technical term. Never grow. It's subjectively a video. And there would be no story. And also, Haldo explains why she doesn't tell him the plan, she doesn't trust him. You see that? He made an argument for how it doesn't matter that she's stupid because drama happens, and now he's like, but anyway, it makes sense because she doesn't like him. Come on, even you know, Jared Genesis explicitly says that she does. Dude, just right mm -hmm. gave up on this argument. This guy's not going to stand much more of a chance than what is essentially a classically trained, book-read university achieved film studying student okay oh so, yeah it's just just you're gonna have again, to put though. all that knowledge to use if you're trying to <laughs> defend this dumpster oh, fire of and there would be no story and also haldo explains why she doesn't tell him the plan but to no, be fair they wrote themselves in that position to begin with she doesn't explain why she tells him the plan at all she says that you're reckless what yeah, does telling like him every... the plan mean he'll do Come on, even Jared Genesis was able to say, that purple-held <laughs> chick, what the hell, man? Yeah. And I mean, come on, like, even Jared can figure this out. Is he forgetting that everything that's in this scene right now that you see before you was a scene that they wrote themselves into? They knew this would happen. When they looked at the script, this yeah. stupid-ass first draft, they wrote themselves into this position. Don't forget, Holdo they didn't did exist. Holdo's invented. The Radis is invented. Leia going out into space and coming out of being of coma is invented. None of this was in stone. That is all completely arbitrary. Until this film arrived, none of this was in stone. Yeah, they, they, they wrote themselves into this hole and they could have seen, oh, we wrote ourselves into a, this weird hole. Let's go back a bit and let's, let's do something they, else that makes more sense. They wrote sense. themselves they into this hole, though. <laughs> <laughs> but instead uh, they yeah, went that, with that the first sick. draft and just went with it dude just go it was a he said there's no fair criticisms of the film so. he did Plan, she doesn't trust wrong. him he just f***ed up and got demoted she had so yeah she doesn't trust him and he fucked up and got demoted uh the funny thing that people don't mention about the demotion is he went from uh fleet commander to captain so captains aren't allowed to know plans, apparently. Um, the not. the fuck-up that they're referring to is destroying the very ship that would have destroyed them had he not killed it. Like, well, Yeah, we're only, we're only alive. We only got to this point in the movie at all because Finn supposedly fucked up. Um, and if people are unclear on how that works, so when they do the chase them through the hyperspace stuff, the, the Dreadnought would be there with them. It would fire the cannon. The Radis is gone. Simple as that. Uh, but Poe... Doing what he did retroactively saves the entire resistance. And does he get any appreciation for that? No. Does he get any appreciation for blowing up the the, the Star Killer? No. That happened yesterday. Yeah. Nobody cares. What if he, if what if what if he said, "Man, it's a good thing there's no dreadnought chasing us." Exactly. And and what, so what would Holdo have said? What would have Holdo said? Uh, well, uh, yeah. And he he's he's like he made a stupid mistake, and it's like so that means he can't know the plan to save everybody. Captain, what? what's the plan? What are we going to do? Is like, I'm just a captain. They won't tell me the plan. I don't even understand how that's an argument. Like, it doesn't follow through. It's like, oh, he made a mistake. Therefore, you do not tell him how we're all going to be saved. 
Like, you don't tell the reckless hothead who takes ideas into his own hands what the actual plan is. Instead, you let him think there isn't one. Because that's really clever. It's, it's a complete mess. And I love that he's defending it while also arguing that nobody cares about plot holes. Stop talking about them. It's like, well, why are you arguing against them if it doesn't matter? It matters to make... Guys. Imagine going through all that work. Imagine looking at the dumpster fire well, this is a... of The Last Jedi and going like, how do I possibly defend this? Oh, I know, I'll just say it doesn't matter. That was easy. This really is a lot to deconstruct, by the way, considering we're two hours and 20 minutes into seven minutes and 20 seconds. But that, that is highlighting how much this guy walks over his own perspective. Not even kidding. Has no reason to. Again, if you think this is a plot hole, or you're annoyed because of the logic... Uh, I wouldn't say it's a plot hole, it's... A, uh, I guess you could call it an inconvenience, a uh, dramatic inconvenience yeah, that we're a gonna character... Have to, we're going to have to call a temporary insanity on this one. Exactly, here. yeah, that's the way. It's not a plot hole. It's not impossible that she would say what she said. It's just so stupid that to make it feasible, she has to be insane. <laughs> it's like... Just lazy writing. Yeah, absolutely lazy writing. But um, yeah, I don't see... I, I feel like he's just trying to loop it back to his whole argument about plot holes. That's probably what that was. Here... You're kind of watching movies wrong. There's an oh, episode. Oh, there of it is again. Yeah, there it is again. Just Thank to you for yeah, telling me how to do stuff. I like good, that. Good to get the confirmation that there is a correct. Or again, there is a correct. Objectively, <laughs> there is a correct and an incorrect way to watch movies. Not a thing that we have ever said. This is a thing that people tell us that we say, and we're wrong for saying that. But when somebody else says it, they're correct. Exactly. Just an observation that I'm making. The show Community that imagines what a horror movie would look like if all the characters only made totally logical decisions. Yeah, I know what he's talking about, and it's really funny. Uh, it's a parody. Basically, the joke is that they, they're like, let's not go to the scary cabin. Let's go to blah, blah, blah. Let's not make the, you know, like all the standard stupid decisions in movies that lead characters to being killed. Um, but the important detail is uh, try and tell me all the stupid decisions people made in Alien beyond the only one you could really reference is Kane sticking his head into the egg. But in fairness, you can absolutely make an argument for curiosity. Uh, you can't do that in Prometheus because of the biologist being completely inconsistent on his his reactions to biology. If you remember, he's scared by the bones, but he's okay with the penis wrapping around his arm. So it's like, that's inconsistent. But Kane is literally just exploring. He finds something that looks all slithery and then it jumps on his face. So it's just like, you could be like, that was stupid of him. But the rest of the characters get killed after making choices that are logical. None of them do ridiculously stupid things. They all, like, they all systematically get taken down one by one. Same for Predator, by the way. It's not a film where everybody's making stupid decisions. They do loads of things to try and fight the Predator, but it outwits them because it's also a hunter. To argue that horror films do not take place unless people are stupid is ridiculous. That's the difference between good and bad horror films. You're it's watching movies wrong, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> it's like, imagine that you, you're at a point in an argument where you try to defend your position and you point to parody you know that's sad that's very he probably sad. doesn't even know that it is i'm just i'm just happy i saw this episode of community so i know that he he can't get one on me with this one i'll know what actually happened we have the abandonment of logic we have the outright inconsistency of flip-flopping on if plot holes are valid or not we have the objective statement that there is a right and wrong way to watch movies and we have this example that i'm using this is parody that supports my statement.
I'm just like, how how far down the rabbit hole of stupid do you have to get until you're like, ah, maybe maybe I maybe I wasn't right to begin with. And Jadarud said, uh, why why couldn't you make a horror film where people take uh, only logical decisions? You just have to make the monster be a completely out of context threat. And yeah, you could you can make the threat something they couldn't possibly understand or account for, so they make logical decisions with the knowledge they have. Or like alien. Predator. Predator's exactly that. They set up all these traps for the Predator, but it doesn't work because the Predator's super advanced. Obviously, he has to end up going caveman tactics to be able to beat it because of the fact that his technology detects everything above caveman technology. So that's, it's cool. It's interesting. It's actually written in a way that somebody cared to try and make a story that could make sense instead of going... Uh, that guy walked over there because he needed to go to the toilet, and then he got killed. And then the next guy said, oh, I need to go and grab some leaves for a bed, and then he gets killed. And then the next one says, I want to make out with my girlfriend over here, and then they both get killed. It's just like, yeah. And it's such a defeatist attitude to just say, well, yeah, I mean, you, you got to have people be stupid to have a good story. I just, I think, I think Predator kills his argument entirely. Predator fights this entire thing. It's just like, it's smart people versus a smart monster. People are referencing the thing too. The thing that's absolutely yeah, valid. It's a great example. What a great movie! Should we go check it out? No. We should call nine one one on my fully charged cell phone, lock the doors, and then stand back to back in the middle of the room holding knives. And the conclusion again parody because yeah, this parody this makes your this comedy show man exactly it's supposed to be funny point because they're making fun of your position exactly they're this this thing that you're pointing to is mocking people like you (laughs) and you're highlighting it fucking stupid i mean it just amazes me because he's he's referencing this like it proves his point but he's too stupid to understand what it was supposed to be in the first place how do you do this? <laughs> it's just the most superficial well, examination. This is, examination a, this of is an example of selling a narrative versus being honest, right? So it's like he's trying to convince us that this is criticism of people who think that you you can be logical in a horror film, when what's happening is they're, they're essentially making fun of shitty horror films where people make stupid decisions all the time. But yes, let's continue. Conclusion is that it would be really boring. I am in no way telling you to. T- Yes, you are, because there's a right and there's a wrong way to watch films. I didn't even catch that because it, it cut off for me. What did you say? Yeah, I'll, ba- I'll back up. And the conclusion is that it would be really boring. I am in no way telling you to turn your brain off or to not think critically about movies. <laughs> yes, you are. Literally, <laughs> it's are. literally, literally exactly what you're doing. Right and the a clar- wrong way to watch movies. The clarification is, what does critical mean to him if it doesn't involve logic whatsoever? Nothing. <laughs> I wonder how long his uh, outro and sponsorship thing is going to be. Let's hope it lasts five minutes so we're near the end. <laughs> I don't even... This is just like... This This video is legitimately terrible. Oof. This is, this is worse. Video. It's worse than that Mark Brown video you showed us. Well, Mark Brown is inoffensive. He doesn't say anything. This guy's saying a lot of things. None of them make any sense. Yeah, Mark Brown's just a waste of bandwidth. But this guy is so... It's just Jesus Christ. This is like imagine Shakespeare sitting next to us, and I'm like, "See this magic box? We're gonna watch this man talk to us about storytelling." And you just you shit you sit down with this guy, and Shakespeare's like, "That's that's." <laughs> to get started. Shakespeare's reaction to this, that'd be pretty funny. 
I would love Shakespeare reacts to 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 this idiot. <laughs> I would subscribe. Shakespeare would be like, "Thou art fucking stupid." <laughs> Not at all. I'm saying you should worry about the things that actually matter. Oh my god! <laughs> you've been talking about. Okay, good. I love that he's the arbiter of what you should care about, what you should talk about, and what actually matters. It's like, wow, you are. I wish I was you, man. You're like a god. So, take Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Ugh. I think it's a bad movie, and it has big old dumb logic issues. Like, why can Superman locate Lois Lane from her heartbeat, but can't find his mother the same way? Why doesn't Wonder <laughs> You don't even need to... This film, there's like barely anything good about it. <laughs> like... like, congratulations, you chose one of the worst superhero movies ever made. Do you think his logic's gonna be that you can point out all these different things, and then he's gonna say, But it doesn't matter. I'm waiting for it. Your woman, who isn't affected by kryptonite, be the one to use the spear against Doomsday. But those aren't the real problems with the movie. The actual problems what? are that many of the central no, characters are. Those are serious issues, though. Hang on, I want to they see really what his. Are. I want to see what his definition of actual problems are. This will be fun. The movie. The actual problems are that many of the central characters are totally static and poorly motivated, and they don't learn anything or grow through the story. But the Last Jedi was great. Oh my god. This is, this is wonderfully was, hypocritical. I can't get over how awful this is. Watching this. this is I'm so bad. Mad. He's telling us now that it's not about the idea that nothing matters, which I actually thought was his position, because you can defend that. H. Bomber guy and Quinton defend that. Nothing is a thing. Everything is a thing to who you are. It has nothing to do with any standard. This guy's arguing that none of the stuff we've covered so far matters. You know, plot holes, inconsistencies, genuine moments in the film where they've told you one thing and then tell you a conflicting thing none of those matter it's whether or not characters are flat it's whether or not they are growing which by the way is another pathetic argument characters don't have to grow to be interesting i would cite the joker for example do i need any more do you want me to keep going because it's just like don't make the argument that you have to have an arc you have to have growth in order to have a character be interesting not the case literally the definition of villains most of the time is that they don't learn they don't grow they're arrogant and ignorant that's what usually makes them villainous um but then you've got people like jack sparrow or indiana jones or walter sobchak i think his name is in big lebowski you remember them going on journeys of growth? They're pretty much just the same person at the beginning and end, but they're, they're really entertaining. Dumb and dumber. Yeah, they, you don't need them. They don't have to grow. for There's such a stupid standard. And just the idea that now he's telling us that we have to value that over characters being inconsistent. doesn't matter if so they're inconsistent, are, as long as they grow. Yeah, it's like, if, if these are the things that matter, then why the hell do you like The Last Jedi? Yeah, that's another question, but obviously he doesn't consider the problems that he brought up as actual problems, I guess. So, as much as I enjoy making fun of some dumb logic gaps in that movie, they still don't really matter. The plot holes. Remember the plot holes? So you're trying to tell me the supremacy, Snoke's ship, isn't powerful enough to penetrate the shields? In episode 2F09, when Ichi plays Scratchy's skeleton like a... The reason Angry Joe brings up that point is because the entire film stops working if the supremacy could have destroyed the Radis. Okay. Yeah, the, the entire film is based around a flawed premise. So that's important. That is an actual thing that brings the whole structure down. It's about having a, a, a stakes. Why should we believe that they're ever in danger if they're just going to wipe out potential dangers without actually explaining why? It's just like, oh, 
you know, some guy shows up with a gun, goes to shoot Finn, but then it smacks against his skin and falls to the ground. We're like, what? And then he's like, thank God I took that juice that makes me invincible. And we're like... But yeah, I, I guess that is, that is, yeah. And then he's like, that. really, you're gonna complain about bullets hitting someone's skin and doing nothing in a, a movie with space wizards? You, you're like this nerd guy from The Simpsons. He's like, oh. Yeah, okay. and Joe, bless his heart, actually is right. Yes, he is. That's a, that's a big problem. It's unbelievable that, that the supremacy away. doesn't have firepower to be able to actually hurt the ratters at all at that range. It's like, seriously? Like, what, what's the point of it existing? What's the point of being a military vessel? I love this shit, man. No, you're just a nerd. You're just a nerd if you say this stuff. Nerd. <laughs> like, sure, let's say that I'm a nerd. Now answer the question. It's like, yeah, what about my argument? Xylophone? He strikes the same rib twice in succession, yet he produces two clearly different tones. But it hasn't always been this way. That's we... true. Yeah, how did we get to the point where people <laughs> care? How do we get why to the point people, where people, people don't care about care. bad writing anymore? Yeah. These are early two thousands. No one really cared about plot holes. Oh my god. Didn't. Even How? as a okay. child. No, no, I here, here's the problem. Here's the problem. We cared about plot holes. It's just that over the past like five to ten years, plot holes have become a far larger issue than they have ever been. Because people like you are terrible writers and don't understand what you're talking about. And people like the rest of us actually get storytelling. Are you just and a we nerd? Care? Well, I, I guess I am a nerd. So it probably uh, makes me smarter. A moment of clarification. This is genuinely a theory. I'm not going to support this in, until I actually like say I made a video on it. But um, plots, I don't know if you guys agree with this. Plots used to be a lot simpler. Uh, these days we're getting stories that are like, they can't sit still. They have to be like really epic and crazy and all over the place. Kind of like Game of Thrones syndrome, where people are like, "Oh, people like more complicated all of plot this stuff equals better film." Ever. That's yeah. the logic yeah. that seems to happen. The uh, more shit that's happening, the better. So many classic films have really simple storylines. Like Aliens, the easy reference. Aliens, aliens, so simple. It's ship people on ship find alien, kills all of them. That's it. It's, 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 and you describe that to somebody, you'd be like, that sounds kind of boring. It's like, yeah, watch the film. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't need to have a complicated plot. Uh, Predator is, is... The most complicated thing in Predator is that they go to try and rescue some people who've been captured, and then it turns out that it's actually a different problem for them to deal with. Like, whoa. Oh, you, shit. You catch that? But look at, you know, um, Jurassic World 2. It's like... Okay, so the island we had is there's a volcano on it now, and there's an agency being set up by Ginger Gill from the first one who's trying to rescue and protect dinosaurs. Also, there's a third faction that's being run by the guy from the first one's partner that didn't exist before's protege that wants them to go and rescue the dinosaurs, but in actuality wants them to bring them back so he can auction them off to several different black market people who are trying to use them for weaponized experiments. Also, they've created the Indoraptor out of... Uh, material that they grabbed from the Indo Rex when they sent people to go and retrieve that in the pit, and you're just like, uh, like what if you just did something simple really well, like instead just, of doing hey, five things poorly? Uh, people, a couple of people pointed out movies like 2001: A Space Odyssey. They're not simple, but the problem is that they're they're done well and they're made by people who have talent. 
And so you can make no... something that's complicated. It's just that you need to have talent to do it. And we... if you don't, then it's going to be bad. We don't deny that plot holes existed in other films. We don't deny that there was plenty of awful films back in the 90s. There's always awful films. And there's always great films. But uh, all of the classic mainstream films that c came out then versus now, it seems to be that the plots have gotten a lot more complicated. And what happens when you complicate plots? It gets more difficult to write them consistently. It's more difficult yeah, 2001 to... 2001 was awful. Oof. <laughs> like, imagine... <laughs> It's like, imagine every time, it's like laying, it's, it's like throwing mines in front of you. It's essentially what building, like, lore in a plot is. The more shit you put in there, the more potential there is to step on one of those mines and ruin the consistency. Someone just so said, when you only throw out a couple, it's really easy uh, to... Haken's really simple. It's, guy's dog is kidnapped, he goes and gets it back, it's like... Yeah, that's a great movie. And it's really fun, it's, it's a fun movie, it's like, it needs to be more complicated than that, but the... You know what's going to happen in, in the new Predator, for example? The plot is going to be so damn complicated. It's going to be... There, there was one... I'm pretty sure I, we, we've read the um the leaked uh script... The, or not script, the, the leaked plot points that match the trailer. It's like... Uh, a team of people find a piece of Predator stuff that landed earlier. New Predator is sent in to retrieve that stuff that landed, but also the government are after it. Also, he sent the pieces to his son, and now everyone's trying to get to him, and it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa what? Yeah, yeah, he sent the alien spaceship to his five-year-old, because... I can't you wait know. to find out why that happens. It's in the trailer, so I was like, they actually do this. What is the fucking reasoning for this? <laughs> what could they possibly do? They're like, no, it has to be the Predator's son. Like, oh, okay. Alright. Yeah, it's so, like the son of the mask, but even worse. So yeah, my, my theory isn't that we've become hyper-aware of plot holes because of the dissemination of information and discussion thanks to the internet, which is the theory a lot of people have. My theory is that as time has gone on, trends happen, Hollywood's convinced that the more complicated a plot is, the more likely you'll be respected for having an incredible plot. <laughs> it's just like, it's gotten into a lot of yeah. lead writers. Again, Prometheus like maybe... is extremely confusing when you consider all the events that happen in that film and try and actually reconcile it all. Versus Alien. I don't, I don't even know where to begin with that, but maybe this guy should recognize that if you see a trend developing, maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe the reason so many people are noticing these plot, these bad plots in movies, is because movies are there's a lot of bad plots in movies. I think we must be getting close to some form of ending. So it looked like he was closing out. So maybe there really is like four and a half minutes of, you know, <laughs> there. Gotta chill out, Squarespace. But no one ever complained the movie was bad because of all the plot holes. So what happened? Basically, the internet. I knew it was going to be the internet. Blame it on the internet. Why not? People couldn't talk to each other before. That's the thing the internet invented. Because I like driving myself insane, I searched back through Google year by year for references to plot holes. Until about 2007, they only appeared in movie reviews and forum posts. They hadn't gone... F yeah, okay, what you're missing here is that it's terminology. So people would have said, hey man, does it make sense that blah 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 happens in blah blah blah? And someone else who's a really big nerd reviewer friend goes, that's actually called a plot hole. And then they'd be like... Okay, Frank. Anyway, doesn't it like sound kind of weird that this thing happened that doesn't make sense because of this other thing? It's like people stopped weren't using the word until it became defined, so it's easier to translate an idea. It, we talked about this on one of the streams about Gamergate. The the, the suffix gate is a new thing, and it it let, it's a shorthand to communicate an idea. It's the same thing for plot hole. Not everybody knew what plot hole meant. Not everybody used the word. I can tell you, I didn't know what it meant until I probably was above. 10 years old, but I was still noticing plot holes. Doesn't mean that they didn't exist before the word was used. Like, come on. 
Like, you know, it all, it all came out in 2006, man. Because he I mean, thinks this proves that people noticed. weren't talking about plot holes. All this proves is people weren't using the word. I'm sorry, someone, uh, someone sent in a $5 super chat saying, Hey there, Wolfman, and I just wanted to point it out because it said his name is Precious Crystal Fox Boy, and I'm okay with this. Oh, Precious Crystal Fox. In fact, that's probably a good lead-in for me to cover the, the other ones. Uh, <laughs> also, let's be really honest, shoving politics into films is ruining them. I mean, female predators, really. I mean, the, I wouldn't take that away from you. The, the How forced it is in The Last Jedi with the uh, slavery bad, capitalism bad, um, abuse bad. Yeah, I mean, there, there are, as I understand it, I'm not a super huge predator fan myself, but as I understand it, there are female predators. It's just... It's just more the fact that like the movie isn't even out yet, and there's outlets that are like praising the movie just for having female predators. The script like, hasn't been touched for the Buffy reboot, and they can't help telling everybody Buffy's black. It's like, why? What is? Why does this help anything? It's like, please appreciate that. It's like because okay. the thing is, it's gonna be good, just like Ghostbusters was. <laughs> so shut up about my hypocrisy. That's like the name of this video. Uh. Only Last Jedi fans could justify their movie by saying bad writing is necessary when that's been a bad thing long prior to The Last Jedi coming out. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The standard has been forgotten. Standard. I mean, People like this guy, and seriously, just right, and seriously, Quinton, they're not helping. They're telling everybody that bad writing is just normal. And it's like, it's not normal at all. This, it's, it's, you, know, you know, the people who say that, um, the people who say bad writing is normal, probably bad writers. Probably, uh, because if you treat it as something that you can just... Everybody has made this point who has uh, criticism of bad writing. If you don't highlight good writing and criticize bad writing, then then why even have writers that spend more time or less time or have more talent or more experience? What is the point in any of it? You should just blurp on a page and just deliver it and everybody gets the same. Why do you think things do better and do worse? Why do you think these things are taught? Why do you think there are people out there who say this person is a better drawer than you? And then someone goes, we, subjective. Why do we hold up old films as being very good? What makes an, what makes one of those old films that you love? What makes it good? You know, what, what makes it as things that we strive for or want to emulate? Um, what stands the test of time? Do the prequels stand the test of time or does the original series or the, or the original trilogy? Which one of those? Is going to last longer. Force Awakens totally missed an opportunity to make Finn a veteran stormtrooper who finally snapped and provide context as to why he can kill them. Exactly. I'm going to be covering exactly. that in the series because it's a major missed opportunity. Um, huge missed opportunity. One of many. And if you want to blame the rise of criticism of plot holes and bad writing, blame the disgust the Oscars generate every year. Even Jared gets that. Of course he does. Jared, Jared does actually uh, have a lot of insight. You guys need to. But yes, um, Let's hear Someone about... said, I hope Daisy Ridley will be the female predator. <laughs> oh, one last one. Uh, films have become political outlets for directors and writers now, not creative tools like they once were. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of agendas. There's always been agendas, but, um, I don't know, subtlety has been blown out the window. Like, people don't but need subtlety anymore. A lot of times anymore. they were, like, timeless messages. Yeah. Now they're just like, this is a, this is a political trend. Anyway fully mainstream yet. They hadn't been embraced by the public. But then in 2008, Cracked published the article Really? You're gonna cite Cracked as the reason that everybody knows what a plot hole is? Uh... Eight classic movies that got away with gaping plot holes. There were more forum posts. Then in 2009, the TV Tropes page for Plot Hole was created. In 2010, it... 
I noticed that he's like close to the camera, the lighting's wow. dark. Like if plotholes didn't exist before the internet did. 2010 was when plot holes became a thing. We're in there. Films didn't have plot holes before this. It's like I cannot believe. I cannot believe you actually said that. How can anyone say that? And this video's been that full is of the those, dude. Dumbest thing. I, 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 my brain. <laughs> I feel like my brain just snapped in half. That is absolutely unbelievable. Well, let's continue. Really began. Articles on Wired, The Escapists, Den of Geek, and Kotaku. It doesn't fucking matter where they were and when they were. It's just a way to categorize a thing that already exists. Are you telling me the plot holes didn't exist before the word was actually coined? Do you think people never noticed what a plot hole... How do you think people learn language? How do you think kids Listen, refer to father, anything if they've never heard of the name for it before? I Duh. think that something you need to understand is that... <sighs> Before, before Sir Isaac Newton discovered oh, no. gravity, oh, no, oh, no, gravity objects, wasn't a thing. Objects never fell towards yeah. Ob <laughs> Matt, objects never fell towards the center. We of the we all just floated. It was you uh, see I, Isaac Newton basically ruined the world. <laughs> it's all his, basically it's did. All his fault. We can't fly. Everybody anymore. was just floating around, having a great time, flying around. All of a sudden, this asshole, right? <laughs> He gets hit in the head by an apple and has an idea, and everyone just dropped. <laughs> and there was no more fun after that. And then cancer happened. <sighs> everyone got AIDS. Nerd culture. Nerd culture, just stop. Nerd culture. It's coincided with the arrival of listicle articles, and plot holes were the perfect clickbait. Nitpicks about I can't believe this is what I mean by a narrative. He's making, listen to the music and the way Rags highlighted how he's shot this. He's making this seem like it was a, a disease that spread. As if nobody ever would have talked about this before somebody mentioned the word. It's insane. Does he actually it, think this is true? And what's the point that he's trying to make here? They exploded in popularity? Why? Is I would it because be, people give a shit? This is a good thing. If this actually promoted critical thinking, it's a good thing. Yeah. This is making us examine the media that we consume. It's making us look at it. Stop. It's making us really see what's good and bad about it. Why is that a bad thing to you? You should be glad that people had their eyes open about this stuff. Could it possibly be a good thing that people are using their brains? And it's like, I don't I mean, see any part of these articles that say, you shouldn't like these movies now. And even if they did, they'd be no worse than you. You've already told us that we're watching movies wrong. It's just insane that he's going, he, what do I have to do to make The Last Jedi not suck? Yeah, that's, that, that does actually feel like what the title of this video should have been. <laughs> I must try everything. Popular things that could reveal things readers may have missed. But 2012 was where the change really happened. This was when... Get over the way he's oh, delivering oh, this, it's so funny. Oh, so now, now it's 2012. It wasn't actually 2010. 2012 was when Dude, I, dude I, I'm waiting for him to be like, and then came 2018. The army invaded. Each of the countries suffered. And he's like, wait, what? what, what? Everything changed when the plot whole nation attacked. <laughs> That's like the easy fucking reference. But it, I, I just... What, what is it, YouTube that did it? Plot holes started taking over YouTube. Pop culture commentary from a nerdy fan perspective. I was ranting about films well before YouTube existed, mate. And it was the it's exact same an, scale. It's also important to note that he hasn't described what's bad about nerdiness. 
No, he's just said it exists. <laughs> like, people throw out people throw that out, but they don't ever describe why it's bad. <laughs> and then Trump got elected. <laughs> Enter Donald Trump. Oh man. It began exploding in popularity. And immediately, the types of videos that See a lot of people cite Cinema Sins as a bad influence on people. I was like, oh people actually like think that CinemaSins is like teaching people how to watch movies. I thought it was sort of like- I thought it was just an amusing, fun channel. Yeah, it's, I, I've never really taken CinemaSins too seriously. And half the time, right, if CinemaSins says something like, oh, it doesn't make sense, for example, the point he brought up, DJ shouldn't know the, the plans for the, the resistance and thingy, then I'm watching it and I'm like, well, he should because of the other scene. So there we go, you fucked up. And in my head, I use critical thinking to counter what he thought was critical Logic thinking. Logic is bad, Mahler. <laughs> I just, if there are kids out there who are watching Cinema Sins and then go in, you know what? All films suck. That's well, that, that is <laughs> that's just on them for not thinking way, uh, clearly. What if someone? What if some kid loves Cinema Sins and they're just like, I'm gonna do one of that my own. And so they open up a movie and they watch it and they have a list like, what are all the problems that I could find? You know, it, think of all the critical thinking that they it's their apply. brain running. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to talk you know, about the good like, thing? Because he's making this seem like to not enjoy a movie is to die. Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably, it's probably worse to not enjoy a movie than die. Oh, somebody said uh, YMS has commented on this video, as in the, uh, the original video, apparently agrees with us. I want to... Just... Of course he does. YMS isn't stupid. Which the ER, master of the four plot hole elements, could stop them, but when YouTube needed him most, he vanished. <laughs> so, well, YMS follows me and I guess you on Twitter. Oh, and there stuff, it is. So maybe, maybe holy when he shit, saw... his comment is enormous. Jesus, I'm Christ not reading Christ. that right now. <laughs> we got our own <laughs> shit to do. Well, let's, because oh, I guess it's on. Um, I guess it's on Reddit. No, no, it's it's on the video. Uh, this 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 actual video shut up about plot holes. Oh, let me check it. But it's like I said, it's huge, dude. You're not gonna be able to get through it for a good five minutes at least. So we'll just okay, we're near the end of this video. I'm almost certain. Proved most popular were humorous analyses of popular movies focusing on surface level nitpicks. Yeah, that's your assessment of that. That doesn't. You've not provided any fucking criteria for how it's surface level. And we have, by the way. That's why our thing is taking so long. We're trying to explain the difference between surface level criticisms like Gandalf wearing trainers in one of the scenes in Return of the King versus something significant like Poldo 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 is retarded because of uh because we need the plot to happen it's like do you not even see in your own argument how that's a significant issue or do you just oh Jesus care? I found I got, I've got his I've got his comment here we can it's read like it a Brandon second. Sanderson novel holy shit I was gonna say that I was gonna opt out of reading it just because of how long it'll take for us to get through it because we're going to want to comment on what he says as well. Uh, I mean, should we do it after we finish this video? Because we're pretty close, I think. Sure. And over the next several told, years, these types I, of videos grew I just, in... Um, I just told him he's watching movies the wrong way. Number <laughs> and popularity. For many people, especially millennials and whatever... Oh my god, especially millennials. Oh, this is getting cringy now. <gasps> Next he's gonna say Are that you millennials. <laughs> Next he's gonna say that if you look at people Movies. using the word plot holes, they're usually uneducated statistically. <laughs> like, Why can't you millennials just shut up and like what's shoved in your face? You millennials watching films wrong. Never make that argument, dude. Never never label your opposition. I mean, how old is this guy? He's probably a millennial himself. 
Oof. millennials are very millennials are very very broad. I but mean, he seems 30, like he's thirty two, thirty five. Like this is just getting like just around millennials. This is getting a bit spiteful now. It's like you guys are just young and stupid, and you watch well, that's things what wrong. Greedo and all these other guys like they they genuinely dislike the fact that. Not just like in this annoyance way, but they genuinely dislike the fact that people don't like their shitty Star Wars movie. Also, they don't like, like their shitty own videos them. because, honestly, like this this video has more issues in it probably than the Last Jedi's opening half an hour. Probably not more than that though. This is fucking terrible. Generation after millennials is called. Most film criticism they consume is on YouTube. Why is that bad? Also, what the hell? The idea that it has to be millennials because it's on YouTube? There are plenty of 40-plus-year-olds on YouTube, dude. Yeah. Like, what? The, the age of the person making the argument, where their video is uploaded to, has nothing to fucking do with the points in the video. Well, let's be honest, Rex. Right? He's actually trying to argue here that the people who care about plot holes are immature now. That's, like, that's an actual argument he's trying to go I with guess. here. Like, just it's like, just, it's dude, no need to throw mud. Make actual arguments. You don't need to do that. Someone well, in the chat said he's probably a MAGA-wearing guy who voted for Trump. <laughs> MAGA-wearing, Trump-loving conservative who hates women. Yep. Uh, but normally, the criticism about millennials is that they're stupid and brain-dead, and his criticism is that they're not just accepting the garbage thrown in their face. They're, they're being too critical of stuff. It's almost like he's running out of Arguments. These are the bottom of the barrel ones you'll throw in just in case. He's running out. Jesus. I know. <laughs> and not all, but a lot of this is surface level critique, focusing on nitpicks. There he goes again. He's about to call plot nitpicks. holes. He just called plot holes nitpicks. Because what else can he do, man? <laughs> he's, he's, he's pulled out everything else. Like, just, oh yeah, well that's just a you you just pointing out this plot hole by which the entire movie is centered around. You just dude, that's just nitpicking. The dude demonized logic. Are. The dude demonized logic. Like, I think he's he's far gone at this point. <laughs> it's not like you can do much else with him. Next, plot holes. Plot holes don't really mean anything, but they're good clickbait. I thought you just, just explained to us what it meant at minute two. You were like, a plot hole is a blah 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 blah. But plot holes don't really mean anything. <laughs> so, what I'm gonna do is I'm, I'm gonna save this video and download. How do you contradict yourself this much in this amount of time, by the way? Goddamn stupid bean-headed looking ass nostalgic critic. That's probably one of the biggest insults you can get <laughs> considering the amount of criticism cr criticism he's giving uh <laughs> criticism. Criticism. You freaking like, nostalgic critic knockoff. Like I just people watch them and believe them and repeat those points in conversation. Yeah, what do you think people are gonna do with you, buddy? Yeah. I mean, besides, does the fact they repeat it make it wrong? Oof, this is bad. <laughs> just is, just in case you guys went this went, sure. this, I thought, I didn't think, I, when we got to the logic is bad, I thought this couldn't get worse, but he managed to do that. Also, you said, you said you're saving it. it. Are you, do you actually want to reply to this video now? Is that bad? No, I think that he might take this shit down. <laughs> oh, right, that makes sense. I think that he might legitimately remove it. Because especially with YMS... You know, I just, I don't know, man. It's just people, because the, the people who see the movie first, or uh, the see the videos first, they generally upvote it because they follow the person, and a lot of them upvote it without watching the video. And then once it's been out a little bit, then everybody else catches up and watches it and finds it. And like this, like, I think you guys need to understand, this video is fucking garbage. This is a <laughs> terrible video. This is awful. 
I'm legitimately like, interested to see. I want to ask people who thumbed up this comment or this video why they did so. Someone so I'm says, saving it. Someone said, Christianity babble big bigs. <laughs> yeah, by the way, it's a complete fallacy to say that if you were like the idea that you repeat someone's arguments, that means you must be wrong, sort of thing. It's just like you can repeat an argument that's true without realizing. That's what Hello Greedo did. People just, just say it over and over, but is it really a problem? It's like, yeah. Like people say yeah, the is. sun is, you know, a star over and over. They must be wrong at that point. That's just, just what everyone says. It's just what nonsense. But yeah, uh, there are some people who are considered the Fortier doesn't talk enough. It's just the me, Wolf, and Rags are much louder and uh, ego-driven, and we want to jump in on this guy the second he says a thing. So Fortier is just biding his time for a yeah, smarter, I'm scared. better looking, <laughs> better profile pictures. He is More actually better than looking than all three of us. I'm sorry, Fortier is quite sexy. Nope. Yeah. You should get Rags I mean, a picture what? of you just to get a rating. Oh, you want naked or like? <laughs> yeah. Preferably. I mean, come on. We're going to go all the way, man. Front yard, backyard, whichever is the biggest asset. Please watch some Hello Ooh. Greedo videos. We did the one on the other podcast, but he'll probably pop up again. Everyone wants to cover everybody at this point because it's just like kill them all sort of thing. It's like, <laughs> it's like all of these people make terrible videos. Kill them if you have to. And when they watch movies, they think about these surface level nitpicks. They look for them. No one is really to blame for They're this. They're not surface okay. level if they break the whole movie. Yeah, a plot hole isn't so. He just said nobody's level. to blame for this. Wow, except Cinema Sins. It's just like, dude, don't witch hunt, you piece of shit. Leave him alone. Cinema Sins is, is not very good. Like, I completely agree. But, like, don't be like, Cinema Sins is to blame for people saying that your feelings are invalid. It's like, no. No, no. I, it's like his videos are amusing. It's not I his like fault that his videos funny. got super popular. I mean, you can argue that like he wanted that. Of course he did. But it's is you you're saying that his influence is like a problem, and it's like he just he made his videos fair and square. His influence is a result of people finding it yeah, you know, people, interesting. He made stuff people want to see. Things definitely deserve some of the blame, but it's not. Yeah, no one's to blame. Except cinema sense. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it because of how subtle it is. Not just that. This is way bigger. It's as subtle this as being shot in the face. Shifts coinciding with evolving technology. And look, as long as movies are popular and people on the internet are making videos for clicks, it's going to keep happening. As if this isn't oh, no. that. As if this isn't you <laughs> making a video for clicks, you piece of shit. What's with <laughs> the Come music on. and the sound effects in the back? I'm sure the all caps, the shut up about plot holes, I'm sure none of that was clickbaity. I'm sure this is just like you being like, that's a perfectly reasonable thing. Well, to you know, when I, when I make videos, I don't want anyone to watch them. That's why I put them on YouTube publicly. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop making this retarded argument that it's well, like, it's for clicks. Like, no shit. He's it's throwing out, he's throwing out quick fire arguments that are just the easiest to knock down. These are crap. Like, all these ones. At least the other ones are like complicated ideology ones that you can break down. But these ones are just... This is petty just, as this fuck. Is just, this is petty crap. So look, watch whatever YouTube videos you want. Think oh, whatever thanks, you dude. want about movies. Just please. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Shut up about the things I'm too stupid to you understand. Can, you can do whatever it's, you want. Say whatever you want. This... Think whatever you want. Just don't do this. <laughs> okay. Don't do all of those things. It's just, and it's this stupid style about, I'm going to make this style... Yeah, I mean, that was totally impactful, right? Let's see what he's shilling for at the end, though. Was the punching too aggressive? Maybe a bit? That was a joke, please laugh. <laughs> Thank Can you, you for punch yourself? He 
went up on the roof to make that. Ow. Too loud. Oh no, he's doing I, the same thing that Mark Brown did. Like, I would have. And I want to thank Sennheiser for making this possible. Sennheiser? <laughs> you couldn't have done this without Sennheiser? I'm not, again, I always want to make this clear. I'm not criticizing anybody for having sponsors and stuff. It's just funny to me. Because yeah, they always pretend like it's a coincidence that their sponsor happens to be super useful for their video. And it was just so good that you guys need to get it too. It's like, mm-hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. It's like, I might, it's like, I, it's like, I've toyed around with getting a sponsor because YouTube just shafts me so much. Um, but I'm not going to be like, oh, I couldn't have done this without my sponsor. I was like, I could not have made this video without Sennheiser. This could, this physically would not have been possible if I did not have the Sennheiser G4 uh, wireless <laughs> microphone recording system. It's, don't give him that bullshit. This was Sennheiser. Don't be racist Holocaust, to the, Holocaust, the Germans. Holocaust. Holocaust. Oh. Holocaust. Like, up in, I was making almost all of my videos I've made with Windows fucking Movie Maker. Yeah, like, don't give me that garbage about how you needed Sennheiser to make this shit. That's a subjective argument. You know, Vegas is no better or worse than it. Neither is Premiere. <laughs> you know, Photoshop is no better or worse than Paint. Let's be honest. <laughs> Super male vitality. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to read out the, the super chats I've had while we've finally gotten to the end. Uh, films have become... Oh, wait, I read that one. Uh, does it matter what people hate is a movie? As long as someone finds fault with a movie in a way that it detracts from the experience, it's valid in a way. It's always valid. Feelings are always valid because all that feelings require to be valid is that you felt them. And no one can prove that you didn't. So they're always valid. Like, I, I say that from a logical perspective, because what are you going to do? Tell someone they don't feel the way they do? It's like, yeah, how are you going to prove that? Good luck. It's, it's impossible. So subjectivity land, everything goes, because there's no way to prove it wrong. So if you bring objectivity in to your, your feelings, like, I feel good, and that's objective because this film is bad, or, or vice versa. It's just like, that's a, that's a reason, but it's it's not like you're saying that everyone has to feel that way. So, you know, it's just something that for some reason these people think that we're um, encroaching on that, that we're trying to tell them they can't feel things when they actively tell us how to feel in some of these videos. So, bizarre. Um, is it just me or does he seem kind of disdainful towards more casual lay criticism? Just because you went to film school doesn't mean that everyone else is wrong. Uh, yeah, I got a huge impression, especially towards the end, that this guy is tired of being told that there are plot holes in films. Not that he's allowed to... Uh, not that he's not allowed to like something, that literally people are set he's a critic and people are sending him uh, counter-arguments to his assessments that stuff like The Last Jedi is a masterpiece. That's gonna like happen. He, I think it might be because he sees himself or pictures himself as this kind of like old guard movie critic. Yeah. And YouTube brought with it the ability for people to grow an audience and, and in a way that didn't require this massive career that spanned degrees and publications and uh, newspaper columns and video appearances but it essentially what happened with criticism is that it was it, it basically became far more open and as a result of that all these up-and-comers came around and people wanted to hear like people like me people like Mahler just people people like um who else is in here I don't know but, Wolf. Um, people, oh yeah that's right yeah you're here um but um yeah rags. basically a bunch of basically a bunch of just random people on the internet that people would rather listen to than these super professional, you know, older style 
movie critics and it usually comes down to it they make more sense like they're listening to us over them they're like these guys make more sense you know you know also this yeah. you know what's the bottom of that it's this little thing called logic and i know you hate it but it's um it's a neat little thing a lot of people like logic it's cool um there's a guy who named himself after the word logic called logic so he runs a channel about logic people like it that much he's a black I like guy when things make sense <laughs> Things making sense well, is cool, but it's not. You're just a stupid millennial. I was going to say, that's pretty oh, nerdy man. of you, Fortier. That's a pretty nerdy thing to say. Um, yeah, how much more crazy. would I need to donate for all of you to slap this complete fuck where he's earned several from this video? His arguments are just breaking my you mind. You don't have to donate. <laughs> Shit. I do it for free. Well, we've given him a virtual <laughs> slap to the face, I think, with this stream, but. Uh... Do it with your mouse. Just like. Wait, make the sound effects again. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, kids don't watch older films anymore because streaming allows them to just watch anything modern when they like. I had to watch 80s films because that was all that was on the TV at the time. Um, that's a, genuinely my upbringing, if you will, for... Um, <laughs> I was watching 80s, 90s movies when we were coming close to 2000 because that's all the movies my dad had. And I was just like, woohoo, watch plenty of bad ones, watch plenty of good ones, and then started watching new stuff. And it's just like, yeah, that's my premise for how... I've got a scale for judging films as I've seen a, a ridiculously large amount. So I've seen what I would consider to be the worst and the best. And the last Jedi just sat in a particular part of the scale. And then I needed to, to explain why the to best. people. So, yeah, people not being able to... If all you watch is stuff like Jurassic World 2, Last Jedi, Force Awakens, Black Panther, um, The Meg, <laughs> Aquaman, uh, then the yeah... Meg. You will say, you're going to say stuff like this guy. You're going to be like, uh, they're just as bad as each other. Everything's bad these days, okay? <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Obviously, he doesn't use the word bad, but what he's saying is the stop pointing out plot holes when everything has plot holes. It's like, no, not everything does, dude. You need to see some good movies. It'll help you with your scale because apparently you're desperate at this point. It's um, almost like they, they treat film as this very, very high art, and then a bunch of modern movies come out that are shit. And they're like, fuck. Well, what am I going to do now? Exactly. Uh, I wonder how what he would say if you, like, compare two different films. Like, if you take one that is just, like, really, really good and compare it to The Last Jedi and have him compare the two films to say, okay, so this one has, you know, five million plot holes and this one has one. What we need to do is I would love to get, um, if anyone out there is in college, university, or whatever, and if you're if you if you have some sort of an English literature class or storytelling class, I want you to get your professor to watch like Mahler's videos on the Force Awakens, you know. And and I would, I want you to see what <laughs> a like, like ten hours. I was to gonna spare. say that would be like I'm always about time well, on I mean, that. Someone who's you know maybe you have a professor who is really he they really like uh like the force or the last jedi they really like star wars they like the stories and stuff but i would like to see like what a what an official tenured um professor with a degree in college you know has to think about you know this you know that sort of thing you know i, I would like to see out of curiosity what what they would have to say about it it depends what it literally depends on what kind of one you find because he could be the guy that they go to he could be teaching somewhere this guy right now so you tell them it's nonsense, but then you could find somebody with, you know, integrity, and then you'd be like, oh, neat. Either way, then we would, I hopefully, I would like to see that recorded, you know, like, just to have, give their thoughts on it, 
so if any if anything it would let us it give us like a window into their way of thinking um this video ends at 11 10 we're almost there boys like yeah we've hit the end um plot holes more like here. not holes kill them all become god of the new youtube we're breaking the conditioning and the last one can we start a scholarship fund to send jared genesis to film school <laughs> <laughs> i would want him teaching i would want him learning <laughs> Your response theory. I want him to experience it. But yes. Uh, on the board. Thank all of you for the incredibly generous, uh, especially the fifty dollars uh, donations. I was going to say, do you guys want to check out YMS's comment now? Uh, I can read it. Go for it. You know, obviously stop whenever you want if you want to say something about it. All right. Actually, I can probably get scroll. it on screen. He posted. Yeah, he. Um. So let me. I've got I've got my oh, script I, behind it for, that I'm working on, so it's like, I better not move it. Save, save the fucking video. Um, let me go to. Give me a second. Oh my god, script leaked! Well, they can only see the. Uh, there's several links they prepped for my script, but okay. even if they did see the script, that's okay. You guys can really see it if you really want to. All right, so here is the. Um, here is the yourmoviesucks.org response to this video. I typed out a big comment in response to this video being posted elsewhere, so I thought I'd just copy and paste that here. So here it is. I think he kind of misses the point about people acting logically. It's not an issue for someone to act illogically. It's an issue where the illogical and out-of-character decision they make is forced in for no reason other than to enact a plot device. It's not illegitimate to prefer stories that flow in a natural way, compared to ones where you can transparently see every single beat in the script. That was my biggest issue with A Quiet Place. The plot device conflict came in at the expense of the characters. They weren't real people anymore. They were just props to force more conflict into the story with every action they made. I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to point out. What's really weird is that he's coming from this from a really elitist angle. I'm not sure what he thinks of my channel, although a few commenters seem to think I fall under the category of what he's criticizing, but I'm constantly making sure to communicate that even though I'm mentioning parts of the film that bother me, those same aspects might not bother other people. I always make sure to communicate that everyone has their threshold for what they're willing to accept and that not everyone weighs the same aspects of filmmaking equally. And here, this guy is saying that plot holes can't be considered problems with a film and that it's illegitimate criticism to express your thoughts on them when talking about your experiences with a film. What? That's basically just gatekeeping at this point. I completely understand his perspective, and I find it completely legitimate to not be bothered by any logical inconsistencies in a film. But to claim that it's not legitimate whatsoever, to consider them as flaws, is just elitist nonsense. It's always so weird to me when people try to delegitimize other ways of thinking rather than accept and understand other points of view. If an aspect of the film winds up making the experience less believable, how is that not a legitimate thing to mention? If a film's writing presents the, prevents the characters from being believable, how is that not a legitimate complaint? I'd be interested to see exactly this guy, uh, see what exactly this guy considers to be a legitimate flaw. Because anyone could easily use the same logic against him for that. By his logic, you could make the same arguments he's making for literally any complaint about any art whatsoever. By his logic, there is no such thing as legitimate criticism. Anyway, excuse my little rant here. 
It's just always so frustrating when people try to claim that you shouldn't talk about certain aspects of your experience watching the film. Like, it's my experience. If there's something I want to mention about it, I'll mention it. I mention every aspect of filmmaking that stands out to me. Lighting, shot composition, soundtrack, acting, production design, special effects, etc. It's stupid to say that you're allowed to have whatever opinions you want on those, but that plot inconsistencies are off-limits for some reason. I make videos expressing my opinion on my experience of the film. I'm not going to start omitting aspects that stuck out to me and affected my experience just because some people decide to look down on any criticisms that don't bother them personally. Get off your high horse. That's his original comment. Which, yeah, I, I liked it because I just agree with all of this so far. <laughs> just like, yes, yep. that's, yeah. That, a yeah, lot people, of it is what we said. People in the chat said, uh, he, 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 that discreet like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I liked it off with you. You talked about it. I was like, hmm, yep, I like this. So he, he edited this comment. He went on. He says, so I continued watching the video and found where he talks about what he considers to be legitimate flaws in Justice League. As expected, his criticisms are just as, if not more, subjective as any complaint about plot inconsistencies. Many of the central characters are totally static and poorly motivated and they don't learn anything or grow through the story. So what you're saying is that these characters aren't acting realistic enough for you? What happened when you said that human beings are illogical and imperfect? If unrealistic character actions aren't real criticism, then why are unrealistic characters' motivations? They go hand in hand. Their actions are quite literally driven by their motivations. There are real people in the world with unrealistic motivations just the same as there are real people in the world with unrealistic character actions. By your own logic, your complaints are no less subjective than the ones you're criticizing as illegitimate. You could make the exact same arguments against either of those concepts. There are also plenty of great movies that intentionally avoid conforming to the exact same character growth formula that he's imposing as the standard for how a movie has to be. When your premise is that my criticisms are legitimate but yours aren't, you're doing nothing but harming creativity. Not every movie has to follow the standard you set for it, and it's incredibly arrogant to imply that your form of criticism is somehow objective. Here's an idea that is essential to consider about this situation. There are writers and directors out there who put painstaking efforts into their stories to make sure everything is as concise and logical as possible. There are also writers and directors who don't put in those efforts at all. If inconsistencies in plot and character action don't matter at all, then how can you even appreciate those efforts made by filmmakers who legitimately care? You're not just delegitimizing those who discuss their films, you're delegitimizing the filmmakers themselves. You're saying there's no difference between a lazy script littered with inconsistencies versus a thoroughly researched, laid-out, thoughtful script that made every effort they possibly could to make the story, characters, and universe as consistent and believable as possible. That's just nonsense. And, and it's upsetting that you refuse to see any value whatsoever in filmmakers who put those extra efforts into their work. I personally don't enjoy CinemaSins either because I personally consider it to be completely substantialist. That's an interesting word. And unfunny. It's bottom-of-the-barrel criticism, where the goal is to find as many ding flaws as possible, often reaching so far as to include ones despite the film very clearly adding those aspects intentionally. If your premise in this video was that going out of your way to find flaws in every single film that exists while ignoring every other aspect of filmmaking is low-effort content, I'd be agreeing with you here. However, your premise is that taking issue with any amount of inconsistencies in any film ever is illegitimate, and I can't agree with you at all on that. 
you're seriously delegitimizing the filmmakers out there who actually care about those things. And it sets bad precedent to tell people that their efforts shouldn't be appreciated. And then he drops the microphone. Boy. <laughs> Someone said, um, uh, the video gamer said, I can totally see why I'm making uh, that argument against Moller and Co. Too. Uh, I was going to say, there's, there's plenty of uh, ways that me and YMS would disagree. I've disagreed with a handful of his criticisms in the past, but you cannot deny that uh, that selection there has got a shit ton of criticism for this video that we applied as well. Someone it's... says, did the little furry doggy not like the fact that Patrick was calling people like you out for call causing the clickbait videos? I seem to recall that The Right Opinion and Quentin Reviews called both you and Mahler out for the same thing. Oh, yeah, when are we going to do that? I, it's, we'll get to it. Once <laughs> Rags stream is thingy, but uh, we, we... Yeah, once I can stream, basically. Yeah, um, so he's got another video talking about film criticism in general. I don't know if you guys want to check that out. Oof. Um, how's, how's it looking We've been going for, for a long time. We have. What, what is... It's 518. Um, if we can go over it, if we can be quick, I want to get some water. I... I was talking a lot. Well, do you want to go grab the water now, and then we'll do it? Yeah. We'll, we'll go yeah, through. I gotta, I gotta piss I gotta, real quick. So. All right, go pee and go water. <laughs> go, go, don't do the same at the same time. But yes, go. I'll. Uh, uh, someone complained about Hello Greedo's Twitter behavior. He just trolled him instead of answering the points of the random guy. He'll never learn and never improve. That's um, Hello Greedo's been very uh passive aggressive on his twitter i found by following him and i like to follow the people that i tend to disagree with to try and keep track of what new arguments rise or what perspectives i can consider but i've genuinely found reading hello greedo's twitter to be very he's like like i said passive aggressive he's, he's very much uh bitter towards the people who disagree with him. um this is bad comedy. Uh, could you guys do a response video to Major Lee's The Last Jedi review? I've not seen it, but I mean, we've got so many requests now. Sort of um, rip apart different videos that we try and get through the ones we were what we're interested in doing first. But um, obviously there's infinite potential we can cover as many or as little as there actually is in existence. Um, I'm interested in the debate between YMS against Muller and Wolf about The Last Jedi. I would be more than on board to guest on the Sardonicasts, but I don't know if I would be... Someone they might see is a bit too, I don't know, controversial or conflicting. We'll have to find out. They've, I've not seen anything publicly why they wouldn't. It's just that, uh, I don't know. I, I, I would like to talk to YMS. That would be cool. Next video is a spicy boy. Sing for us. No. How long till Rags and Dishonored Wolf turn you into a fairy? I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I can resist. It, it's, it'll be fine. Um, Jared video next. I, I mean, I'll probably upload this video on my channel because it's like a response. So I'll keep Jared out of it. Otherwise, my subscribers going to be fucking completely confused. Uh, they should be able to at least enjoy a response like this, a, a bit of content because it's been a bit dry on my month of not content. Month and a half, I think. It'll be, it'll be nice for them to see, I think. So we'll stick to just this guy, and then we'll try and end it up on um, on a high note. Uh, what do you think of Henry Cavill as Geralt for Witcher TV series? I, I think it could work. I don't know. I, probably ask I don't Wolf. know. I think, I think that Geralt has a bit too much emotion for Henry Cavill. Maybe we'll find out that he's only had bad directors and that he's got extremely good acting chops. Maybe. Maybe. Roast Cosmonaut Maybe. Variety Hour. Don't worry, Al Albedo, that'll be taken care of in, in my series. That's gonna Owen, 
if YMS is ever like gonna watch this or anything, like shoot us a holler, let us know. Oh yeah, I would totally, I would totally talk to you, YMS, if you're actually ever able to hear this. I don't hate you. If anybody told you that, <laughs> I don't hate you either. I hate you a little bit. Is Ralph and YMS the best new tube keynote? I, I was gonna say, as critics go, uh, YMS and and Ralph are certainly above people like this. Like Ralph and YMS actually put out elements of critical thinking to, to for people to learn from while this guy is like almost anti-critical thinking he's like against the idea yeah like i said before normally the problem that people have with they don't think enough and this guy's problem is that they're too critical about the well, art they consume you could argue his problem is that they're critical at all like even slightly it's like gosh no. i guess you're right it's just i think yms's comment was really good yeah um well, you... <laughs> one, yeah. one guy said um, that he just discovered you, Mahler, like, I think today or something, or really YMS. recently. No, no, just some random guy in the chat. Oh. And, and uh, then he said that he discovered Rag, or no, he discovered Mahler a week ago. He discovered Rags, like, today. Yay! And I'm just, <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, what, what would have happened if they saw that stream where it was we us Jared? responding to Jared, responding to Rags, responding to Jared. <laughs> it would be like, what have I, what have I done? Truly, we are Renaissance men. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, let's... On my, it's on my channel, the Jerona Janisa. Let's, let's see if we can, like, we'll go as far as anybody who wants to stop, all right? We'll just see how far we can get with this one and give him bigger gaps. But this is the same guy saying we need to talk about film criticism. Oh, my God. Oh, hey. So this week, I want to... <laughs> He's pretending to read. Let's <laughs> slow things down a little bit and just chat about film critics and film criticism, what the point of it is, and what we want... Oh, no, you're going to tell me what the point of criticism is? Oh. So, is this video before or after? This was from March. Yeah, this is before the one we watched. So, I would love to see... I would love to watch this video after watching the dumpster fire that we just witnessed like if if anything doesn't the video we just watched like already invalidate this 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 video here as if we can grasp anything consistent i don't because i don't know it's pretty easy to spot a conflict with this guy he says one every other sentence so I'm just like <laughs> yeah this one doesn't make sense no this other one exists but i mean that one didn't make sense on its own so <laughs> we're stuck in a in a paradox from it because for a while now, I've been noticing some things that kind of trouble me, and I'm not coming here to tell you that you're <laughs> right. <laughs> but you will, you dude, will, dude. That's that's Dear boy. that's getting oh. noted down. He said, I, "I've still got it." You're watching movies wrong in quotations. Oh, I'm just gonna you sweet, sweet summer child. <laughs> you will one day tell so, us that what we're doing is wrong hey rags you, you'll like this so um when people quote me and rags as saying you aren't allowed to like something they'll always have to say it they can never actually cite me and rags because we don't actually do that we don't actually believe that but this guy we can actually say you tell people that you're watching something wrong and he could be like you can't get a quote and, he and he'd be like multiple, we can, we can get a quote times he said it like, this wasn't just a one-off mistake out of context. He said it multiple times explicitly. YMS so. said he doesn't like me. Aww. It? <laughs> it, 
Well, well, that's what come on and we can talk about. Yeah. Uh, I like you still. Wrong. <laughs> Unless you are actually wrong about indisputable facts. But just to offer, Hang on, that's our thing. Fact? That's not your thing. That's our thing. Yeah, but what is an indisputable fact? Why why care about logic? Oh yeah, right. I don't know if he remember yeah. he's probably hasn't he he hasn't evolved as a critic yet. So how do how do you justify even using the phrase indisputable fact after <laughs> you made a shitty video on August twenty seventh? Like like legitimately, how would you like what is an indisputable fact exactly? Oh no. For my take on things. So film criticism. It's been around pretty much since the beginning of cinema. I thought itself. it came around oh. in 2012, though. I kinda that's wanna, true. Yeah. I no, wanna, that's plot holes. I, I kind of want to read that out. Oh, uh, right. From from Cathedral Water. Truthfully, coming from a fan of Patrick, believe it or not, I can't help but agree his new video is just awful. I can still enjoy him, just me, but you guys and YMS make excellent points. Yeah, I'd be surprised if people who are fans of him would be able to defend, like, everything he says in the video, because... It's tough. You know, obviously, especially after, we especially after watching this, we went hard on him, obviously. But like to go easy would still be like, <laughs> you can't agree and, with and, all that. And surely. it was only hard on him because of how thorough we were. That's why it took hours to go through that dumpster fire, and oh, we yes. didn't even go through the whole thing. We didn't listen to the Sennhauser ad. <laughs> we probably could have found inconsistencies in that. Ad. Well, yeah, well, yeah, because he opens it up with this video would not be possible without Sennheiser. Also, yeah. Oh, he opens it up with an inconsistency. I'm I like, just fucking I, lying to you. I like YMS, by the way. If somebody somebody said, "Why don't you like him?" I okay. I like YMS too. I watch I would, his videos. I would shake I his like hand. Him. I hate him. <laughs> we all like. Him. Oh, fuck Fortier, you ruined it. Again. So who cares about you, for It's an extension of oh. art criticism, which has been yeah, around since like the 1700s. Now, right up front, I want to clear up some misconceptions. Yeah, but your ability to recognize people's misconception. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna question that. You think art um, criticism's been around since the seventies? It's like wouldn't it have been around since art was around? Well, I think he said cinema. I thought he said art criticism. If he said art cinema. I want to clear up some misconceptions that I know some people have. Critics are not bought oh. or bribed. Wait, wait, Disney wait. That's so incorrect. The that critics are bought or bribed. How could you make that fucking point? Lie. That is such I, a fucking lie. We know that's a lie. <laughs> hey, we're gonna. Is like, hey, we want you to come and watch the new Star Wars movie, Jurassic Park movie. Here, we'll fly you out to Orlando and put you in this really nice hotel. And don't worry about the bill. We'll pay for all of that. Sit in this really cozy chair. Have all the popcorn you know and movies and drinks you want. Are Just... you comfortable? You gotta make sure you're good. Here, take this swag bag full of Just cool to goodies, clarify, huh? let's let it play until he says point two to make sure that's what he just said. Facts, okay. but just to offer my take on things. So, film criticism. It's been around pretty much since the beginning of cinema itself, and it's an extension of art criticism, which has been around since like the 1700s. Also, yeah, so you said art criticism has been around since 1700s. Pretty <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, shit, you're right. He is retarded. Pretty sure oh, people were criticizing art when art began. <laughs> Motherfucker, do you know the Pope? You know how bitchy the Pope was about that damn Sistine Chapel? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Some the goomp made a rock and said, I like this rock. <laughs> and some of them. Your rock, them, your rock shitty. My I rock hate your rock. My rock better. It's smoother. Your rock, your rock is gay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we making Monday Matt jokes? I just realized. <laughs> your boulder gay. Your my boulder, boulder gay. better. <laughs> your boulder gay.
stop flagging my border. Now, right up front, I want to clear up some misconceptions that I know some people have. Okay. Critics are not bought or bribed. Disney does not pay off critics to... Oh, I'm sorry, dude. you make that without immediately being like, no. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's, maybe this is the wrong, man. Yeah, I got mad. Oh, man. Come on. Say the critics are not bribed. Come the fuck on. Of course they are. Of course they're wink, wink, nudge, nudged. Of course they are. I've literally, I've literally had companies email me and say, hey, we want you to review X, and yeah, we'll send you and one, be but positive. you have to give us a good review. <laughs> Someone said, I'm really sorry you lost your job at NASA Wolf. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you hear about that? The furry that, like, started oh. bragging about being getting an internship at NASA, and then she got immediately fired because she shit-talked, uh, I don't remember what his name is, some guy who, like, oversees NASA. <laughs> so, like, her boss's 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 boss. I yeah, that's dumb. I just I'm sorry. I'm still reeling from the fact that he just said there are, there are no critics that are paid for. It's like, oh, oh, that is so dumb. We've got so much evidence that that's not the case. I just that's that's incredible. To trash DC movies, it's not like bad reviews hurt Suicide Squad's box office. So why would studios waste? I don't watch movies if the reviews are bad. I was about to say, what the hell do you mean? People literally cite reviews as why they don't go to see a film if it's bad. That's a thing. Lying. That's a thing that happens. If I hear that a movie's bad, I don't go and see it. If I hear that a movie's really good, I'm much more likely to see it. <laughs> I mean, it's like... It's very simple logic. Alright, that was a bad thing. <laughs> no logic, you can't do that. Put it away. <laughs> Like, you can say that maybe review doesn't necessarily make or break a movie in some cases, but, jeez, to just say that it doesn't affect it is ridiculous. I cannot believe it happened. Like, it's such a stupid thing. Just... Money on that. I mean, sure, they would like good reviews because it helps with marketing, but no critics are actually... You just why? admitted what? a reason why they would what, do it. What do you think marketing is? <laughs> My brain... Help reviews me. don't matter, but they want good reviews because marketing. There's no reason why they is. would do it other than positive marketing, I suppose. You know, other, than, uh, <laughs> other than, you know, advertisement reasons so people will still see the film. Oh, I'm really this... bothered by the fact that his hair looks like he's wearing one of those stupid little Jewish hats. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's... I don't. Yarmulke? I think he should... Yeah. I think Yarmulke. he needs to just own it and go bald at this point. This... That's what I'd do. It looks That's like it's gone that... a bit too far back now. I mean, Once I always like start going bald. Just take it off, man. Like my hair's thinning to the point where it's like I know in a couple of years I'll have to go bald, but at least I got a beard. Yeah, yeah he's like got he's got something bald, man. You shave that shit off. Just go Jason Statham or whatever. It's fine. There's another. Yeah, yeah fine. Jason Statham's cool. This guy less cool, but no, no. He's not bad. <laughs> actually, being paid off by studios. He keeps saying that like it's a ridiculous idea when we've got proof that it's happened. I don't understand. It's like, you guys, silly people. You think that there's actual murders in real life? You think people actually kill people? It's illegal. Why would they do that? <laughs> He's like a game journalist trying to, like, de getting defensive about his own industry, and in a way. To echo YMS from earlier, he made a big argument for how humans are illogical and emotional, and now he's trying to make an argument for how it's illogical to do what 
humans are doing that he's trying you, you understand what i'm saying right <laughs> I, I get i get what you i'm 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 buying what you're saying Con, I'm if you just remember the last minute of footage from this guy you'll just have you won't be able to follow because you'll just be like wait but didn't you say and he's like that's logic stop using That's nonsense. Critics are not an amorphous entity that all conspire together with one single opinion. True. So when someone complains about the critics, they really mean hundreds of individual people all with their own unique opinions. And critics yeah, do- I don't understand what- They can all have unique opinions, but they can still be paid off, and they can express that in their own way. And I, I, I just, I'm just like, okay. Not sure where he's going with that point, because it- I don't know, it's not- yeah, I, it's like, I agree. do you actually think that Black Panther is 98% <laughs> really? Like, really? Do you think that movie is so fucking amazing that 98% of... First off, good luck getting 98% of anybody to agree on anything, let alone, let alone how good a film was. And the only one that lowered the score was, like, there wasn't fights. <laughs> like, I that, remember that's... that. That's so like funny. that is that's the furthest thing from being a criticism of that movie. And they were outraged. The 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 community behind Black Panther were genuinely outraged. And the problem I had with it, I was like, you guys are outraged that he lowered it because of a stupid fight criticism, but you are okay with the film being one hundred percent. You're hypocrites. Does, yeah, there's nothing. If if one hundred, if I got a video that had dislikes on it, something's fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. Anybody something's who doesn't like you has just here. died somehow. Yeah, I don't like, like it. I don't like it. This ain't genuine. This ain't right. This ain't the truth. Be like but Monday and Matt buying it with likes, just like he's buying his subscribers. Uh, rags buying anti dislikes. Exposed <laughs> yeah. rags. It has negative dislikes on it. We're like, wait. <laughs> what you doing, Rags? The atheist vote bots <laughs> upvoting my videos. Everything. They have to watch every movie that comes out, so you genuinely have to love movies. Did you just say that critics have to watch every movie that comes out? No, I think he. Let me, let I think he said back. that you have to love watching And critics do not hate everything. They have to watch every movie that comes out, so you- They do not have to watch Ooh. every movie that comes out. Why- who said that critics hate everything? <laughs> Dude, he has to respond to Strollman, because otherwise common, he doesn't know what to common do. Common misconceptions. I've never heard anybody say that critics hate everything. <sighs> if anything, Dude, critics like a lot of really bad things. What, what I'll say is okay. we should just try and keep pushing to see if we can find some, like, insane thing he says, because this stuff is just, again, it's just, yeah, it's wrong, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's nowhere near as bad saying, as his hatred of logic. that there's no paid-off reviewers or anything, that's pretty fucking insane. It is insane. It's undeniably insane. But it's also as insane as saying logic is evil sort of thing. Not that he said that. I'm paraphrasing, of course. You only have to love movies if you want to do that job. Critics are not Lindsay Duncan from Birdman, cruelly determined to take down something they haven't even seen. Okay, so we're clear on that. Critics are not evil not, or corrupt. We're not clear. Uh, thanks. We're not clear at all. Thanks for letting people know I'm not evil, dude. Are a huge single-minded being? Great. Let's move on. Quick disclaimer, in this video, I'm referring to critics specifically as the people who regularly review new movies. So, while I make some- Not video, not video essayists. essayists. What if video Why essayists cover new movies? Yeah, if anything, why would I why would I not prefer a video essayist I'm confused over someone who just writes a column? Do me and Wolf lives? count as reviewers or a video essayists when we release our videos? Like my rages and his media reloads or or media reloads or the the reviews themselves. Is it length? Are those a 
Why are those exclusive to one another? I don't even know. Because an essay, right? An essay is just words on a script in in a form, you know, like consistently moving from one point to the next. You can call a lot of things an essay. Yeah. And so, so then video essay, what is that? It's like, well, it's the essay then spoken out into a video. That's well, that is. Um, help. <laughs> I don't understand where he's going with this. I don't, I don't. Some videos that are technically film criticism, I don't count as a film critic. I've never done a review before. I did a <laughs> well, survey on uh, Twitter the other day. Um, where I... Jesus um, Christ. I, um, how do you, what? How, genuinely, people who like this guy's stuff, how do you follow what he's saying? I cannot follow I'm, this. Yeah, I don't I'm get it. I'm lost completely. I, I actually have to kind of hear that again. Someone said, this guy would love the Wicker Man just for the size of the straw man in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I gotta hear this again. This is legitimately confusing. Being great. Let's move on. Quick disclaimer, in this video, I'm referring to critics specifically as the people who regularly review new movies. So while I make some videos that are technically film criticism, I don't count as a film critic. I've never done- That is fucking nonsense. Well, I'm not even why kidding. Why the- why I- uh... I perform film criticism, but I am not a film critic. You really need understand. to just- drop a barrel of water onto your face and wake the fuck up about what words mean. But he mean. doesn't consider that- he doesn't consider that water. <laughs> it's only water if you look at it through reader Just because it's a theory. massive hydrogen and oxygen particles bound together to create a clear, tasteless liquid doesn't mean it's you know water. What? Someone said make a note. You are absolutely right. I need to actually remember which videos these are even from. We need to talk about film criticism. That's what it is. This is, <sighs> this is, who is this guy and why do people listen to this guy? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, Only the Sith deal in logic. This is the most <laughs> vapid nonsense I've, I don't, I, I criticize movies, but I'm not a film critic. Also, video essayists don't count because reasons, and, well, I guess he is right. Logic doesn't exist. <laughs> Why fucking? And let's see how this this where this rabbit hole goes. There's so many of these people on YouTube, by the way, and they're so popular, and it just makes you wonder what is what is what is. What do people like about it? Is it his presentation? Is it that he sounds really interesting, and that's enough? Is this like the is this the kind of content that you turn on in the background just so you feel like you're not alone in the room? done a review before. I did a survey on Twitter the other day where I asked people who their favorite critics are, and I was kind of shocked at the answers. Probably more than half the critics mentioned are YouTube film critics. What? Why would that surprise you? Oh, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna bring in education and official... Oh, if he fucking does, that'll be Jesus fucking Cause, Christ. Because we're amateurs. That. Remember that. We're what? amateurs. But it's like, why would you be surprised that in 2018, going on Twitter and asking who your favorite movie critics are, they're not going to talk about people who are on newspaper columns and internet blog sites? Not of only that. Of course they're going to talk about YouTube reviewers. Not only that, he's a YouTuber and he's asking... <laughs> no, 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 He's not a film critic. No, no, he's not a YouTuber oh, like we are. He's a YouTuber because he's left film school and become a YouTube person on the side. He's an intellectual. We are just filthy amateurs. Wait for it. Yeah. 
But I'm not saying that he's a film creator or anything like that. He's a YouTuber because he, he makes videos and uploads them to YouTube. Oh, absolutely. He no, his he's a YouTube fan base. What he's a YouTuber. Their favorite, their favorite critics are. And but, since they are a YouTube fan base, don't you think that they're going to go to YouTube to look oh, at them? Oh, good point. Yeah. It's pretty stupid to ask the internet who their favorite film critics are, especially on Twitter, because people promote Twitters through YouTubes. So it's just like, yeah, your fan base is constructed of people from YouTube, and you're asking YouTube fans who their favorite critics are. They're probably going to pick YouTube as And right. it's just a matter of, in this day and age, that's, I mean, YouTube is such a huge platform. To change it up. That's where everyone is. Of course, that's if, where if, people's critics are going to If be. you went to a series of old folks' homes and asked them who their favorite film critics were, I doubt as many YouTubers would show up there in this election, if they had a selection. Uh, yeah, there would be, oh, that man in the paper every Saturday morning, he talks about the new superhero movies. That's my old lady Also, voice. I'm sure he's friends uh, with other YouTubers you know what fuck it let's let's let the criticism come out here i'm just, just, we're just we're assuming a bit here and a lot of people said that they don't follow any critics who write traditional like written reviews traditional and this really concerned me uh -oh. why yeah, why is go. criticism why is criticism more or less valid because it is written down instead of spoken in a youtube hey man all he said is it concerns him we're fine we're fine he hasn't said anything too bad yet <laughs> but let's step back for a minute and talk about what the purpose of film criticism oh. is anyway the first part of that answer this seems like a really strange thing i don't want him to say whatever he says is going to be really boxed in, in and it's going to be bad <laughs> brace for impact yeah. Um, breaking my assholes clenched, I'm Is easy. It's to guide us in our decisions about what movies to see. A review should give us an idea of what a movie is and whether the critic thinks it's worth seeing. That's obvious. But there's a second component to criticism. In Douglas Martin's obituary for Roger Ebert in the New York Times, he wrote, Not only did he advise moviegoers about what to see, but also how to think about what- I don't want credit. I don't want critics telling me what I'm supposed to think about what I see. Yeah, that's not a good thing, especially yeah, if... that's not a that's not a good thing. If somebody wrote that about my obituary, I would I would force ghost lightning them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is the other problem as well. There's been an evolution easily of of reviews and critics critiques and stuff. You know, my new video on the Force Awakens. I would never say it's it's gonna tell. I'm te through my video. I'm telling you whether or not you should see the Force Awakens. No, I'm expecting you to have watched it to be able to understand my video better. My my video is supposed to deconstruct the film and talk about writing. That's that's my purpose as a as a critic. I the idea that you think that it is a critic's job to teach you how to think or what you're supposed to think about something. Why would you want people to tell you that in a in a here's here's how you should think about it. Well, this is basically setting the stage for what he says in August. There's a right way mm. to watch a movie, and there's a wrong way to watch a movie. This is basically that idea expanded upon, or this is this is the progenitor to that idea. Uh, I think this is only going to get worse. They saw. It's that second part that I think gets overlooked too often. A critic should have a deep knowledge and understanding of cinema, its history. But shut up about plot holes. No, no, he's wrong. Uh, a critic doesn't have absolutely any requirements other than they criticize. They could be inaccurate. They would still be a critic. I agree. 
Joe Schmo off the street could offer more insightful criticism than any fucking degree that you wasted your money on. Yeah, it's possible, which means the rule has to en encompass it. You can't say you cannot be a critic unless you have X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, as long as you have a brain and, and you're able to use words, like, yeah. as long as you understand the language does, you're using, you're good to go. Does your criticism stand up to scrutiny? It yeah. doesn't matter who's saying it. It doesn't matter where it's from. It doesn't matter what medium it is presented in. It doesn't matter if it's written down, if it's spoken aloud, if it is being fucking, if it's, it's on a fucking Morse code. It doesn't matter. The things that are being said are what's important. And remember what I said earlier about the whole new guard, old guard critic thing? I think I was right. This video's really... When YMS said that other video was elitist, <laughs> oh boy and oh. how it works and they should bring that perspective to the review not just telling us if the movie is good or bad but deepening our understanding of it tell IGN that <laughs> well here's the thing he referenced a character from Birdman I've never seen that movie so how does that help me as a criticism yeah he's 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 the video essayist so he's supposed to be the one that's even more thorough and interesting like this character from this movie and but i haven't seen that character from that movie so that doesn't help me at all you might as well not have said anything that doesn't help me at, at all yeah you'd think he'd go with a more mainstream movie than birdman i mean i've seen birdman but i mean that's that's kind of a niche movie Oh yeah, Wait. but but he has a, a solid understanding of film history, so he can make a reference, and you're just supposed to take him at his word for it, which I'm not prepared to do with this guy. Um, General Sweet said, and Mola doesn't do that. What the fuck? I'm curious what you think that we've just criticized him for that I do. I, I... And uh, for anybody wondering what I'm going to do with this video, more than likely going to upload it on my channel because I figure it works as a as a deconstruction. <laughs> this one's too long for me to upload. Yeah, I think I think my fans will want to hear this like they'll find it entertaining i suppose but um yeah uh just, just give it a few more seconds to see if that guy qualifies what what i pull the parachute at the last second um giving us things to think about that we otherwise might not have noticed or considered this for me is the problem with most youtube film critics they're predominantly straight white males oh come on oh no shut up he did it. Oh no, he's got, he's ticking all the boxes, dude. Sexuality, race, and gender. What your do you know? Sexuality, the... your race, and your gender is a problem. You know, I, in the last video, I was like, this guy kind of strikes me as like the Soy real far-leftist, postmodernist, communist-supporting guy, but I didn't want to say it, but he's pretty much confirmed it now, and it's like, oh, okay, well, now that just informs everything, doesn't it? I mean, you're, you're Mahler, you're straight, you're white, you're male. <laughs> I'm the worst one. Out of all I mean, of us, I, I'm the yeah, devil. You guys have got yeah. something, you know. At least me and Rags have, like, some social justice points in our pocket. <laughs> yeah, Maybe, at least I'm not, yeah, at least I'm bisexual. What if I rip off my own legs and then I'm in a wheelchair? Does that... You're disabled. Uh, you still have white privilege and male privilege, but you're not as ableist, so... You get what you get a little step can, up in the totem pole. I can do trans though at any moment. I kind of just that's say true. that I'm trans. That's right. You can. Yeah, you can. That's true. All right. Still they to deny you your identity. But yeah. here's the thing that you guys need to take away from this, or that I take away from this. You know, if it you have, if you are concerned, or if you have, if you're concerned about critics being straight, white, and male, that means that it's a problem. 
it is a problem that a lot of reviewers are straight and white and male. That's a bad thing. I sexually oh God, identify as a film critic. Same. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah. Well, what what a what a shame! Thing. What a shame that he said that because you can. I feel like if you devolve to that point, it's like, why can't you make arguments? Why do you have to resort to race? It feels so odd being the, the side that says it, you know? Well, it's like, the person, the gender that this person likes to fuck, that really has a lot to do with their criticism of this movie. Yeah, you're bringing oh, politics yeah. into I'm the discussion. I'm disappointed by how many people upvoted this video. <laughs> this is... In 20 well, like we, gotta, we gotta pub through like it. Ugh. But there's your 30s, insane quote. And I by find the way. their reviews to be pretty shallow. They'll tell you. That <laughs> Does he think mine is shallow? <laughs> well, you're straight, white, and male, so he's already got a problem. With I, you. I cover every line of dialogue. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what did I miss? And he's like, you missed the deeper themes. You missed the themes about uh, failure teaching well, you how to. Well, your straight, white, maleness keeps you from understanding it through reader response theory, so. Oh. Pain. Just pain. That the acting was great, or the jokes didn't all land, or I was on the edge of my Shared seat the whole time. Shared is an example of a human default. But they hardly ever dig any deeper. But clearly, a lot of people are cool with that. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm yes, not you saying are. you're wrong. You, you literally did. It's, but too, okay. it's too late. Yes, you are. So you've already done that in your other video. If you could Sorry. snap your fingers and change it, you absolutely would. Oh, yeah. Someone just brought up Roger Ebert. He was a straight white male. Oh, he was one of the good ones. He was an ally. He was... We converted him, is what he would argue, I'm sure. I guess. ...for enjoying them. The traditional view of film critics is older people like Roger Ebert, Pauline... I oh, don't know those people. I mean, I know Roger Ebert, but... Um... Yeah, I know Ebert. I don't know the other two. Oh, yeah, no, I... <laughs> never, I've never... A.L.A.O. Scott, who are film experts, who are like authorities... Mm, see, okay, matter. wait. Wait. That is a fallacy. What makes them film authorities exactly, and why does that mean? Why, why does that mean anything? Why? So, <sighs> is is his point that whatever their review said is more accurate because they are the one who said them? Because Which, that's an argument from authority. You should never have to argue your authority if your argument is solid. It shouldn't need that. You shouldn't need to go, hey. Exactly. I am this thing, therefore what I said is more true now. It's like, you don't need to do that if it's a solid argument. Logic would be pulling out his non-existent hair right now. We heard that. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, the well, this, bin. oh, yeah, well, Thomas Aquinas said it, so <laughs> God has to be real. Yeah, we just oh, need yeah, to, well. we need to find a critic from the Stone Age so they can outdo everyone because they were the, the OG critic. I'm telling you, man. My no, rock is better than your rock. Do you reckon Mundane Matt would be in contact with anybody? Because they are like of the Boulder sort of society, I would imagine. The Boulder clan. The Boulder society. <laughs> but now, because the internet like the has democratized opinions and film culture, a lot of people, especially younger people, want critics who are kind of like friends. Someone of a similar age and demographic. Okay. What? Keep going. Um, He's not made a point I, yet. Even oh, I mean, I guess yeah, he has I, made a point, but it's just retarded. Maybe yeah, they do, maybe they don't. Who cares? Yeah, I don't see how it's relevant. Yeah. With similar interests and tastes, who will tell them, "Yeah, it's awesome," or "No, it sucks." Now, I don't think a critic needs to. Work. Yeah, I, I disagree. I've already he, got people in my fan base who said they really enjoyed Black Panther, but they still liked my video. It's like it's rare to be able because I shit on it, so they don't they don't watch my stuff to get their opinions validated. 
they're, they're watching it just to see me deconstruct a film. So. Yeah, I think when people people want to see the robot. Yeah, the, people you, want to people want to test what they like against the robot. So this this idea because there are some people out there, sure, who are like, I like this guy because he said everything I think. They exist, sure, but stop with the sweeping statements. So boring. Work for a major publication for their opinion to matter. But the qualifications for most YouTube critics seems to just be having seen the Dark Knight at least five. You know. <laughs> okay. Uh, why don't we just talk about how just right couldn't hold up against me talking about a film, despite citing all of his history and his, who's who's taught him what books he's read. And my my citation for my history is I've watched way too many films, and that's it. I've never been taught the, film theory. The um. The, the the yeah and just right did the the comments ate him up he performed very poorly it's like um why is it that a random schmo managed to outwit somebody about writing who's been taught it professionally it's like oh is it because education doesn't necessarily mean you're smarter than someone else how many youtube atheists have made responses to these official theologians with degrees and, and when they draw didn't stuff didn't the EJ the Amazing Atheist, he dropped out of high school, didn't he? I don't know. I'm not certain. Yeah, he did. So, But it's just, I'm just a guy, and I like logic, and I'm going to make a character, uh, and I'm going to go after these people who have spent their entire lives devoted to the subject, but I'm going to win, because I'm a good critical thinker. Well, Kyle R said, just right argued against the premise of his own channel. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. That's why it's really funny. That's this is good writing, but good writing isn't actually a thing. It's like, okay. okay. Fair. I did too. And look, before you comment about it, I'm not counting Bob Chipman among the other YouTube film critics because he basically just writes traditional written reviews and then turns them into videos. And look, of course, well, you shouldn't count him because he's fucking insane. He is insane, but the, the, his he doesn't have any standard here. He's just saying stuff. He's like. Okay, so you review every film that comes out, but you don't do it in a way that's like you criticize film as a whole. It has to be individual movies. It's also about how in-depth the movie you go, but it, it's more about being traditional. Like, you write out the reviews, sort of, but also Bob Chipman, he, he, he's okay because he's, he puts it into... I, it's just, just rambling at I this would, point. I wonder, what's the justification for... Who, uh, who's Bob Chipman? He's, he's movie Bob. Movie Bob. Uh, I don't know anything. I've only no, ever watched Bob his videos to see what crazy shit he says insane. next. Insane. <laughs> he is insane. Like what? Like, Where's the things he said? Like, like what? Like Bob Chipman literally has complained that the Nazis gave eugenics a bad reputation. <laughs> uh, a recent, uh, a recent quote from Bob Chipman: uh, Whether or not ethically James Gunn shouldn't be directing Guardians of the Galaxy three. You cannot prevent him from doing that because it gives a win to the Nazis. What? <laughs> he is like he is a super right, woke though. social justice warrior, and he's fucking insane. It's there's no logic. It's just funny. Like movie Bob. Like I said, I've only ever watched his videos just to be like, what is he saying next? Oh, here we go. It's insane. His Twitter feed is a is a spiral into just yeah. It is it is something else, man. Stay far away. Yeah, and he's convinced that like anybody on the alt right, they're Nazis, and they need to be stopped. Like because... he's convinced that anyone, anyone's a Nazi. <laughs> Pretty like, much he's, like, anyone. One of those yeah. people, like basically anybody's a Nazi. Uh, if you didn't like the Last Jedi, you're a Nazi. 
I'm still trying to piece together the whole eugenics thing because I'm like, how do you get to that? Because <laughs> he's insane. <laughs> like, he wants to control, like, who can vote because a lot of uneducated white trash people don't vote the right way. You know, like, he literally he wants to, like, he wants to control who gets to vote, stuff like that. Like, he's insane. Thing is, he's a crazy authoritarian. It's literally what happens when you think that your ideology is going to save the world. You have to do everything you can to get it. What well, H Bomber guy is the same way. I was gonna. I can't remember if I told you guys, but like I follow his Twitter and people are talking about how you shouldn't be using the recent shooting to push an agenda. And H Bomber guy responded saying, "If your agenda will protect people from this very thing, then you should be pushing it during these events." Like, let's put it this way: Movie Bob could be, if you gave Movie Bob the Infinity Gauntlet. There would like no like there there would be no Republicans or conservatives. Like he would he would actually snap his fingers and make them all disappear. Like he's he's actually he would do that. Yeah, it's it's as so, as somebody who tries to watch everybody from all over the aisle, movie bob's been pretty crazy. Like I, I remember because I was doing something in my room and I was listening to his Guardians three James Gunn video and I remember being like, What the fuck is he saying? I was like, This is this real? And I was just like, Oh, this is just standard for him. He just he constantly says Nazis, by the way. It's like, I think he calls the right just Nazis. I don't even know if he... I mean, at this point, when someone tells me someone is a Nazi or an alt-writer, it's like, I don't even pretend don't to take you, you seriously anymore. I just don't believe you. Like, it's the, like, the default is I don't believe you now. I mean, I've been I'm called not... an alt-writer so often that it's like, yeah. it's like, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. You That's what like they do. They kill words. <laughs> they, they they depower words by using them so much, and then stop using specific words that they want to depower. It's like and to be fair, a hilarious irony. I don't know. So I was I just wanted to hear basically why he doesn't count movie Bob. All right, yeah. I did too. And look, before you comment about it, I'm not counting Bob Chipman among the other YouTube film critics because he basically just writes traditional written reviews and then turns them into videos. And look, of course- That doesn't make any fucking sense at all, but yeah, sure. That seems really <laughs> cherry-picky. Well, uh, you know, he just adds in the to, but I'm not gonna talk about that. It's like, if anything, at least Movie Bob does put work into some of his videos. So you're yeah. like, I guess that make this qualifies him because he didn't just leave it at a script. It's just, it's just note the buzzword. It's traditional. He didn't have to explain it because <laughs> traditional, 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 traditional. That's what traditional is. Everyone knows what traditional is. He does traditional. Moving on. Okay. Of course, I use reviews to determine what movies I'm going to see. I have my own list of critics I respect whose opinions. Didn't I've you just say? Movie Bob, didn't apparently? you just say earlier there is no reason why anybody would pay off critics? And you've just admitted you only watch films based on reviews. You have no self-awareness. You don't remember what happened a minute ago. That's it. Just ends. This is insane. It is partly based my film viewing on, but that's not where the role of. I mean, film you should probably ends. quote that as well. I'm gonna that's go back to Roger. What one now? That he literally says that. Oh, I have a couple of uh, critics that I oh. base my viewers. I thought, I thought you meant for my April Fool's thing, because I'm not going to make a video on this guy. This is the video on this guy, if you know what I mean. Like, this is... Yeah. I mean, it's just like a... It, it's just so blatant, a contradiction. People don't see movies because of reviews, but I do that. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just... It's that black and white. It's that fucking black and white. It's so dumb. It's just no self-awareness. None. Maybe he doesn't listen to himself because he's a straight white male.
most famous and quite possibly the best film critic we've ever had, and pull up a quote from him. He says, why do we... Why do I care what this person says? <laughs> it's like, why do I care what the Bible says? It's like, I just... Can't you just tell me yourself? Also, you know, why do we need critics? It's just like, uh, we'll have critics no matter what. Because humans yeah. are that way. You, you, won't be a, you won't lack for critics ever. Humans have opinions. We all want to shit on and celebrate stuff. That is what we do. Yeah. We need critics. I don't believe readers buy a newspaper to read variations in the line, You are correct, sir. A <laughs> yeah, they do. There's plenty of people that do that. Yeah, There's... why do you think people only watch CNN? Yeah, CNN and Fox, Fox News. News. That's the whole premise. They tell their viewers they are correct. That's, That's it. what news is now. Is like, here's, the, here's this spin on this. Here's that spin on that. You want to hear the right spin? You want to hear the left spin? That's what it is. Uh... I guess... Newspaper film critics should encourage critical thinking. Introduce new developments. Consider the local scene. This is this what they should and, do? And and look and look at what's happening to newspapers. Also, I, I just love encourage critical thinking. It's like I thought we were against the whole logic thing, or does that not count? Is critical thinking and logic dissimilar? Well, like... maybe maybe he's it's it's like the it's like the wrong way, right way to see a movie. You like the ideas are in his head, but he hasn't. I guess he's not bold enough or he hasn't quite formulated them well enough to where he can blatantly say them out loud they're still in their infant stage but you could definitely see this video months before the other one where you know these things are festering oh yeah this guy you is this guy hates youtube critics i think the ones that don't agree with him i mean like this guy he's the game journalist version of a movie critic of a movie critic version of a game journalist yeah yeah it's because he likes, I guess, Bob Chipman and whoever else, because they probably say things about movies he likes. But the other ones, they're the non-traditional ones, burn them at the stake. Boy specials. Well, like, but but the most telling things he said is the whole straight white male thing. It's like it's such a it's such an open window into his mindset. Oh god, yeah, we shouldn't need to reference that ever during film criticism or film criticism criticism. Straight white males like Mahler. <laughs> Be a weatherman on social trends. Bring in a larger context. Teach, inform, amuse, inspire, be heartened, be outraged. I'm sorry, but I can't even say that Fox News doesn't do those things. Because the people who are watching it feel people. that that is happening. He's talking about yeah, emotional they... stuff there. Be outraged, be heartened, be inspired. Of course Fox News and CNN Fox are capable of that. To, yeah, the left is outraged by it. The right are you know, inspired by them. CNN does the opposite. It's just... It's a lovely statement, but it means nothing, because <laughs> everything can and can't do that. At this point, maybe the best thing he can do is say things that don't mean anything. At least he's yeah. not digging the hole deeper. And this, to me, is the difference between most YouTube film critics and the best traditional critics. Oh, you did not just say the best. Don't use that word, especially not you, dude. You're not gonna... I mean, can you give me examples? Also traditional again. Please tell us what that means. Does it mean old? Does it mean came from the 1900s? People the ones are, on YouTube. And, and the thing is, people, people don't, they don't name names. It's like, who is the standard? Who is the best? Who is, who is one of these, these people that you're referring to? I'm like, assuming he's going to say Roger Ebert would be one of them. I don't know. Well, even people on YouTube. He's like, he, it's weird that he would specifically talk about Bob Chipman. Yes. As not being an example, but he wouldn't mention any other YouTuber. Because Bob Chipman isn't normally a name that pops up with sane people as a good video <laughs> critic. 
So it's, it's weird that he gets a name mentioned, but no one else is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's so weird that he's... Nobody else has been named. Yeah, you're right, in this whole video so far. Yeah, it's it's very ambiguous. It's very... Oh, I wasn't referring to him. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's his back door. It's the ambiguity is his defense. Oh, I didn't mean that person. I meant someone else who I will not name. But that's who I'm talking about, that other person up. Traditional critics. The ones on YouTube tend to offer the viewer's own perspective back to them. But the really good... That is so horseshit. I would defend even just right and Quinton against that criticism. They don't just offer people back their own crit their own perspective. They are they genuinely they they have their own thoughts and feelings, dude. dude wow. Simon would... says, uh, "I thought Mahler was a black skull on wheels." That's why I agree unconditionally. <laughs> black skull on wheels. Yeah, you're like a Hot Wheels car, man. Look at you. <laughs> the engine like, and the wheels and the skull. Like one of the, you're like one of the. Uh, what did Jared have on his wall? The uh... <laughs> Hot Wheels. Yeah. Yeah, the Hot Wheels. Yeah, man. <laughs> Jared's been a fan of you since time immemorial. Man, you need you need to ask like Quentin reviews and all these crazy people what they think about this guy. Um, so a friend of mine suggested would would I say that about Chris Stuckman being sort of because Chris Stuckman is kind of the um boogie of film reviews. Um, even him, I would defend against this. The idea that uh they're not offering how they actually feel; they're only trying to feed into their own audiences. I'd be like, you can't know that, dude. Like we. we... <laughs> It's it's a bit much because even I would rather just criticize their actual arguments, show them to be making double standards in order to try and appeal to the mass audience instead of just going. All critics on YouTube are pretty much just trying to tell people how those people feel to appeal. I mean, half the time you're gonna you know line up with people anyway. If if I came up with my own perspective and then some guy goes, I feel the exact same way. Does this guy say, yeah, he did that by design, or did he say like, that's a coincidence? What does he? What does he think about this video here? Because, like, people... Like, this video is arguably more garbage than the last one, but most people have upvoted it for some crazy reason. I mean, don't you just... I mean, don't don't audience it... Don't you generally build an audience around people that agree? Apparently he, he negatively cites Angry Joe in another video in relation to this, and again, if you were trying to argue that he's an Ill illegitimate, film, bleh, illegitimate film critic, Angry Joe, I'd say, like, no, because the definition of critic means you criticize, pretty much it. Nobody's got the fucking prestigious title of critic, you know, since when was that a thing? It's just some guy who criticizes, that's all you need yeah, to do. who gets to decide who is and isn't the critics, you know? Like, just to clarify, critic, define, is there actually anything to it? A person who expresses an unfavorable opinion of something. A person who judges the merits of literary or artistic works, especially one who does so professionally. So what you're talking about is a Nazi. I love the word professionally as well, because it literally just means you make money from it. Pretty much it. It's like, the day yeah, that you monetize your videos, you become a professional. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a professional critic. Um, but yeah, I, I hate the gatekeeping on this. Why Mr. is right? He's just this guy is like, this is what this is, and this is what this isn't. Bye. It's, it's like, like, thanks, dude. It's like, do you, these are the people who would, if they could, actually be, you know, they would decide who gets to, you know, it's like these are the people that are out there that are the reason why people are afraid of, you know, censorship and content and stuff. It's people like this who want to control that kind of. And he makes a point. About how why it should be done is exploring critical thinking and inspiring people and stuff. It's like by from me, 
his videos are doing the complete opposite and you're making it harder for people to learn and grow by telling them all of this garbage but you know they're gonna have to learn it for themselves i suppose like everybody is different me me and rags could have watched this video separately before we even met and hated it together but then some other guy watches it and goes this is this is accurate i like this that's that then someone in the chat said that this guy liked alien covenant <laughs> said it was great he liked the and last jedi dude he said it was great i yeah i guess i shouldn't be surprised <laughs> but I, I just keep thinking about alien covenant and i'm like Nothing good comes to mind. Why do you think that films like Paul Blart get a sequel? <laughs> People like this guy. <laughs> I forgot that Paul Blart ever happened. <laughs> He's a hero. He's the Shrek in real life. <laughs> He's what also an asshole in, in real life. life. For more. I want to read critics who really know their shit. Whose opinions oh, I agree with that. This movie, Bob. I was gonna say, what in the world makes you confirm they know their shit? What is it that? What's the key factor? Is it when they go, um, the film projector used in 1974 called the Remington 776 was actually used on set in this film to create the same style of shot. And he's just like, that guy knows this film. That guy knows this film. Mm. <laughs> I guess I don't know. There doesn't. There's no standard here. It's but, very pick and choose, and there's no there's no line that's set. There's no standard that's given. I think I think Kyle R is right. You need to open any of your videos by showing what degrees you've achieved, what what professors professors have taught you, and what books you have read. Once you've done that, you're allowed to criticize. Yeah, it raises the max amount of subscribers you're allowed to have, so that we don't get we don't get those <laughs> uppity amateurs getting popular. So only the people with proper college degrees get to be popular. I love the idea that we're having like a discussion about The Last Jedi, me and him, and then I'm like, so, you know, Holder's plan doesn't make quite sense with blah, 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 and then he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, well, what is your education? I'm just like, uh -huh. what? <laughs> he's like, I'm I won't continue Jedi. this conversation with you if you haven't been educated, I'm sorry. Also, are you a white male? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I'm, you uh, should start your next videos like that. Hello, my name is Mahler. I am a level three YouTube <laughs> critic. I have read four books. Once I read five, I will be a level five. That's uh, <laughs> how that works. Them or not, are educated and come from a real understanding of how film works. Oh, I love the buzzwords. A real understanding a real of how understanding films work. How film work. Because we don't want people watching movies the wrong way a real understanding do you love this guys like what the fuck does that mean i would love to sit down with him and say just so what does all that mean that you said i would i would love to hear you that i'm i am all ears just for you he's like what i mean is like an actual human because the others they're ghosts attaching themselves to pcs and you're like oh Makes more sense well, now. I am a disembodied head. Mm -hmm. just I'm just speaking about this a skull screenway. with wheels, dude. <laughs> skull with wheels. <laughs> Literally two attached to me, and I just flop over. I'm like, I don't know why they attach two wheels. <laughs> they need at least three. <laughs> the back of the skull weighs you down, and then you just kind of dragging for a while. Don't tell me this film is gorgeously shot. Tell me why it's shot that way, and- That's the criticism I would levy at you. Like, you keep telling us things and then not qualifying them. That's- that's you. 
just full of shit. What purpose it serves. So here's a quote from film critic Matt Zoller Seitz talking about film criticism. He says, Movies and television are visual art forms and oral art forms. They are not just about plot characterization. <laughs> oh my god. Why is it always this? Movies and television are visual art forms, not about plot characterization and theme. So whenever you're writing a story, all you need to do is scribble little lines. Because everybody will just be there. Visual art forms. Aural art forms? I, I'm assuming I, that's the word for uh, hearing it, you know? Relating to the sense, or to the ear, or the sense of hearing. Yeah. Um, okay. This is just is sad whenever someone does this. They're basically trying to devalue how important plot characterization and theme are. Even though, didn't he literally say in his last video that the only things that matter about judging uh, Batman vs Superman were how much the characters grew and what they did in the film and how flat they were and he's got characterization right there is just that's not what the film is about have we got like a hypocrite meter because i feel like we're hitting at least 100 and we should celebrate he did it i'm gonna have to do something fun to get my mind off of it you know what i'm gonna you know what i have to do after this i'm gonna go i need to do i need to go get groceries that's way more fun than listening I'm to this guy tell you i'm gonna up and down the aisle and pick out my zucchinis and my corn and my my Broccoli and my chicken and my steaks. And I gonna spend all night figuring out what all this Death Note manga is like. Since Er no. was like, "All right, you gotta watch, you gotta watch Death Note," and I'm like, "Okay, I'll buy the whole manga today." Then no, you will close your YouTube channel and you will think on becoming a real critic. Ah, level six. Is... Level six at least. Well, well, I, I'm sure I'll find that figure it out how to be a real critic in Death Note, so. This guy just seems theme. bitter. Analytical writing about movies and TV should incorporate some discussion of the means by which the plot is advanced. The characters developed, the theme... Didn't we already cover that when we said the Holdo being stupid advances the plot? And he was like, mm-hmm, that's good. That's good writing. Yeah. Yep, yep, because sometimes <laughs> people do a logical thing, so the temporary sanity plea is a defense. <laughs> it's totally reasonable to be illogical. Well, it's not impossible for her to have temporary insanity. Therefore, <laughs> it happened off screen. She was hitting the head with a hammer. Yes, she hit her head on the 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 bulkhead. She. It should devote some space, some small bit of the word count, to the compositions, the cutting, the music, the decor, the lighting. So he said. So those people he's mentioned previously, like Angry Joe, for example. Can you actually say that Angry Joe's never talked about the composition, the cutting, the music, the decor, the lighting, the overall rhythm, the mood of the piece, or the characterization, or the visual movie art? Basically, what I'm trying to say is that, like, he's putting forth that this is probably what you should do as a critic, and that it's implied that all YouTube people don't. And I'm just sitting here like, possibly never. The overall rhythm and mood of the piece. Otherwise, it's all just book reports or political op-eds that happen to be about film and TV. It's literary criticism about visual media. It's only achieving half of its potential, if that. What? And it's doing nothing to help- I'm not following at all. There's so many different ways I, I could criticize this. It's, it's literary criticism about visual media. Okay. So why is it worse that a YouTuber makes visual criticism about visual media? If anything, this should prove why YouTube videos are better than just a column in a newspaper. Traditional criticism. If anything else, that's what I'm... This, this point to me oh, seems to be going against your video. So, someone's just highlighted. He's like, otherwise, it's all 
political op-eds. It's like, you just said that Movie Bob doesn't count, and what are you saying, that he doesn't do political op-eds, really? Yeah, and don't tell me that the whole straight white male thing doesn't have political reasons. Yeah, he's already done oh, it no, himself. that's totally unbiased. Seriously, this might actually be the most hypocritical YouTuber I've ever seen. He's con- like, just these two videos, it's like he's two people, and they've never met. The viewer Someone understand said he calls himself the Terrence Malick of YouTube. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know who that is either, so... I didn't but, know if other YouTube so, knew that. He calls himself but, the Jared Genesis of film criticism? <laughs> no, no, but Malick sounds super woke. Uh, in any event, I... This, this guy... The way... I mean, you have to understand that... To say that it's bad that critics are straight white males, like, this guy's a racist. Like, he literally is attaching value to your opinion based on your race. Like, this guy, like, that's, an, that's actually racism. Oh, you can't be racist towards white people, Rags. Like, they're, they're just, just, just to remind everybody that this, is, this, this guy's actually racist and sexist. How dare you? That's... And homophobic. Because uh, we, we've diluted that phrase a lot, but when you actually assign value to people's opinions based on their race and their gender... That that's racism. And well, sexism. to me, that sounds like a criticism. And have you actually had education on criticism, Rags? Because if you haven't, then that was irrelevant, and he doesn't need to listen to that criticism. Well, yeah, damn. get fucked. Yeah, <laughs> it's a code lid to criticize humans in a criticism of humans course before you can criticize him. Folks' particular feelings in them as they watch it. It is not necessary for a critic of film or television to have created a work of film or television. He's quadrophobic. It's a bad idea to know a little bitty, eensy teensy bit. About so, hypocritical statement. You don't have to create a film or piece of television to be able to critique it, but you should. It's like, never about okay. it's. I want to see this guy's movies. Then I would. I would love to see this guy's it's, movies. It's a common like criticism trope, right? It's like, why don't you try and make something better? And it's like, just because I can't make something even remotely as good as the thing I'm criticizing, doesn't mean I can't criticize it. Give me one-third the budget of The Last Jedi and I'll get out. Yeah, I was gonna say, it wouldn't be too hard to make a better film than The Last Jedi if you give me all of the resources Ryan Johnson had. Seriously, I mean, look that... at movies. Look at movies like The Road. That's a low-budget movie and really, really good. Same with The Grey. I can easily make a movie that's fairly low-budget, significantly less than and The Last Jedi. You can't, and make make us, movie. you can't make us use a first draft just because he did. That was his choice. <laughs> we get to redraft, okay? Yeah, we get to actually think about what we're writing. I know it's unfair because Ryan Johnson just in these discussions talking about alternative ways to tell these stories, and we've we've done that. Like we know we can do it because we've done that. Oh, YMF How just tweeted. Hmm? Um, he just tweeted to those claiming I'm being hypocritical for calling someone else's views elitist. It's hardly elitist to make claims arguing towards my own experience watching a film. It's incredibly elitist to make claims arguing against someone else's experience watching a film. I reckon you should just hang out with us. <laughs> you would have fun agreeing with us about this guy as opposed to dealing with people who disagree with him, I think. Hey, but... I'm going to tell him that. I'm going to say you should stream with us sometime. You should, you should tell him we read out his comment as a, as a respect thing. Totally. Well, I wanted to get him on the podcast at some point this year. Next one's going to be with man, so... Can't come on the next, next. one. <laughs> you should, I should, yeah, you should yeah, that, that spot's reserved. Film and television are made. I mean nuts and bolts. 
the fuck are you reading out this entire goddamn essay from someone who isn't you? Like, why don't you just... Yeah. I want to know what you think, because your opinions are both shitty and amusing. I'm assuming he agrees with all of this, otherwise he wouldn't be reading it out. <laughs> but it contradicts what he said. I know... That's not new. Yeah, I guess it isn't. New. Maybe that's why he's reading it out. Where the camera goes and why it goes there. Why a scene included a lot of over-the-shoulder shots of a character speaking, even though the angle prevents you from seeing their lips moving. Why a particular scene was played entirely Yeah, I get it. ...in close-up are entirely in long shot. Basic stuff. And building on that, with film criticism, I think it's essential to read perspectives different from your own. <laughs> really? He's, he's going to, yeah, he's, you're, you're age race again. I think oh, you guys should really explore other perspectives than your restricted, narrow-minded own. My favorite, my favorite movie doesn't have a single white person in it. Like, I don't even, I don't even understand. If you were a 20-something white dude and you only watch reviews by 20-something white dude critics- Why the fuck do you need to keep saying they're white, you prick? What the hell does that have to do with anything? God. You're not gonna learn much. Read reviews by women and people of color. Read reviews by critics How who know How about I read reviews than... from people that actually know what they're talking about? I want to read reviews from like you. people who are intelligent. That is my choice. It, I don't give a shit what race they are, mate. Like, I, yeah, be, I, no, no, because when I go to reviews, I get a few minutes in, and then I'm like, oh, maybe I should go further. I do my research. I find out who they're sexually attracted to, what their race is, if they're male or female. And that determines whether or not I keep watching or if I subscribe, because I ain't I ain't subscribing to no darky. So it's so backward what he said. He just doesn't even doesn't even realize it. He's just like, yeah, this is totally normal. You shouldn't be uh, listening to white people alone, uh, as if we know as well. Half the fucking critics on YouTube don't have face cams, so like I give a shit who it is. Ugh. What if you I'm an Ashkenazi Jew? I thought we advocated for Bob Chipman. He's a white male. And who did I try to bring out onto the screen stream to see if he was around? YMS is a white male. <laughs> Just realized. YMS is a white male. So Shit, we can't bring him on. Straight. We cannot bring him on. I don't know if Weekend Warrior is a white male, but if he is, we cannot he's bring not, him on. No, oh, I thank think, Christ. I think Weekend Warrior is... Waller, think... you and I were both on World Class Bullshitters, and he wasn't white. He... Yeah, and he has a black friend, I'm pretty sure. And you have a black friend. How many points have yes. we gotten now? Well, look, somebody, we've had Fringy on the stream. Can somebody check uh, our privilege? I can't remember yeah, who. Yeah, he's green. Yeah, he's green. He's green, how many yeah. Green, how many green people and have you seen? How many green friends are you? Do you have? Admittedly, Fortier is a white male, but he's Swedish, so that's that's a form of minority, right? That's something. He'll be brown soon. It don't matter. There you go. <laughs> I'm half Spanish, too. Oh, saved. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm Hungarian, so that helps. Uh. Movies and read reviews by people you disagree with. So Richard Brody is the chief film critic for New York. Why do I care? He's incredibly <laughs> smart. He's a great writer. I agree with you so Everyone hard right now. Everyone knows more about film than you. Like, there's this guy, and it's like, oh, here we go. It's like, okay, why should I care? This guy said this. That means it's true. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe. Check out Squarespace. Probably gonna be it. And he knows more about film than I probably ever will. That's I also sure. barely ever agree with him on anything. A couple years ago, he wrote an article about how just about all the Star Wars movies are bad, except for the prequels, which he considers to be triumphs of cinema. How <laughs> could you possibly think that? That is, um... Triumphs of cinema? How delusional I mean, could you possibly be? I mean, 
Yeah, I certainly uh, a lot of money. That's... Maybe that's what he means. Whatever. With this, the focus of this is to to assess this man's perspective instead of the person he's just mentioned. <laughs> so let's just keep on moving. Hey, I think it's insane, but it's also absolutely worth reading because it comes from someone who really knows what they're yes, talking it about is important and challenges to... the opinions that we've held for pretty great. much our whole life. Uh, I was just gonna say it's 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 good to explore people who you disagree with, but that doesn't mean you need to find out which one of them, uh, what race they are, or what gender they are. Just for example, my standard right now, whenever I give something an extended review, is um, look at forty reviews that are randomly selected from YouTube. I don't care what race or gender; they could all be in favor of the film as well. I'm doing it randomly. I just don't care. So, and I come across a plenty of people who rip into it, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Huh, that's not interesting. Huh, you know. Why do you have to make it about just? It's a better metric, I suppose. It's a better metric to choose people who disliked it and liked it versus we're black, we're white. He's upgrade. Lives. Okay, let's talk about Rotten Tomatoes. We have to. Now, I want do to we? clear up one do thing we? that might seem obvious to most people, but I promise you. There are people who aren't aware of this. Rotten Tomatoes is not a group of people who give movies grades. It does not review movies. It has no opinions of its own. Are you going to explain why we don't need to take Rotten Tomatoes seriously? Is that what it's going to be? Because I, I already... He could go anyway. He can go anywhere with this. I mean, at the same time, remember he said earlier that there's... Every review... No reviewer or critic takes money for reviews. They're not bribed. They're not encouraged. You know, they're they're totally... 100% earnest, every single one of them. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes is an algorithm. It is a review aggregator. Mm -hmm. It adds up every review published for a given movie and then tells you what percentage of those reviews are positive. And the score does not necessarily. Yeah, that's why it's a terrible gauge. I was, <laughs> was going to say, I don't take Rotten Tomatoes seriously. I think it's. Just right. retarded. I find it hilarious when something like The Last Jedi sinks below, was it Attack of the Clones? It went below any other Star Wars film. That yeah, amuses well, me, but it doesn't actually, it doesn't, that's not evidence that the film is bad, strictly speaking. It's just evidence of the public opinion. Uh, well, that's, you can't even really say that definitively. It's just, yeah, it's just a fun little statistic, whatever. If people are saying, the Rotten Tomatoes score is bad, therefore the film is bad. Yeah, the, you don't need to tell us that that's not accurate, but you're going to anyway. Quality. It's really a reflection of how broad a movie's appeal is. Uh, yep. So Thor Ragnarok has a 92%. So does The Shape of Water. Does that mean that critics thought those movies were equally good? Possibly. Probably not. Possibly. <laughs> you can't I mean, know. You can't know either I way. haven't seen The Shape of Water, so I don't know. The... <laughs> The point is that it's, it's just like, we know, we know all of this, move on. It just means that the same number of critics enjoyed them. This is precisely why numbers are stupid, by the way, and this is why YMS didn't want to do numbers and still has to justify his numbers all the time, because he'll give an assessment of a film, and then you'll give it like a seven, then another assessment of a film, give it like a seven, and people are like, but you hated that film way more, and you love that film way more, and you give both a seven, and he's just like, uh, yes, because, yeah also tied to how you feel at the time because numbers it's really fucking hard to be consistent on giving a film a number they boost it to 100 numbers 1000 numbers to try and allow it some space but it just it never works out definitively as objective assessments never will but numbers are so based in objectivity and logic and math that people assume that that's exactly what they do mean
both. Here's my usual routine for digesting film criticism. Before seeing a movie, I'll skim reactions from critics I trust on Twitter, or glance briefly at their reviews, and if enough of them seem to movie dig Bob. it, I'll see the movie. Then after- He's, he said it again. He's just admitted to only seeing movies based on reviews, and then he said earlier, <laughs> movie reviewers aren't paid because why would they be? Can we like so cut out that part and just put it next to each other? <laughs> he doesn't listen to his own fucking words. It's insane. <laughs> oh, this is a movie, I'll skim reactions from critics I trust on Twitter, or glance briefly at their reviews, and if enough of them seem to dig it, I'll see the movie. Then afterwards, I'll go to Rotten Tomatoes and pull up all the reviews from critics I like and read all their takes on it. Jesus Christ, how's your confirmation bias, dude? Like, damn. you just told us to check out reviews from people who disagree with us, and you're like, I will only pull them up from people I like. <laughs> it's like... Good stuff, man. Is that based on their race or what they say? I don't know. I want to see a bunch of different perspectives. For example, with a movie like Black Panther, a review by a 25-year-old white guy on YouTube is probably oh my God, again? For Christ's sake, that is actually a direct reference to me and Wolf. We can't yeah. judge Black Panther. We're not allowed. This, Fuck this you. Guy, this guy's... This guy's fucking racist. This guy's like straight up racist. He, like, he actually is a fucking racist. <laughs> but that's Man, also I can finally call someone a racist a and take it seriously. Are... Me and Wolf are not allowed to review Black Panther because we're white. This this guy pretty much just said that. <laughs> let's let's get the whole thing. Let's get the whole thing in context. I like and read all their takes on it because I want to see a bunch of different perspectives. For example, as long as they agree like with Black yours. Panther. And yeah, as long as they're the right race. So, a review by a 25-year-old white guy on YouTube is probably not going to have much to offer. But that's I, I, I'm sorry. The 25. I have to. I just want to complain. What do you mean they don't have much to offer? What does that even? Fuck you! Like I can't think of anything else imagine, to say. Imagine, imagine if you said a black guy reviewing Once Upon a Time in the West probably doesn't have anything to offer. <laughs> I'm making an official of this video. Guy. There will be a I quote mean, in my video for the for the April Fool's Day that says a review by a white person will offer nothing if reviewing Big Mama's house. I mean, how can he even justify <laughs> that? <laughs> I, I just tried to figure out how he can justify saying anything like that. Like, how can you gauge how much value a white person has when they when they do or say anything, be it uh, writing a book, making a movie, making a review, a YouTube video? You're a white guy. How do I know that? Well, I know for a fact that nothing you say has any worth at all, but that's because you're a fucking idiot, not because you're white. Jesus. How yeah, we justify that. How about that? Um, what's his name? Patrick or something? He's like, we won't hold the, your whiteness against you. We're not like that. Yeah, you can stream with us, YMS. We, we're, we're not even racist. <laughs> Apparently, you should be. A lot of people are seeking out. There's infinitely more. See, you're you're going out trying to seek out people's perspective based on their race, and that's a good thing to do. Fucking shit. ...to be gained by reviews from people of color, who can offer an educated discussion about the cultural and historical aspects of the movie. You know what? what? Do you even say? I'm sure you'd approve of me and Walsh's reviews of Black Panther if they were positive. This is about the culture, yo. Yeah, because cause you're an ally. Because then you would be, you'd be woke. Jesus fucking Christ. Here, I'm gonna 
post this like <laughs> big a, mama's yeah. house and unbridled praise. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that. I'm just gonna fucking put that quote over his face. Just be like, yeah, a twenty of the review, a Black Panther review by a twenty-five-year-old white guy probably doesn't have anything to offer. Big Mama is woke as fuck. <laughs> Jesus fuck! I mean, it's like what? What's funny? He was Big Mama's house or the Nutty Professor. Ah, uh, Big Mama's house. <laughs> yeah. But it's insane. Like, what if you were just like, oh, okay, well, let's be consistent. Movies that are mostly white that take place in any predominantly white culture, black reviewers, we shouldn't listen to them because they probably don't have anything to offer. I think that's the part I mean, that really gonna, gets to me. If you're going to be a racist, be consistent. If he said uh, white people will only be able to offer their perspective on, on a film that covers black issues or something, I could just be like... Oh yeah, that old line. But he actually said white people aren't gonna have much to offer. It's like, what the hell? What if I'm a 25 year old white male, but I have a master's degree in black science or black, <laughs> black science? Well, black science. <laughs> it's like black magic, but it's What's even better. It's worse. What's this guy's name? Uh, Patrick. Back Is it Patrick? I've got it in my title. Uh, Patrick. Why is this in the chat? Willems, I'm just lurking. Oh, YMS, come hang out with us. Yeah, I got. I'm. I gotta see if Patrick Willems has a Black Panther review. Because I searched Black he's, Panther, Patrick Willems. He's got. A, he's well. He didn't. He say he doesn't critique movies. He only. Um. Yeah, he's not a movie critic. He only does video essays, I believe. But that's not movie criticism. Oh. I. I. I can't see it yet. Um, 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 I don't see it. Maybe it's out there. I'm curious. I mean, we've only got what two minutes left of his video now. So if you wanna, we wanna just uh, finish it off. Yeah, we can. But I don't. I I can't. Maybe he does, but I can't quite find it. So at least he's he's woke enough to know that he doesn't have anything to offer. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you're going to point out the hypocrisy that if he had made a Black Panther analysis without being able to offer anything. Well, if he ever brings up Black Panther in any kind of criticism, he's a hypocrite because it doesn't have to be a video devoted to it. I mean, the, the problem any is, guys, we're about that movie. every assessment we've had of him has been about logical inconsistencies, and he's already said that logic is the enemy. So. Do any of our criticisms actually hold water if he doesn't subscribe to the idea of logic? Just Right made a video called Black Panther Fixes Marvel's Most Common Flaws? Yeah, that was actually a suggestion for us to cover eventually, but uh... That's some shit. It's one, pretty bad. One day. It was it was the first video that I saw from him where I was like, what are you doing? Just Right. <laughs> what are you doing? Then, and then he went on to make his first Last Jedi video and I was like, oof. Stop. <laughs> and then he made another one and I'm like, no. And then you were able to Not talk right. to him, and that went well, really well. Yeah, no, it didn't. Like, this guy is... He's hes the worst we've... I, mean, I think he's the worst. You guys think this, this is the worst, the worst person we've, we've ever covered? Because I, I actually think he's a contender. Well, he's... First off, he's racist. He's openly racist. Which doesn't help. Um, he's very elitist. He wants to... He's definitely an advocate for gatekeeping. Oh, yeah. He is, he's ready to tell us objectively that there's a right and wrong way to watch movies. 
He does the things that he criticizes other people of doing. He openly, blatantly contradicts himself on almost every issue. He, uh, 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 argument from authority fallacy, um, source fallacies, uh, he clear disdain for, you know, the layman, a layman critic or a YouTube critic. Um, he's ready to, he's huge straw man, a uh, huge straw man advocate, I guess. This guy's got this guy's fucking awful. He, I think this guy's the worst. And then it's like all of that plus he constantly talks over himself, as in like says a thing and then later just says the complete opposite thing. And you're just like, oh, yeah, totally contradicts himself. Who can dig into the politics and what the movie is actually saying? Yeah, black people. What's the movie actually saying? Black people, what please is, tell us, white people. What we is this actually bullshit? What is what, <sighs> Why? <laughs> Why do you have to keep using buzzwords? Why can't you use real words? Oh god, I just There's... used a buzzword. Yes, please. Black people. Please that tell movie, us I had zero white people what it's about. What it's interest in looking about. at reviews that just repeated my own thoughts back at me. I wanted to learn more and deepen my understanding. No, you didn't. You just said you only look at people you like. You're a liar. <laughs> you don't listen to your own statements. Hmm? He is that. Yeah. Standing of the film, I the and I wasn't going to get that from critics whose perspectives were identical to my own. But I think that's reflective of a lot of white. film culture on YouTube. A lot of people just want to hear someone articulate exactly- That's not film culture on YouTube, that is people. People like to re reaffirm what they think is right, they like their opinions satisfied and stuff. That's a problem in every industry. People like listen to the same genres of music because they've confirmed that they like the the ones they're listening to. It like stems from actual taste to genuinely I want not wanting to like what I like. When I buy a product, I'll watch a review of it after I've bought it because it's a good review of that product because it confirms that I made a good decision and I was right. It's just I can't follow any sense of this guy's actual process for thinking about anything. <laughs> it's the most confusing like maze of, of what's going I, on in there i can't imagine how he would react to criticism like if someone said watch Mola's review i would imagine him watching parts of it and just going like he's white he's white <laughs> <laughs> all right then see you later i guess well, yeah. what they already think <laughs> sorry <laughs> my bad right me too think and that can be satisfying and yeah that, an obvious point we missed it's like uh I wonder if the people watching his videos are just agreeing with him and he's just repeating back to them and satisfying their perspective. Like, no, nah, it doesn't apply to him. All the criticisms he's actually brought up can all apply to him, especially the first video we watched, but it's just like, nah, no self-awareness. No, uh, no explanation of a scale or a set of rules that make his perspective unable to be applied to himself. Aside from, what was it, traditional? He's a traditional critic or he only likes traditional critics. Not that we know what traditional means. I enjoy it sometimes too, but film criticism is about more than that. It's about having our perceptions of art challenged and expanded. It's a so that's why you only watch people you like. This just—I keep coming back to that. You can't get out of it. It's like we should always get it challenged, but I'll only check out people I—I I, I think are good. Discussion. As long as it's the right race telling me what to think. <laughs> oh jeez. Echo chamber. So if you don't already, I highly recommend following critics who write traditional. What does that mean? What does mean? traditional mean? Fucking hell. What is a traditional movie review? Surely he... Has he mentioned that? No, he's just... He keeps... 
I don't think he's given Did us any it? kind so by of traditional. Does he mean by white people? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I think my only guess is what is the difference between a review written by someone like Roger Ebert in 1970 versus a review on YouTube today? You're like, uh, I guess he would have focused on. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. Because like, he said that Bob Chipman does traditional reviews. What does that mean? Traditionally retarded? I don't know. Such a buzzword. And he keeps saying it. It's like what this video relies on. And it's just like, please define it. Just a sentence. Give me something. Traditional movie reviews. Critics who know more than you oh. about film. <laughs> oh, oh, you. Bob Chipman knows more than I do. <laughs> Okay. It's pretty impressive. Dude, so white. Person. Okay, you bean-headed little faggot. Dude, we we. I'm sure you know. We would have a discussion with him, and the moment that he runs out of options, he would say, "I know better than you." Okay. I have. I wonder if this guy has a. He talks like somebody who is. He's trying to constantly validate his degree. Yeah, I'm sorry that the will doesn't work this way, that it's not based on what education you had, it's based on what you say, and how valid, and, and how, what, what value your actual opinion and perspective and what it's built on has. It has nothing to do with just going, I'm from here, and I went here, I, I did this. even say something that fucking, people call me pretentious, I mean, holy fuck. <laughs> uh, is he playing a, is he playing a character? character? Is this a parody? See, that's the thing. If it's that, like it's too it would be, be a like, No, I would love it if it was a parody. Affluent social justice warrior, soy boy, elitist, I'm better than you, I support could, black people? I could totally see this being a good parody. Like, It's, it's not far away from what I do on April Fool's. It really isn't. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Jared Genesis comes off as more sincere than this guy. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. Not every critic is good. Plenty are bad, like Rex Reed. Like you. <laughs> that would just be one. You are not that a guy good sucks. critic. So if you're staring at the hundreds of critics ah! on Rotten Tomatoes, did he with no clue I'll go back. To tell Rex, Re Rex Reed? Yeah, I, I didn't recognize the name. I mean, I don't uh, know the name, but just the fact that he's saying that anyone other than himself sucks is just really incredibly amusing to me. It's pretty unfair um... to just raise Bob Chipman and throw some random other guy under the bus. Just two names. You know, shit on one, raise one. Uh, like, okay. He's an old movie critic and author. Um, like we're like. Is he white? He is. He is a white male. <laughs> Did he review oh, Black Panther? Oh, there we go. Oh, dude, I just realized YMS reviewed Black Panther and he's white. He uh -oh. fucked up. He fucked sorry, up. Sorry, <gasps> YMS, but I don't think you have anything to offer. Sorry, Adam. I, I I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're a Nazi. Can you please take down the video until you? I don't know, become black or whatever is required. I've, I'm not clear on the rules. Some criticism is about more than that. It's about having our perceptions of art Papa Ben brought up a good point. Jared's more sincere than anybody. Literally anybody. He, he, he really is. There is no filter between his brain and his no mouth. <laughs> Just boom. Neither, it's a discussion, not an echo logic. Chamber. Is he white, Bilbo Bag? <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Jared, there's no filter. There's it, there's no logic, no reason, no social norm or polite convention will prevent what he's thinking from coming out. 
So if you don't already, I highly recommend following critics who write traditional movie reviews. What is Another it? word more than you about film. Make sure you follow all the blackies and all Dude, the women. It's and so all smug. He's like, but all of like, the people how, who know more than you. It's like, what do you how mean? do we establish that they know more than me? Don't listen to their arguments. You need to look at their race and gender. That's when you know. Yes, I gotta make sure they have something to offer me. <laughs> Someone put traditional in the three parentheses. <laughs> traditional. traditional. Uh, I I got the. I see what you did there. Backgrounds and offer different perspectives. And obviously. See, so he said superior, and then he said different perspectives. Like, pick one, mate. And the thing is, this traditional thing's bugging me because it's almost. It's always a really good idea to define your terms at the beginning of a video. You know? So that people know what the fuck you're talking about? Why bother? Everyone already agrees with him on his channel. <laughs> I guess. Not every critic is good. Plenty are bad. Like Rex Reed? That guy sucks. So if you're. Maybe that's like an in joke or something. Well, like way to live is that. The 1969 Academy Awards. Oh, I don't know then. I don't, I don't know what that like, was. I don't, I don't know anything about Rex Reed. If he's like, white, then we already know what his he sounds like. Is. He sounds like a comic like, book hero. He's probably gonna watch this video and be like, "They don't even know who Rex Reed is." Oh my so, god! YMS says he likes Bob Chipman because he's in bed with journalists at Polygon and Kotaku. No, 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 no. YMS, you don't understand. Boy, YMS, that's at the, that's pretty. Oof. At the beginning of this video, he said critics are not paid off. Oh they yeah, Adam, no, not zero. That's a myth. It does no. not happen. Exactly. How can you be so dumb, Adam? No, no reviewers <laughs> ever know paid what? off. We, uh, he said so. We need Mr. to just make a Bean note. Head said so. We, we, we're, we'll, we'll show him because it's right at the beginning. We're on 938. I'll just remember yeah. that. So I'm let's... just kidding, Adam. You're not dumb. A little bit. Come on. <laughs> Where, well, where is then, where is the numbers? Just, I want to clear up some misconceptions I, I, I that misconceptions. I own unique opinions. And critics do not hate everything. They, no, wrong no, this was point one. Waste yeah, money go, on that. Yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, sure, money on that. Pay off critics to trap. Yep. Right up front, I want to clear Stop. up some misconceptions that I know some people have. Critics are not bought or bribed. Disney does not pay <laughs> off critics to trash DC movies. It's not- So yeah, YMS, uh, not only are you white, but you're wrong about that too. This guy just said that never happens. Critics are not bought. And they are not bribed. It's not exactly. a thing. I for... literally have offers all the time from from people who email me to say, we want to pay you to promote this product. And some of them will even ask, name your rates. Because they know to ask people for their rates. <laughs> because that's how prevalent this shit is. What, what is your rate for shilling? Dude, it doesn't happen. You guys are just tinfoil hat wearing idiots. It doesn't happen. I know you have evidence, but that's based on logic, and who needs it? To be honest. I'm glad you agree. Honestly, not every critic is good. Plenty are bad. Like Rex Reed? That guy sucks. Sorry, Rex like Reed, Mahler. for playing this clip three times. <laughs> Rex I don't, Reed, I, I don't know anything about Rex Reed. I Nobody, I don't think anybody knows who Rex Reed is who just casually is watching this video. I've never heard of him. And when no. I looked him up, like shit from like the 60s was popping. Uh, Kyla brings up a good point. You can't really criticize Prometheus in, unless you're, uh, you've been, you've had a tentacle rape baby. Like that's, <laughs> how can you really associate with the character? How would I just... ever know how to put myself in the shoes of someone who gives birth to a fucking space squid? Well, I mean, we joke about it, but really, like, 
let's be honest here. If you're not a woman, then how can you put yourself into Ripley's shoes? Exactly. Yeah, I can't I mean, even I associate. I was like, is I mean, she afraid? She looks afraid, but I don't know. I'm not a woman. That's why I only yeah. get along with Bishop, because he's a man. He's a robot. You can't get along with a robot. He's a manly man who bleeds cum. You <laughs> <laughs> had to throw that in there, didn't you? You had to make it weird. You know he's not a straight white male. <laughs> so if you're staring at the hundreds of critics on Rotten Tomatoes with no clue how to tell who's worth reading, let me offer some... Let me tell you who's the correct critics. <laughs> it's like... No self-awareness, dude. No self-awareness. These are some of my favorite critics working right oh, now. Oh god, here we go. And whether you agree with them or not, I think they're worth reading. So Matt Zoller cites Matt Singer, Amy Nicholson, Jen Yamato, David Sims, Drew McQueenie, David Ehrlich, Wes- Ow, Jesus. <laughs> also, yeah, I don't know Stop any of those names. Stop with the shitty fucking music. Genuinely don't know yeah. any of those names. I've never- I have no idea who I'm they assuming are. they're all traditional non-YouTuber or something. Yeah, does is that what it means? Does traditional mean not YouTuber? Is that maybe that's his <laughs> that could actually be it? Like, uh, that he said, not except us. Bob Shipman, except just... Bob Shipman, not YouTuber. Yeah. Bob Shipman, he's the guy who calls out, you know, all the racists. So he's trusted, but that that <laughs> skull on wheels and that <laughs> gate furry. <laughs> Don't listen to those guys. They don't know what they're See, talking when the, about. When the streams end, Rags will open the side of the skull, get inside, drive the skull. <laughs> <laughs> drive to the EF factory. Leslie Morris, Sid Adlaka, Scott Tobias. Do you really know all these names off by heart? Fucking hell. The folks on the Slash film cast. Oh, maybe he's probably reading a script, actually. Dargis, Bill Gabiri, Jordan Hoffman, Allison Wilmore, Glenn Kenny, Tasha Robinson, Mike Ryan, Priscilla Page, Britt Hayes, Emily Yoshida, Richard Lawson, Angie Han. Jesus and Christ. Go back and read old... Literally don't know any of those names. I guess... Never heard of them. I'm I not guess... saying they're good or bad. I'm just saying I've never heard of these Could people. this be because we're white? Maybe. But it's because you're not traditional fucking reviewers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for accepting new and changing technology and it's a little... He's reading his yeah. iPhone contacts. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it really... <laughs> I mean, if, it, if he really does mean, like, not YouTubers in this sense, it's like... Which he might. I mean, if that's the case... How can he possibly say you're on YouTube, you blithering idiot? I know. So why you should we take you serious? <laughs> How can you possibly say anything that? I mean, I'm I'm just amazed. I'm amazed that Jared Genesis comes off as intelligent compared to you. He, he is, is less the... contradictory. Yeah, Jared I mean, Genesis it... is more consistent. I mean, at least Jared's like consistently fucking stupid because I mean he thinks fucking Ray killed Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> but he never says someone else killed Han Solo in a second later. He sticks to, <laughs> to the information. Yeah, if he he's has. wrong, he sticks with that shit. Yeah, so as uh, someone's clearly highlighted, stop watching YouTube from a YouTuber. <sighs> Make By sure you read. I mean, look, I like reading, but god damn it, he is so <laughs> pretentious when he's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to uh, tell you guys to read these ones. It's like, oh my god, I'll do Please book reviews, but I'm not gonna tell people just go fuck. You get, need to start your listening to only. traditional reviewers, okay? Traditional reviewers know about film. Yeah, yeah sure. Let me hop in my time machine and we'll go listen to. Stop story. talking about plot holes. By the way, I don't know if YMS is still there or not, but like the references to a quiet place. It's like, how could he? How could his fan base not fucking link the shit out of him for for this video? Because uh, 
It's like every person who ever criticized film with a plot hole gets to watch this video and basically be infuriated. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, thanks. I mean, I'm like genuinely like livid that this man is just <laughs> so utterly fucking retarded. Like, I, I, there's not been one single intelligent thought to come out of this entire video, and it's like, ah, how are you doing? Well, he knew what the videos were recorded with. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I forgot In fact, about that the, they wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for Sennheiser. <laughs> Roger Ebert reviews Sennheiser. because they're Sennheiser really good. You just said the Robert Ebert reviews are really good, but, but Robert Ebert, Rob, Roger Ebert is totally a white guy, though. Did Roger Ebert review Black Panther? But George de Bedibit was dead by then, I'm afraid, so... No, he did not. But his it's website the kind of guy it. who's... It's the kind of guy who'll be like, yeah, I read Tolkien. <laughs> this is the kind of guy who and... would, would say a bunch of things that would criticize Roger Ebert by accident and then go back and be like, no, he's good, though. He's okay. He's traditional. Now, I'm he sure comes from a place where he it. thinks that just because people talk about plot holes more than they used to, that it must be fabricated and illegitimate. You see, he's from a time yep. where YouTube was not quite invented, and so he was... was he, he didn't even fair, know what plot holes are. <laughs> well, we were all born before plot holes, so we're older than plot holes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a friend of yeah. mine's been sending me quotes. 2012 was when plot holes happened. A friend of mine's this been sending me so. quotes from Roger Ebert complaining about plot holes, by the way. <laughs> oh shit! Oh fuck! Shut let me it down. let me just you idiot. let me just read a few of them for you. Roger Ebert on I Am Legend. It's distracting to see flaws in the interior logic of the world um, a movie creates. Uh, Roger Ebert on High Tension with a plot hole large enough to drive a truck through. Uh, Roger Ebert on Along Came a Spider. A few loopholes I can forgive, but when a plot is riddled with them, crippled by them, made implausible by them, I get distracted. Sorry, dude. You're gonna have to reference someone other than Roger Ebert. He may be traditional, but he's not on your team. <laughs> he never would be. Oh my god. It, it, you'd almost, it almost does seem like this should be a parody, because I just can't fathom. At the end, he says, surprise, like gotcha. Surprise! I was just pretending to be retarded. <laughs> People are gonna argue that. They'll be like, uh, this guy is illogical. He's pleading insane. That's how these videos make sense. You'd be like, oh, we're judging yeah, the any narrative. Yeah, any bad video can okay. be excused because he was insane when he made them. Mm. Has That's this guy weird. said anything that he hasn't contradicted? It's like, no, no, he's... <sighs> Not yet. Well, he, he started off by saying hello. He's probably gonna say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> He just says hello again. Complete and total contradiction. <laughs> Someone in the chat said Robert is What? Robert is our guy. <laughs> Recording. But what I'm trying to say is that if you like movies, you should read Stop recording and don't start again. If yeah. you like movies, you should. The only way you end that sentence correctly is say, you should watch movies. If you like them. There's no other thing you should do if you like movies. Yeah, like, should implies that, I mean, is there a goal that we're working towards? I mean, apparently, read right? criticisms. Apparently you should go and pursue great, real, traditional critics if you like film. Not uh, those idiots on YouTube. Yeah, you know those people you like, like that that Mueller, that Desanted Walf, the freaking Rugs. They're, they're all just idiots. <laughs> Rugs. <laughs> they all don't know what they're talking about. That your movie sucks guy, all he does is nitpick. He just He's nitpicks white. the plot. I need, oh god, yeah, I forgot about that. Christ. And he's a male! 
as far as I know, he might Good. actually be human as well. That's another tick against you. Oh, well, I... Film criticism. Honestly, it will make you like movies even more. Oh, fuck you. So, that's all. <laughs> oh, and one Yeah, last you know, thing. if... What? <laughs> He's in a hotel, I guess. Um... Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're so close He's to the end, and you want to pause it. What the fuck? We've is nearly this? survived the journey, and you want to pause it? How did? <laughs> uh, Cinema Sins is terrible. It's absolute garbage, and an act of. <laughs> I love the idea of this guy system. telling us who's a bad YouTuber. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me. <laughs> hey guys, I just want to tell you. Well, hold on. I gotta make my audio quality shit like he does, because this is what a good YouTuber does. What? Wait, what's this guy's uh, name again? Patrick, I, I think. Okay, okay everyone, <laughs> just want you to know. Um, Patrick is a piece of shit, fucking faggot, bean-headed, fucking stupid Dude, goddamn... You know, you know the video you're planning for your 100,000? What you need to do when it's, it's ended, cut to black, and then it cuts to you at your bedside with your fucking camera, and you go, just wanted to say, Patrick Willems is terrible as YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> fucking groveling like I'm fucking Smeagol from The Two Towers. What I love I do to record myself is I, I get down on my knees at the side of the desk and hold the webcam downwards to face me <laughs> while I'm down here while my fucking milk is out here on the countertop. <laughs> yeah. You know the implication that he woke milk. up and was like, I need to say that Cinema Sins is a bad chat. <laughs> it's I like have you don't to do get it. to call other people a bad channel, you fucking That's piece like of shit. an endorsement of Cinema Sins, is <laughs> it? Think he's bad. I don't even like Cinema Sins, and I'm in. Cinema Sins is a white I, I, guy. I want to go subscribe to him just to spite you. <laughs> well, I want to. I want to hear this. I wanna... It will make you like movies even more. So, that's all. Oh, and one last thing. Uh, Cinema Sins is terrible. It's absolute garbage, and it actively hurts film criticism. So my recommendation is to not watch it. That's. That is actually something that um. I hate everything alluded to in his last Jedi video, but he said that he was among the people who have caused this idea that film criticism has taken a downturn because of encouraging nitpicking and stuff. I think that's a very um defeatist perspective of it all. I think so too. It's just like I give up. Everybody's just doing this stuff now, thanks to and, all these guys. It's like this, argue you know, for I, why I, your I, film I, is good. I don't even disagree that Cinema Sins is kind of shit, but you don't get to call other people shit when you make. Just terrible, awful, goddamn videos like this. He thinks it's well, good it's though. It's completely <laughs> random. At the end, he he got finished editing this video and was like, "Oh, I gotta take a crack at Cinema Sins." What a spiteful little bitch! I was gonna say it's really, really. We got the bitter element in the last video, but that ending—it's like, wow, man, you couldn't, you couldn't just not have the ending where you shit he on another even channel. Explain why he's just like, "Oh, that well, shit, don't watch." This them. is the interesting thing. I actually, if approaching any film, I'm gonna check out Cinema Sins just in case he actually raises a point where I'm like, oh, is this actually possible? Not everything yeah. Cinema Sins says and does is invalid. They actually I do hope raise to criticism. God, that's so. soy milk. No, it's it's no, it's skim. You could tell by the light blue. You don't uh, know that, Rex. I don't drink, you, you don't might drink have skim milk because I'm not a fucking faggot. So yeah, I wouldn't personally. Well, some, some some skim milk is has a pink top, but. I wouldn't personally recommend CinemaSins uh, to learn about film criticism, but I I have more respect and more respect for your intelligence to go and watch him if you enjoy him, because you can tell the difference when he makes 
good criticisms or ones that are just kind of for example he makes joke criticisms every once in a while like there's not a lap dance in this scene if you're going to take that seriously and be like wow he judges films because they don't have lap dances in it he's not a real critic i just be like good <laughs> lord calm down <laughs> you'll be fine yeah he, he's so, an entertainment channel first what i've discovered is this guy is racist <laughs> sexist heterophobic i can't even believe i unironically had to use that term he is spiteful he's contradictory he's hypocritical he really needs to shave that fucking awful goddamn haircut because wow just go bald man just go bald and he's got fucking skim milk behind him michael here <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I how did people subscribe to this guy i don't get it i don't get it either yeah, i would I love to uh i'd love to ask people what they see in him Oh, that was okay, it. Okay, so if you like the videos we're making and you want to help us make more of them... It takes more than one person to make this garbage. You had to drag some other human being into this. <laughs> solving the mystery of J.J. Abrams. <laughs> oh my god. It's not that difficult. It doesn't go that deep. Don't You know don't what panic. else is apparently really difficult? Um, not understanding that your YouTube thumbnail has the timestamp on the bottom right, so you should never put text in the bottom right of your thumbnail. Hey man, maybe someone on his team made that, not him. You're being very rude. Being very white right now. I can't help my being white. I could go get some more sun and mm -hmm. become browner slash redder. Yeah, that's which I get need super, to do because I have to go get super male vitality, and it'll get you a little redder. Yeah, we, we actually did it. We got through both of his videos. It only took us five hours, but we did it. And we might have found who we consider to essentially be the worst film. Oh, shit. YMS, YMS tweeted out five minutes ago, Roger Ebert on High Tension 2003. The rest of the movie you will have to see for yourself. Or not, which would be my recommendation. I am tempted at this point to issue a spoiler warning and engage in discussion of several crucial events in the movie that would seem to be physically, logically, and dramatically impossible. But clever viewers will be able to see for themselves that the movie's plot has a hole that is not only large enough to drive a truck through, but in fact does have a truck driven right through it. <laughs> and YMS says, oops, apparently Roger Ebert wasn't watching movies correctly and he's not a real <laughs> critic. <laughs> see, that'll work with our audience, but I feel like you I, might get melted on Twitter for saying that. Here's the thing, like, YMS is, he's fucking woke on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh my god, because he's made like three tweets about it in a long-ass comment. Well, it's because this like, is ridiculous. YMS gives a shit. People are sending this guy's videos to people like YMS, people like me, people like Wolf, because it's like, you see, you guys are stupid for good after plot. It's like, he didn't make any arguments. He contradicts himself. Like, what do you, what do you, what did you think this was going to do? Make us for a second go, oh yes, it turns out that when you notice things that don't make any sense, you should just ignore them. I see now. Dude, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna do the whole crouching next to my bed and be like, this guy fucking sucks. Patrick Willems, don't don't subscribe to Patrick Willems. <laughs> don't subscribe to Patrick Willems. He's a racist and I have the clips to prove it. <laughs> clips to prove it. Uh um I should probably catch up with my super chats. I've I've let them flow. Uh, uh Hateful. Clap him, of course. Eh. Got it skipped. So hard to keep track. I can't remember the last one we we mentioned. Actually, I'll just work from the bottom up. That'll make sense. 
Yeah. Uh, this donation wouldn't be possible without Sennheiser. So thanks, Sennheiser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rex Reed, film critic who had his own show at the movies and wrote On the Town with Rex Reed. I mean, again, we don't know him, but this guy's throwing shit on him without justifying it. So just let him let him do his thing, I guess. Don't subscribe to Patrick Willem's Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> the Bilbo memes are never going to not be funny. This man clearly needs to take a hint from Jared and eat some yo-yos. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you get your Q-tips on your desk, because that really adds the flavor. Uh, this guy just took the uh, biggest douche in the universe award from John Edward. Who's John Edward? Uh, crossing over with John Edward. Still don't know who that is. The show about where he talks to ghosts. Oh, was he a douche? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, well, he pretends to talk to dead people and scam people. Out oh, of money. yeah, that would that would be pretty douchey. That's definitely a douchebag. Yeah, because that's not a thing that happens ever. And if you believe it, then you're getting scammed. <laughs> your traditionalist view will be your undoing. Your faith in your logic is yours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just got here and I'm a selfish pond buffalo, so is there any chance I can get a lightning fast recap? This guy made a video explaining why we shouldn't give a shit about plot holes. It's the most confusing 10 minutes of nonsense we've ever seen, so we responded to it live. We went through every part of it. And then this video was recommended where he talks about film criticism, and again, it's just as nonsensical. I don't think this guy had a coherent thought in his head, ever. And I don't think he ever checks his own work. I don't think he ever really considers the ramifications of every single statement you make subjectively. It's the most confusing set of nonsense ever, and you actually take the, the crown for worst YouTuber ever, and this is coming from someone who was seen a lot on YouTube, you know? Like, would you say I've he's the worst... i my time. Would you say he's the worst in terms of, like, a genre, or the worst just full stop? Full stop. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd rather watch someone as disingenuous as Downward Thrust over this guy. I think this guy's the worst. I think I think he's the worst. Because, I mean, honestly, Downward Thrust is like, you can laugh at him. Well, but this guy is just like, he makes me angry. Wouldn't the worst people be the ones that, like, actually manipulate people out of getting money? Like, like for example, um, the, the CSGO scamming shit, you know, like, people who encourage trying to get kids to trade off money and stuff like that would probably be the worst. People who are trying to get money out of kids. I don't know. This guy seems like the kind of guy who would do that if he had a chance. <laughs> Uh, if we don't involve any kind of actual real damage to people, like it's literally just sharing your perspective, then yeah, I'd say he's one of the worst, easily. But no one's ever going to be better than Jared Genesis, so... No, there's no point even trying at that point. Uh, yeah, why, why would you even try to go for... Someone said, um, historical significance of Black Panther, what? Like, yes, there is a lot of people that feel you have to judge Black Panther within uh, sort, of, sort of like a perspective of what it means for a culture, what it means about sharing ideas about a past that has occurred. And, 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 you know, like my focus will always be on a script for every single movie, but they're like, you have to talk about that and you can't talk about it unless you are black because you need to have experienced sharing, it. Sharing sounds like white people propaganda. From my point of view, the white dudes are evil. Eh, it's, 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 a, it's fair. I graduated from Oberlin College with a degree in cinema studies. His website, so there you go. Oh. Oh, does that say, does it say that on his website? He, I guess anybody can get a fucking degree these days. <laughs> can you imagine he'd be like, I graduated from Oberlin College with a degree in cinema studies. And we're like, 
What, what does that even mean? I mean, there's people that get degrees in gender studies, so... That's true. There you go. And there it is. I thought Bola was a black skull on wheels. That's why I agree unconditionally with him. You, how can you not try... You know he's talking about getting different perspectives, so different uh, shades of, of, of race, different genders. I'm a literal skull on wheels. Like, where, Can you get that from anywhere else? Literally anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, come on. I'm a wolf. Rags is a dog. Fortia is a yellow donut. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, Movie Bob Spy bleh, Movie Bob Spider Man One and Two reviews are solid. I've not seen them, and I'm sure, as goes even for Feminist Frequency, they can make something good. Just what? What is it? A broken clock's right twice a day. That's they. They can do it. I hope uh, Mola versus Just Right equals Thanos one hit KOing the Hulk. That's like, that's like subjective, man. Hulk's green. We should probably get him to review uh, films. We probably get a lot of um, <clears throat> perspective. That's there. an insult to the Hulk. Yeah, man. but he's white Hulk on the inside. Way too cool for that. <laughs> Depending that on the day, true. he's green on the inside. You know, you never know. Uh, watching films is how you understand what makes a good film or not. Well, that's the thing. Uh, a lot of people can get educated on. Uh, I think I've made this analogy to one of you guys before, but you know, like you could read every book about carpentry. But you actually need to start doing carpentry to get better at it. You need to, you know, get a feel for it all. It's a very physical thing, and and so translates. You just keep reading about, I don't know, um, how films are constructed, and you never actually watch a film or read a story. You're gonna be in trouble. Sitting there with all this, like, it's it's like the difference between street smart and book smart, I guess. Need some experience, yeah. you know. Need to get in there. You need a. You need a. You need to have that applied. I prefer Jared's room to this guy's. <laughs> this guy's room's boring. I mean, at least Jared's room has, like, lowered, like, the skeleton with all the marks on the arms. <laughs> Jared's. The, 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 light, uh, the light switch without any panel over it. Uh, wasn't Ebert Check out his gear at Teespring slash store slash Patrick Willems. I'll look that up. <laughs> Cracks open monster. Yep. They don't make critics like they used to. Sips monster. <laughs> uh, yep, newspapers sure are the best place for critics. And remember, guys, if if you bought the shirt, what does it feel like wearing the shirt of a racist? Think the same as me, video two. No, seriously, many slaps are necessary. He's hitting my brain. Me no like. Only Sith deal in logic. Yes, this is true. <laughs> See, someone said, "Trust me, this gets bonkers by the end." It's like it was bonkers throughout. I'm not sure. Do you think what was the highlight of the worst thing in this video? Do you reckon? Uh, the racism. I think it would probably be that. That's worse than anything, because yeah. it's like legitimate racism, but you never really get to highlight it because everyone's just like, racism, that's not a thing. It's only white people that can do that. Oh, he is white, though. Maybe that's... Was... I have to get my book of how racism works, because uh, it's completely different now, the definitions. I love you, mids, vids, Mola, but I rags, I want to have your babies. Well... Oh, God, oh, his... Wow. His shirts are... Bad. DM, DMs are open. Why oh, has he got Mitch? Yeah, one shirt says, ask me about my opinions on color grading. And then there's H in parentheses. I don't know what the fuck that means. Atlantis, here we come. There's some yellow person. Uh, person we heart color. heart in that. No, I mean, he's like literally yellow. Um... I wish YMS, oh along with Ralph, would get into a debate with some of these idiots, they'd ruin them. I would love YMS and this guy to have a debate, it would be hilarious. Next time we watch another, we gotta have, yeah man, um, let, um, 
yeah like let us know we, we'd love to have you in here here oh he didn't say that a donation did <laughs> i haven't got anything well, for yms I'm, no i uh, know i'm saying i would love to have yms in that'd be great as would i but um very busy man we should probably call him That's adam right. as well instead of him as a bit awkward i suppose i don't know i'm sure he's okay with it uh yimis yimis reminder that roger ebert came around and loved zoolander best film ever made clear depends how many plot holes were in it Crickets, cricket, critical cracks, corked correctly. Patrick ain't one of them. Um, and there we go. I am caught up. Oh, there's new ones. Uh, rambling incoherently comes off as intelligent to stupid people. Well, this is the thing. We, we say it about Downward Thrust. We say it about a lot of videos. Uh, if you really listen to what they're saying, you will find there are things that you can't possibly reconcile, and so you should be confused. But a lot of people just like, no, I, I like putting it on the background, you know? And that's fine. How do you, how do you talk and not say anything? Yes, that is that is this is what this what these are tutorials for. Um, you see Matthew Matosis' review of God of War. Thoughts on if you did? I've only seen the first ten minutes. I'm liking it so far. Matthew Matosis. I have seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. It's very it's, good. Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, Matthew Matosis, if you want to make you know, a stream with us, <laughs> fucking let us know because I really like your content. It's great. Hey, Adam said I'm editing and cooking food right now. Uh, sir, that's some multitasking shit right At there. At the same time, damn. Well. Damn. I don't burn your video. <laughs> uh, oh, someone sent us all a picture of Rex Reed, and he's a—he uh, looks like a very, very straight white male. Oh dear. Oh, he's super straight. White male. Male. I don't know anything about him though, but like I—I I was getting shit popping up from like 1969, and I was like, oh, this is—I like this is an older guy. I never heard of him. Well, I guess he's an older movie critic. Should have been well, writing. He's got better hair than Patrick. Should have been writing and editing this entire time. Thanks for the distraction, you sons of bitches. Laugh my ass off a few times. Thank you. Who said that? It's actually, Passion of the Nerd. He's a, he's a friend of mine who's also a YouTube channel that I can't recommend yet because all he does is Buffy stuff, so it'll be spoilers. It sucks. Don't worry. He'll, well, he's I actually bet, got a few movie reviews you could check out. Um, but the second I make some kind of collab with him, I'll make all of you watch his channel. It'll be great. Um, and then H in parentheses. There we go to every donation thank you all very much very kind i don't know what you guys want to do at this point um i honestly i need to go and live your life because <laughs> i because i because i was away for the weekend and i kind of time out the food that i get so i i don't have to make multiple trips to like the grocery store it like generally all runs out at about the same time so i need to go out and restock mm -hmm. the proverbial refrigerator makes sense yeah, i mean i i have uh, a little bit of a yiff i gotta get to so beautiful so yes thank you all for joining me it's been a wonderful five hours and ten minutes i'm gonna let this stay up i mean the worst it's like five hours and ten minutes i know <laughs> the worst hours? thing that will happen is my channel will be frustrated that it's not a review but they're coming okay so if you get to the end of this video it's coming i've i've, I've literally i'm getting like a week away from finishing the full script which is going to be an estimated I'm going to say an estimated 13 to 15 hours. That is the expectation, but... Uh, so yeah, editing... maybe open up this video with something saying, like, while I'm working on... Well, I was just going to make it public, but, but I guess I could... Well, yeah, yeah, maybe, like, in the description or something. Oh, I could, I'll could. i just pin a comment. That'll work. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, so it'll, it'll take a while to edit, but you're going to be getting a, a shit ton of content once I finish it all, I suppose. But, um... Right. Uh, 
yes so thank you all for for watching hope you had some fun and thank you guests for for being here you fucking for five welcome. hours <laughs> goodbye bye bye toodles farewell